Welcome to episode 150 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we're covering our favorite physical media releases from Arrow, Criterion, Kino, Shout Factory, and from each of us, a bonus studio. Come celebrate our 150th episode. Welcome, everyone. Wait, wait, hold up. No, wait, that's Superman. Wait, we do some horn, like. What's the Remembrance Day one? We're not ending the podcast. This is a celebration, motherfuckers. Okay, how about this one? 150th episode coming at you. And coming over is Kyle. In the house. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I was gonna give myself a nickname. I'm not gonna do that. That's hey. I did 149 episodes where me being uh, an absolute asshole. I'm actually gonna play this one real cool, man. Like this is it. No more uh, dicking around. <laughs> <Good one>. and, <laughs> so what the hell's your name? Yeah, I'm Maddie, <laughs> uh, and I'm Adam. And uh, yeah, you've you've heard of uh, Kid Kyle over there, who King Kong Kyle. Yeah, there we go, King Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is a big episode for us, everyone. King Kong Kyle, uh, I'm Donkey Dong. <laughs> we've been. Uh, I'm Aldo. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Jesus, we're never even going to get through the Aldo? names. That Aldo was Faldo. That was Donkey Kong, like the offshoot for like the. It was Donkey Kong, but it was like kind of Mario, but they called him Aldo. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's amazing. Do you have a mustache? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, this is our big hundred and fiftieth episode. We've been uh, leading up to this. We've been talking about it for a long time. Um, if you've listened to the show, all three of us, I would say, are pretty big uh, pr- proponents. Is that the right word? Yeah. Of uh, physical media. We watch, you know, we, we do the streaming service and everything, too. But for me personally, and, and, and I'm sure you guys as well, there, there's something about having that physical media in hand. Yeah, that yeah. tactile thing yeah, on your the, wall. Yeah, the cover, the slip theatrical covers, release. Yeah, yeah the, the slip cover, the, the big... Re- reversible slip covers. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, these the hard cases, yeah. the booklets you get them, the posters. There's something about having... And just having, I don't know, I just love having a collection. I love like when I'm in the mood for a slasher movie, I can go to my wall of slashers mm-hmm. and they're all there and the cover and the fonts. And it just brings me back, I mean, what kind of got me excited as a, a child. I mean, watching movies and stuff on TV was a big thing, but it was also going to the video store and seeing all those releases. And some of them, you know, a lot of these movies I didn't see till like probably in the past five years, yeah, all these yeah. horror movies. But I always remembered that cover. There, there was something special about going to the, the rental store. You would get the smell of popcorn. A lot of them would have that free popcorn. You'd get the popcorn just as you shopped around and looked. And then the movie you ne- went there for was never, ever actually yeah. in stock. But that was a beauty of it, because then you ended up finding some gem that you probably wouldn't have checked out if, if they had the... Like Dunstan, young, Dunstan checks in? Yeah. If they had of the, Young Guns, too, that yeah. you were trying to get. <laughs> Or blank check. I don't know what blank check is. I was also just going to reference blank check. That's That's what you know, (laughs) the era we grew up in. Yeah, exactly. We probably all rented blank check three times because, well, blank check's still here. It's here. I remember being so excited for Richie Rich, which came out around that time, too. Macaulay Culkin and disappointed. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. There's something to me about that. And I, I think the best way to capture that feeling, I mean, most rental stores are unfortunately gone, is 
you know, collecting yeah, and, and physical it. releases. And obviously, you know, again, not judging if you can't do that. If you're a streaming guy, I know these releases, they're, I mean, they're probably getting more expensive as time goes on, yeah. as they become more niche. But uh, if, if you can, I mean, you don't need a collection of three, you know, 5,000 titles. You're not King Kong Kyle over here. <laughs> if you have your favorites, it's kind of cool. Yeah. If you have your 10 favorites in like, a, you know, the best editions or something special about that. So also, uh, you know. Uh, it's fun when the deals come up and these, oh, yeah. these oh, yeah, companies yeah. all do their deals. It's almost like, remember the Scholastic Book Fairs? It's like that. Yes. You go down yeah. the catalog oh, yeah, and you're yeah, like, oh yeah. yeah, I want that, I want that. And then you got to narrow it down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like, you know, Kino is is a big, uh, they're probably, probably the best sales of the companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, you know, you can easily narrow down your list to 150 titles, 200 titles. And then it's like, well, I'm not rich, yeah. <laughs> so I got to get it down to a reasonable level. Yeah, but we still end up spending more. Kyle than and I have gone pretty crazy. Yeah, with some we, of these we've got we've got recently. boxes that you could you could smuggle a small child in uh, worth of films here. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there's there's something fun about that, and you know, every so many months that sale is going to come up, and you're excited about it, and you're preparing for it. Um, and and this is actually, I mean, we're obviously a month or, or two out from Black Friday, but I think a lot of listeners can kind of use this because all these companies usually have various sales uh, during Black Friday, and they can kind of use this as an episode. Maybe pick up pick up uh, or find out, learn, discover a release that they didn't know about. Whether you know, maybe it's a film they didn't know about, or or something. Maybe just when we we talk about the extras, it sounds kind of yeah. exciting or or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is uh, an episode that I'm excited about because I, I'm. This is what I waste all my money on. It's a, it's a big deal for me. So we're all doing four studios. We're doing Arrow. We yeah. are doing Criterion. We are doing uh, Kino. Kino. And, and then Shelt slash Screen, Screen Factory. Factory. So those are the four. Yeah, we chose four studios that we all kind of uh, love, have a lot of uh, titles from. And then we each, for the fifth choice, we each uh, chose a studio that maybe is a little more important to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, we can get into it then. And all this is going to add up to a massive 150 titles we're going to cover on here. So might be a bit of a longer episode, but uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. we can keep it, you know. Crack that champagne. Yeah. <laughs> and let's go uh, jump into our 150th episode. <laughs> Um, but before we get into our first studio, I just want to, any criteria you guys set when you were making your list, any rules you had, any, you know, what was the reason behind what, obviously when you get to certain film, yeah. you can say why you picked it, but was there certain rules you set forth? I went yourself? down the list and picked all my favorite movies and then I like, oh, okay, well, what ones have the best features, blah, blah, blah best cover art, best. Yeah. Thing. Overall yeah. package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, uh, yeah, I, I thought about the package it came in. I thought about the presentation of that film. Mm-hmm. I thought about, you know, uh, especially I think when we get to Kino, like these are a lot of these films, like you, you just can't find on a physical mm-hmm. media, or if you, mm-hmm. if you did, they were really shitty. Um, and, and, uh, and also that I love the movie. Yeah. Like I, I, that, that was like it, I had to love the movie. Yeah. yeah. Plus, what's the other things that separate it from all these? Like with Criterion, I love a lot of those yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 and what, and, the, we're, and, and maybe what what it represents of that company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with each studio, we can we can briefly talk about what why we lo- what we love about them. Yeah, same thing for me. To me, it was like the overall package. I took into consideration. I don't know if I would say I absolutely love every film, but I pick films that I really do like. I didn't yeah. pick a, a shit film, even if it had great extras or great yeah. slipcover. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to recommend that movie if it sucks. Obviously, the movie is the most important part for all of this. But you know, if th- I really like it, but then it has really awesome package and extras, I did take that into a con- consent. The other thing was is. 
is um as far as like re-releases so like let's say criterion has the best version of a film but it like the regular studio universal already put out that film and the only difference is maybe it has a couple new extras or the pq is mm-hmm. a, a tiny bit better uh pq for picture quality people <laughs> <laughs> um then I, I did take that into a consent because it's like on one hand it's like yes that is probably the best version of that movie but should I tell people to go spend $30, $40 on that movie when they can get this version for 10 bucks that is just as good? So I, I did kind of take that into consent just because, I again, these lists... I, I think had for it. me, like, the, the good example of that would be Citizen Kane right now. Like, where, yeah. where you have this... Mind you, that does have, like, a new feature-length doc on it, so... And 4K, if, if you jump into 4K. But some of the other ones have a bunch yeah. of other special features that are also pretty fun. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So you don't get on And then, yeah, you do lose some. Yeah, for sure. I, exactly. That is a good example, though. The other thing I took into K, uh, consent is now, like, I've jumped into 4K, so that's a big thing for me. But we've seen releases where, like, Criterion, again, I'm just using Criterion as an example. They put out a great release. Kino re-releases the movie. It's 4K. It's the best way to watch that movie picture-wise. But it lost a lot of the extras. Yeah. So, like, that kind of, it's like, I don't want to recommend necessarily the Criterion one because this is the best way to watch the movie. But on the other hand, I can't really pick this Kino one either because, you know, I would have liked to see more extras. So, I, I've I never did seen take you that so conflicted. Into, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I totally like, again, I had 150, 200 movies for each list. I, took I will way too say much this, this is definitely down. like, uh, a Kyle project. <laughs> Kyle Pro- like Maddie and I, I love physical media. Yeah. If you come to our ever come to our houses, which I'm sure all of uh, our listeners will at one point, uh, they'll, they'll do the tours. Having a party on the fifth. You guys want to come? <laughs> nice. Uh, and you know, uh, we we have a lot of movies. Yeah. Kyle has at least double, if not triple. He has a video store in his yes. basement. It is uh, Pro- probably quadruple. And I, and, I, and I hear. About it from my wife all the time. <laughs> in like a good way. She's like, oh, okay. no, no. Yeah. I remember her friends came over and they were yeah. like, oh, this is so cool. And I'm like, see? No, she hates it. And I'm sure they were just like being nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm at the point now where it's like, I'm already like, I probably need another shelf somehow in here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I offered you some shelves at one point because I had a few shelves and I was like, oh, I can give one to Maddie. I can give one to Kyle. I probably turned it down because they weren't black or something, right? Yeah. Like I have to yeah. keep the, the, well, I, I, I got to the point where I, I replaced and I tried to get like an aesthetic so it's not just like, You're biggest thing was like i can't have any more shelves right now yeah you didn't I, even look at the shelves when i think too they were i think they were like i'm again i'm, I'm at the point too if i have a shelf i have to get a taller one i can't get something shorter because that's going to waste that right room of and 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 you know my basement's a decent size are I mean, you out of shelf you know, space uh for the most part still, yeah I, I can like adjust some things I, I'm, I'm getting close so yeah, I, yeah. I i i had lots and lots i gotta buy yeah. i can buy one more because uh where my shelf space, it's built into the wall. Oh, that's right. It, when they yeah. did this built-in yeah, yeah. in the 80s. And, and it, Which is very cool. Yeah, I dig I, that. I like it. And your record collection, too. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, so you, you're able to adjust the heights of all of these. Oh, nice. So originally, they, they weren't set up like this. Yeah. There, there was way less shelves. And then I you know, put all my movies on mm-hmm. a small section of that and then kept it up. So I've been buying all this wood and like putting in more <laughs> shelves and I got to buy one more and that's it. That's as many as I can fit. So are you going to move? <laughs> so you're done? I, I, I have no idea what I'm going to do yeah. after this, but it'll probably take me another, I would say two years probably to fill yeah. what I got left if I'm keeping up to this rate. Right. But at that point, it's like, well, Got to renovate the whole basement. Yeah, I, I like. I would like to <laughs> get out of here, Bucks. No one needs you. <laughs> Gross. I'd like to take credit, and I could be wrong. Yeah. Like I feel like I kind of 
I'm not saying I, I got you into you were collecting stuff, but I, I feel like I kind of push you, you all. I kept really, on bringing up all these oh, yeah, sales and stuff. It, it, yeah. you were you're a record always, guy. You're always <laughs> telling us when the sales are going, and this yeah. is what caught me. He is like the devil on that shoulder, right? Because <laughs> like, I was maybe buying, yeah. I don't know, 10, 20 yeah. a year, something like that. And the other thing that happened, COVID happened, and all the companies yeah. went crazy with sales yeah. that first month. And Criterion just like... Here, I've plummeted. Their prices just plummeted. It probably as cheap as they've ever got in like a normal time. Uh, I, th- I think it was free shipping. I didn't get dinged for like Beauty. everyone just wanted people to buy stuff yeah. for that first two yeah. months, and that that really got on. But you're really the you are the proponent of yeah. like, hey guys, here's the sale or. If I need to know, like, what's the better version of this? And you go, yeah. well, this one has this and this one has that. And on the message board here, they were talking about the picture. I know. Quality. I love how, like, your wife, Tammy, wanted to buy some movie or something one time. And she was probably, like, just like, oh, yeah, so which? And I literally, like, looked up. I did all this research. And I probably sent her, like, 10 pages of info. And she's probably like, um... Thank you. We were, we, were, we were at a family event when that happened. It was a, somebody was asking about it, and Tammy was like, oh, maybe we could get this. And yeah. I, I said, I don't know what movie this is. And and so she asked you, and yeah, you gave like, way that, too much information. That's usually I, I, what I happens. Get, I, yeah, I love that kind of kind of shit. So <laughs> Kyle is definitely yeah, yeah. going to have a much more researched, well thought out. Question: I got to ask, has she ever asked you again or no? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think your, your wife will actually ask me every year for your birthday yeah. and Christmas and stuff recommendations. So. It's getting hard too because we don't know what each other has yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is getting well. I have all my lists, so my list you can technically find out everything I have on yeah. um, on Blu-ray.com, uh, which that that's a great site. You know, we're not they're not paying us to promote them, but I love that. That's where I get a lot of information. That's, jam. that's where I learn out learn if there's you know a problem with a, a disc or if a disc is great um a lot of stuff i get on there and obviously facebook and all group pages uh, the only other thing i want to mention is yes for people that don't know we are in canada it's fucking tough to get some yeah. of these releases yeah. we got to pay a lot of money in shipping certain releases can't get here the duty can hit you Kyle and, and, and I what, when you don't get it don't don't get hit by it it's like a celebration like you you just won the lottery because you just saved yourself like a hundred we we got lucky and saved like a, a couple hundred dollars i think oh. that it would have been uh on that really that uh that huge pre last order we did <laughs> um but yeah anyway something to take into account you know i would probably even buy more i'd love to but release that cost people the states 20 30 bucks they're costing us 50 60 yeah and bucks. sometimes blu-ray.com which i have the default as canada sometimes just defaults back, back to, to america, america yeah. Yeah. I'm like you oh my god these deals are so good can you believe it? i was about to send you uh yeah. you both today because it was like heat 4k yeah the, the one i think yeah. that kyle just got it's only 16 bucks yeah and then i was like uh the, the worst is when like they have like Target or something or the Black Friday. Their deals are like they sell their new Blu-rays for like a movie that just came out the past month or two. It's like five ten dollars. Yeah, In Canada, we we're supposed to get excited because we're going to save two dollars and it's going to be twenty five dollars instead of twenty seven. So we need to get that PO box down yeah, there. Yeah, we need to out. figure out something. But um, anyways, with that, I think we should get into it. We got a lot of movies to cover. Yeah. So the first studio we are going to talk about, we're just going to go alphabetical order. Until we get to our, um, our special fifth, picks. exclusive picks, uh, so we're just going to start off with Arrow, um, a big studio. And uh, they started in the UK. They were kind of like the kind of the criterion of genre picks, I guess. Like they do, they have a great compressionist, uh, a great like they really put together the ultimate video audio package for the most part. And then you know their extras are are, are great as well. And they're kind of 
They might be the best as far as the special editions are concerned because they do like these big limited editions mm-hmm. that come in this hard case. Steel and, books, yeah. Oh, and steel and it's got posters, awesome. it's got postcards, um, sit like 60 or 90 page thick books. Mm-hmm. They do it all. They, they get all the different uh, cuts and all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about it. But uh, yeah, they're definitely, in my opinion, probably the best for limited edition. And they're not too crazy. I mean, those limited editions set you back 50 bucks, mm-hmm. but that's not too bad for like a 4K release that's like two or three discs and all this this extra stuff. So uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of them for that uh, for that uh, regard. And and I, lo- I do love because they do include the original cover art, which to me, yeah, that's a that's huge thing. So dope. Do, do the new, new artwork as much as you want, but on the flip side, I want that original mm-hmm. poster art. Because to me, again, like that's how I remember most yeah, of these movies. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't Do you guys have anything else to add to that? No, no. Should, should, Ready, we, uh, should we jump in? Yeah. How are we doing this? Uh, who wants to start? I don't know. Alphabetical order? Sure. All right. I get both first and last name, right? <laughs> Always, yeah, yeah, exactly. Always ahead of you, bozos. <laughs> um, so my f- first pick is uh, a 1956 movie by Jacques Turneau, Nightfall. It's a noir. It's a it's a great noir that I I, I saw for the first time because of the Arrow uh, package. It, it's got an amazing, uh, uh, like like Kyle said, the presentation of this movie is is impeccable. On, on point. Uh, and it's just like a really like hard nosed. Uh, effective uh late noir uh like in the 50s where a lot of stuff is start that's that's you're almost getting out of it like you still you know touch of yeah. evil still to come but and, and a lot of other great ones but uh, uh not as well known no. uh noir yeah i think this is this was at arrow academy which we should mention if they have these kind of sub branches we are including all of them in there because this was kind of like their their classier, arty side of mm-hmm. films. I think now it doesn't exist, and now it's all just one, but at one time they were doing this. I think this is a UK actually release, but it is region-free, region so free, anyone yeah. can get it. And yeah, I think it was released part of a, a noir box set, and there's you could get that with three other films, or you could buy them separately. I just have it separate. Um, nice. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, great, great pick. Yeah, I, I guess I'll go. Oh. Um, number 10, The House Collection. It has all the house movies, like House 1, House 2, The Second Story, uh, House 3, uh, what was that? And the house three is both the uncut European and there is a uh, documentary called Slaughter Inc. about Greg Nicotero who uh, kind of cut his teeth doing house three, which is kind of dope. And house four. Awesome collection. Has the reversible art and it comes with this wicked box set of all the uh, pictures on it. Yeah, yes. an- another one that is actually uh, mm-hmm. region free. So that I think in the States we only got like part one and two together because mm-hmm. um, they didn't have the rights to three and four. But uh, you can get the UK release region free, and you get the three and four, which uh, three is probably was my favorite. Three I is the best yeah, for sure. Yeah. And this one you get the actually uncut European version, so it's got like a bit more violence. This one is like ultra violent, which is kind of dope. Yeah, I think I think three is the one that was like it was another movie. Was and it called like the horror show? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the horror show. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, ah, oh, we'll just make this house. Yeah. Uh, my number ten, I kind of wanted to pick something that's um, maybe not the best, uh, you know, stacked release, but uh, it's just. Uh, Again, what I love about Arrow when they introduce these kind of long-lost gems. Uh, I'm talking Blood Rage from 1987. (laughs) Is that the Thanksgiving special? Yeah, this is the Thanksgiving slasher. That's not cranberry (laughs) sauce. Uh, Yeah, it's just fun. Again, they they also released around the same time The Mutilator, which is another classic slasher that, like, these had didn't... I don't even know if these got DVD releases or if they did, they were, like, those budget public domain, like... 
shoddy releases. So it's kind of cool to finally get to see this in uh in a you know it's got great uh great video quality and a decent amount of extras and three cuts of the film, which again I love Arrow for this. Do yeah. I need those two other cuts? Probably no, not, but it's but, nice to kind of have yeah. them or see it. It's nice to see the... You'll never watch the same movie up until like three Thanksgivings. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, a, a super fun uh, kind of goofy uh, slasher. Something to give thanks for. Yeah. Um, so my pick is is something we've talked about on this show a lot, but uh, a, a movie that I really, really liked from 1985. Reanimator. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was uh, my number one horror movie of 1985. If you want to check out our 1985 series, go check that out. Uh, yeah, it's got a, a really cool, interesting cover. Again, one of these, uh, you know, flip covers that you can mm-hmm. switch. Uh, looks fantastic. Bunch of cool special features. It's, it's uh, since I was late to this, I think I maybe borrowed yours, and I now own it. Kyle, I I, I borrowed it, and I watched all the stuff uh, about it because I was so enthralled with the movie. So I may be talking about that a little later, and I'll add a little tidbit on there. Awesome. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it's a great release for sure. All right, uh, my number nine, uh, the Phantasm box set. Another uh, great-looking actual, like, uh, carton has the uh, first five movies, five-disc set. Yeah, and there's also a featurette on all of the uh, four discs called The Reflections of Fear. It's all about the making of all the uh, four movies. So yeah. yeah, another, I think that's the UK. That one, yeah. unfortunately, is region b locks. So you do need a region-free oh, player to watch that one. Ah. But um, yeah, a, a great re- uh, release of that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number nine, I'm going to go with Tremors from 1990, the limited edition 4K oh, release awesome. they did for this one. That's recent, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it came out, I think... Last year, now Tremors is a film that's had a couple Blu-rays, but they've all kind of had issues. They've all Universal released it, but they like smeared it with DNR, uh, so you know that waxy gave everything a waxy look. This is the first time we it actually looks great um, on Blu-ray and 4K if you have it. Um, hours of extras on there, all the previous stuff plus a bunch of new ones. They even like Universal even did and created a new doc. Um, for Arrow for this package, which is a rarity. But again, if you get the limitation, you get the whole like ninety or sixty page book. I think in this one, nice. that nice. I love that hard case where you can like knock on. Yeah, it. you know it's a solid. It's not one of those ones that's gonna like crush. Clumsy. You know, and, and all the kind of stuff. It's like you get a couple posters. You even get a little like um, uh, paper from the uh, the, the uh, Walter Chang's market. Uh, 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 supposed to look like an ad for his mm-hmm. store, which is kind of fun, but. Again, yeah, if you're a fan of Tremors, which it's a great movie. Again, most of the movies we're not going to talk about because it's yeah, more of yeah, like the yeah, release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once in a while, we can bring it up if it's a film that no one knows about. I think everyone knows about Tremors, though. So, uh, Adam, number eight. Uh, my number eight is uh, Deep Red. Oh, uh, nice. You know, I, a great uh, you know, package, especially if you get... Uh, the reversible sleeve, yeah, yeah. The, and, and uh, with, with, with slipcover, it's a great movie, and it also looks, uh, you know, it's another one that looks fantastic. I know we saw Goblin a few years ago, mm-hmm. and they didn't use any of the like the good transfers of these no. movies. You can definitely tell they uh, upgraded. And I remember seeing Deep Red right after that. This uh, uh, this Arrow Collection version, and being like the fuck like yeah. this is like watching a different movie yeah still great yeah. goblin definitely go see they're still incredible musicians yeah. uh but uh it, it showed just how uh like different the, they are different yeah. they are in the picture quality yeah uh, and they, they've put out like a lot of his they've put out tenebrae um cat and nine tails, cat and nine tails bird with crystal plumage and, yeah. and phenomena so and they're all stacked 
great releases of those. Pretty much the ultimate editions of those yeah. films. Uh, number eight, uh, Battle Royale. This one has a really cool documentary. It's called The Coming of Age. It's pretty much about how they find all the actors and uh, the uh, director talks about how we made the movie. There's both the uh, theatrical and the uh, uh, director's cut. And the cover is fucking dope as hell, man. Yeah. So, anyways. That's my number eight. Okay. Uh, my number eight is a little movie I just found out about recently. I talked about it probably like, I don't know, in the past six months or something. Mm-hmm. Phantom, of, um, Phantom of the Mall, oh, Eric's yeah. Revenge <laughs> from 1989. Great cover. Yeah. Again, this is why I love Arrow because this is a movie that does not, like I got, they released in a limited collector's edition with like the book and the hard Everything. case. And like, <laughs> I think it has three or four cuts of the movie, like way more than this movie deserves but I love that they did this. And this was just like a, a fun movie that I had I've heard about for like 10 years and always mm. been curious to watch it. But again, I don't think it had a DVD release. It's been impossible to find uh, for the longest time. And uh, and then they released this and it just looks fantastic. It's just kind of a fun, silly take on Phantom of the Opera, but in a mm-hmm. mall. And, and it has a 40-minute doc on there again, like oh, <laughs> on Phantom awesome. Mall, where they're talking about like uh, Polly Shore. This was one of his first movies. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's why I love these boutique studios, because, like, when Universal or Warner Brothers, they release a documentary, for the most part, unless, like, it's 30 or 40 years are past, they're not going to dish the dirt. Whereas these mm. studios, they can they can go into that. Not that this, I don't think Pauly Shore was a, a brat on set or anything. <laughs> not like, like busting his balls uh, talking I, about I don't it. think so. I think, he was, I think he was still young. He yeah. wasn't, you know, I think he was pretty much Pauly Shore. Yeah. But, like, I, I love that these docs... And, we might talk with some of them later on where they like really go into the dirt that happened or, you know, how mess a mess it was on set. And yeah. sometimes the documentaries are more fascinating than the movies. If the movie's just okay, you throw on a feature length yeah. documentary, it can be just you as fall interesting. In love with it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- this was a, a fun release though. Uh, I'm, so I'm going to go with, uh, pulse as my number Ooh. seven. So this is uh, the 2000 Japanese, uh, Japanese movie uh, by not that Kurosawa. This is Kayoshi Kurosawa. Yeah. Not to uh, be confused. Uh, this is one I recently saw because of the arrow. It was, mm-hmm. uh, I think, Kyle saying, hey, this is really cheap. Did we- you pick that up? I picked it up the same time, actually. Yeah, and, and uh, we were doing our top 100 horror movies mm-hmm. of all time at that point. And uh, just an unbelievable Mm-hmm. Film and uh, did it slip slip into your hundred? It, it did. It oh, made, awesome. I think it made top. It's close to top fifty. I think. Oh wow! Um, and a couple of these movies, these Japanese movies, uh, I feel like I underrated potentially when we were doing that top hundred because mm-hmm. I just watched it and then I'd watch some of the special features or whatever afterwards. Yeah. And this is one that like really. Uh, uh, stuck st- out, stuck eh? out with me. And- I still haven't seen this one. I own it. Too. It's I in my pile it. for yeah, Shocktober. Maybe Shocktober, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's an inc- just an incredible still uh, kind of like, uh, there's a few of these what's-its like Cure, mm-hmm. and there might be another one I talk about later that are are so unique and they don't resemble one another at all. Like mm-hmm. Cure and, the, and Pulse uh, are not at all the same even though, you know, they're they're made by the same person. Yeah, yeah, Arrow's released a lot of the, these Japanese movies, too, on Blu-ray, where no one else was, like Paul Starkwaters, mm-hmm. the Ringu uh, collection and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, my number seven, 
I love this movie, but what I love about this release is the poster, Text Chainsaw Massacre 2. The cover on this is gorgeous. It's gory. This is it one I've never seen movie. either, and I've got on my Shocktober yeah, it list. it is awesome. Uh, there's a doc called That Runs in the Family about the making of part two, and Toby was talking about how he couldn't make part one. Fucking interesting as hell. And yeah, the reversible sleeve cover, fucking great. That's another, uh, I think, Region B. You're picking all the Region B locked. Oh, no, I didn't even know that. <laughs> uh, it's fine. I mean, I think a lot of listeners are, are region free. Um, Fellas. But uh, if you're not, just be, be warned. Um, actually, I think Vinegar Syndrome is putting that out on 4K. Oh, awesome. Um, later this year. Uh, yeah, but my, uh, what are we on, number seven? Yeah, seven. Number seven is uh, Mario Bava's Blood and Black Lace from oh, nice. 1964. Oh, nice. This is, uh, yeah, one of my favorite uh, giallos, one of my favorite Bava films. And this was a film that, again, like, it was a big, it took a while to get released, and there was rights issues or something. Someone was arguing they didn't own it. And Kino has this now, too, right? <clears throat> no, they don't have this one. Um, I think... Is it VCI? Oh, Kill Baby Kill maybe they have? Yeah, Kino has actually all the other Mario Bava's, whereas in UK, um, Arrow put out all the Mario Bava's. Kino put the, the, the rest out in America. This is the only one that they co-owned uh, in, in North America and UK. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I, I think Arrow's releases are much better than the Kino releases uh, when it comes to these. Um, but yeah, this someone was fighting, arguing for the the rights to this release. I think it might have been VCI. I think they eventually put out the release. It's shit. Don't get that one. But this one did eventually come out in Canada or sorry, North America. Um, it's a solid release. Looks great. Um, and you get two really cool documentaries. You get an hour documentary on like the Jalo genre in general, and Argento's in there, and Lamberto Bava, and a bunch of people. Very cool. And you also get another almost hour documentary. Um, or sorry, maybe it's like 40 minutes, but it's like going, talking about gender and, and jallos and like, you know, the, the males and the females, like the survivors and the difference between the, the films. So it, really, really cool. Doc. I borrowed this one, I think off of you for last October yeah, and yeah. It, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah again, like this is a, a 60s film, hor- little horror film, Italian horror mm. film for it to look that good is, uh, and yeah, I think this one actually has a cool steel book, which is how I have it. So nice. if you're into that. Uh, so my number six is an American Werewolf in London. So this is one that I know is so much better because I have the other version yeah, of this. Yeah, the shit one. And you, uh, it, one of you guys lent yeah. me this this one. Is it you, Possibly. Kyle? Probably. Probably. And it looks so fucking yeah. better yeah. than the one I have. I think it's yeah. Gorgeous. I think that's another one where they did did a bunch of DNR, but then they like it's like they did DNR and then we're like shit that doesn't look good. So then they added grain fake green back to it it's so goddamn <laughs> yeah. grainy yeah. uh so this is and and this cover is ridiculously yeah. good like yeah way so better than like, the original cover um yeah. you would put that in your bedroom wall a hundred percent like yeah. look at this fucking thing guys yeah. like so cool uh <laughs> yeah that's one of the films that doesn't really have a great poster which mm. is too bad because it's one of my favorite movies and i actually i have the original poster in my living room yeah actually yeah. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably why you can ha- you can get yeah. it without spending $300 on yeah, it, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, cool yeah, to have because yeah, exactly, it's an yeah. original America. Like, I would buy it, too, just because it's, it's, it's... Just two dudes looking at a moan. Yeah. Like, so that's why Kyle it. doesn't yeah. go to your place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a uh, goddamn poster. <laughs> Ew. angers me. Uh, Maddie, um, number, six. number six is Audition. Oh. Uh, it looks great. 
Yeah, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, talk yeah. about this one. Uh, there is this interview, I guess, with Takashi Miike that ties that bind, talks about him like explaining this film, and it's interesting as hell. Also, like, I, I I've watched the, this. This is one I went back and watched a bunch of the special mm-hmm. features afterwards, and you realize what this guy is making at the time, how many films he's making. He's just like constantly churning out it's, content. The guy's a genius, man. And to make a film this good is insane. Insane. Yeah, and, and that's why that interview is such a interesting thing to watch. He's, I don't think yeah. he's ever really... Uh, like I, I, Again, his filmography yeah. is insane, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he'll touch this. It's like there's something magic about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one movie that I... I I'm just going to say, it's my number four. Yeah. But this is the movie that I think I rated too low on my top, top 100. Yeah. Um, because, mainly because I started watching some of these things and being like, this is a diamond. This yeah. is a unicorn. This movie will never fucking happen mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Um, my number six, you kind of already talked about. I'm cheating and going to say like all of them, but if I, yeah, if I'm going to pick one, probably Deep Red. But yeah. again, all the Argento re- yeah. releases are all great. They've really mm-hmm. they've done them all recently. You can get like matching art with them all, either the original art or this like cool where it's like a new image with a black cover. They look great together. But yeah, all they've all just been released on 4K. So if you're 4K compatible. They look yeah. great, but uh, yeah, they all have hours of extras. Lobby the, the cards. The best releases, yeah, exactly. If you get the, the reversible posters, yeah. Uh. And Tenebra even has like an hour and a half documentary again on like Jalos, and, uh, and, and they go through all cool. the different ones. So again, like if I'm going to pick a company for extras, it's probably Arrow for me. As much as I love, and we can talk about Screen Factor and stuff, mm-hmm. and they do it occasionally, but a lot of the time they'll just get 10 interviews with people, and that's good too. Mm-hmm. But there's something about like a documentary where it's all nicely edited together. Yeah. You don't get that too much Cohesive. from the boutique studios because it takes it costs a lot of money to do this, right? Yeah. And to get all these people, the studios used to do it back in the DVD days. They still do it occasionally, but it doesn't happen and you, as much. Often you get a lot of those, like the Hitchcock ones are just still showing you the ones from 2000 or yeah, exactly. they which are, are, are yeah. good yeah. I usually have like a sometimes I like them sometimes I just rather read an article about them I, I, it depends on on who's doing them like yeah, it depends how interesting they are too. Like, I'll say I, I watched one recently on the lead up to the show, and wasn't as good. It was on uh, Exorcist ripoffs. It was okay. an hour and a half long. It was still it was interesting. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't great. And then you watch like the one on Waterworld, and it's probably better than the movie yeah. like it's so fascinating yeah like that right? and like, everyone loves the shipwreck heart of darkness right? yeah. darkness which yeah. is a great oh, yeah, yeah. like those those the shipwreck movies is what those you are the watch. ones you yeah. you want to watch those are their own own things yeah. for me when you're just talking about the facts of the movie yeah uh you talk about this with television all the time i just feel like i just wasted 45 minutes I and i could and i could have i could have you know watch another movie or watch something else and I could read an article about this in five minutes. Yeah, I, I think, it, like, Matty, it depends how the movie was on set. Like, if it was just a movie never got along, it's not that... The, the, the Jaws documentaries are fucking great because you hear all the shit that went wrong and all the mm-hmm. troubles. Like, to me, a troubled shoot is usually and, fascinating. And with those guy. ones, you're getting lots and lots of yeah. good interviews unique stuff and, and and just the way it's edited right if it's got all these images and video and stuff like that's yeah. what i want to see a lot of them are just talking heads yeah. and i in general documentaries with a bunch of talking heads are are kind of my kryptonite i just ah oh, mm. fuck not this again yeah. um anyways yeah. uh, uh uh we're oh yes number five number five sorry i got confused because of audition <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. number five uh this is one of my uh like Big discoveries after the the 
the last few years. I think I'm going to watch it again for Noir Vember. This is The Big Clock uh, with John Farrow. Another one of these movies, um, you know, John Farrow's not a big director. He made, you know, a few movies that people kind of know, but not really. Also, Alias Nick Beale, which... I really like that. Jam. Jam, yeah. Um, well, I like this one a lot, too. Um, yeah, said, I think you and I... He said clock, though, right? Oh... Yeah, didn't no. Yeah, I like the yeah. other, the big cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I won the first pornos from 1948 yeah. parody porn. We might be talking some. No, we're not talking <laughs> porn later. Maybe, maybe we're talking porn later. We'll uh, later, definitely we will be. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic movie. It looks incredible. Again, getting a package like this and a and and a restoration like this from a smaller movie that shouldn't be a smaller movie. It should be as as well known as as a, a lot of these other major noirs, but it, it's fantastic. Yeah, I was gonna say noir is like for fucking look great on Blu-ray because they're all about that, you know, mm. that those blacks. You know, what I mean, it. You watch it like, um, you know, you watch an old VHS thing and it's all like gray oh, and looks yeah, shitty. It's There's something about st- streaming. You know, uh, yeah. Streaming yeah. is the one that yeah. uh, if it's not on Criterion, which I find just their bufferings a lot mm. better. Uh, I. Like a noir on Prime, I'm never gonna fucking watch. No, it, it's hard to watch. Like you don't uh, fall, you're not invested. And and Netflix, yeah. I couldn't do it either. Yeah. Like they just don't look. It's all about the shadows, and yeah, you yeah. need it to look good for sure. This, yeah, this is the one with Ray, Ray Millard. Did you say that? Yeah, Mal- Ray Millard and and Charles Lawton, who's just chewing up the fucking. Scene is it Millard? Right is that or is it Millard? Millard? Milland. 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 Ray Milland. I always get that mixed up. I yeah. know, and you. Uh, that's. <laughs> I have this thing: is once I hear a name. Uh, yeah. Mis- mispronounced. Mispronounced once. Yep. It seems to stick with and me. And you question it constantly. Constantly. I, that, I knew a girl me, named yeah. either Tara or Tara, and I don't know which one it is because uh, she yelled me a few times, like, I, 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 I don't know anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> too much pressure. Yeah, I just say buddy these days. Anyways, my number five, we just talked about this American Werewolf in London. Nice. Fucking amazing. There is a doc on this called uh, The Mark of the Beast. It's a feature-length doc on all the Universal Werewolf movies, which is kind of dope, right? That is really yeah. cool. And there's also Beer of the Moon doc about the making of the actual beast with Rick Baker. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, my number five uh, from 1988, Killer Clowns from Outer oh, Space. Oh, fucking A, man. No, I said, like, if it already had a good release... This already had a pretty good, pretty solid mm-hmm. MGM release, but I do think this release adds enough uh, new yeah. extras. You're, you're getting hours of new extras in here. You get six shorts from the Cheerios Brothers, which is a lot of fun. Most importantly, you get that original cover art. Yeah. I, I know it's silly, but I hated the cover art in the MGM thing. Mm-hmm. I hate when main studios, they either try to make it look like modern or like whatever's popular at the time, yeah. like that near dark cover that looks like a Twilight cover. I fucking despise yeah. that. Or where they just like stick a terrible Photoshop of all the main actors on there that even probably had a, a one scene in it. But it's like, oh, if that actor's in there, we got to stick that on there. Yeah. I hate that. I love going back to this original mm-hmm. art. That's the one um, with the uh, spinning the. Uh, yeah, exactly. Finger. And even the cover they created yeah. for it is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, solid release, and this is this is just one of my favorite films, and it's actually having. I don't know if you guys noticed the resurgence this year. Oh, awesome! If you go to like Spirit Halloween, they have a whole fucking section yeah, dedicated. Yeah, they had a bunch last year. Yeah, too, they, they, did. they had last year, but yeah. it, they've went even further this year. Like they have tons of new stuff, and there's been like shirts. Um, there's figures coming out from NECA, like. This is the year of the killer clown. I, I don't know why. so weird. Oh, like, and there's a video uh, game coming out. Uh, maybe that's why? 
There's a, like, a fucking a, a multi a, a online multiplayer clown where you can be the human. It's like the Jason yeah, you gotta game that came out. You got to shoot them in the nose and shit. I think it's yeah. like the Jason game that came out. You can either be a clown or one of the civilians, and you gotta awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It looks cool, but yeah, just yeah, it's weird because there's not like usually this happens when a remake is yeah. coming out or some kind of thing. I'm loving it though. The yeah, fact that a, you know man. this is a film that I've always we we've kind of both. Yeah always talked up this film and i don't think for the longest time people really knew or cared Mm -hmm. about it and i'm glad to see that it's kind of getting that recognition but yeah hopefully we'll get a 4k this baby uh adam number four so my number four is actually one that is on my wish list to get because uh I, i feel like it's a much superior uh, version. This is this movie that uh, I I love. I know I know you, Kyle didn't love it as much as I do uh, when we talked about it earlier. Mm. Gosford Park, Robert Altman's Gosford Park, and the reason why I like this version is because this is the version that has all these amazing extra features and how they made yeah. this and what's going on, plus the the absolute superior quality. So I have the other Blu-ray. Yeah, doesn't it have the wrong aspect ratio or some shit with it or it, something? It looks. Like garbage. I think it's a. I think it, is it a. I think it was a Canadian only release. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I think like Alliance, a Canadian. It never got a release in the states until Arrow Academy. So and, um, yeah, the last time I watched this, it, it was like, why the fuck does it look like this? And then I I watched a bunch of stuff afterwards because I I yeah you know, I, I I lost that after ten minutes and just fell in love. This movie is one of these movies where I, I want the, the ultimate version because I'm going to watch this maybe another 10 times in my lifetime. Because I get something new out of it all the time. All the overlapping dialogue, all the homages. You're getting basically rules of the game, Renoir's rules of the game, plus a murder mystery, plus all of this like sharp kind of like, did I just hear that fucking joke yeah. in the background sort of deal? Like it, it, it's, I love Altman. All uh, That's what he... Does that's what he does. This might you're getting a stacked cast, just like a stacked cast, and things that you know maybe didn't sit right. I realize how much detail went into it. I think it's just before like his health starts kind of failing him. You know, uh, I I just I, I love. Did I love you mention D- Downton Abbey? Like I could see. I'm I've never watched it, but I could see if you're a fan of that show, probably. So Julian this Fellows, movie. who made Dalton, oh, okay, uh, Downton Abbey, is the writer of this. The okay, difference yeah. is. Downton Abbey, uh, which I, I like Downton Abbey, but it's a soap opera. Okay. Uh, this is not a soap opera whatsoever. But it kind of, yeah, it kind of has, yeah, it did, yeah, whatever. It yeah, like, it like, kind of has those, like, elements. Not obviously it's a movie and it, it's not, but it, it kind of has, like, you're getting into all the drama of the rich and the and the poor and yeah, you know. but, but but like a soap opera yeah, is just yeah, like yeah. It, there's it's yeah. definitely a drama. It's not as cheesy as like a soap opera. Uh, and and occasionally Downton Abbey kind of like. Okay, well, they needed to really back press. himself in no corner. Oh no, he's been framed for murder. But like, <laughs> not on this thing where it would be like he's been framed for murder. <laughs> like, like they're in the background. Yeah. There's like quotation marks, and that one is just like, oh, now you got to be serious because Mr. Bates, he's going to jail. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I love this movie. This is the far superior uh, version, version of it. Um, Cool. I, I, so it's on. I was like, I gotta have something on my wish list, and it was quickly when I went down there. Yeah, yeah you. It, I mean, again, I didn't love the movie, but it's a great uh, edition of that film. If you're a fan of that film, you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a top uh, top film for you. Yeah, I well, love the movie. Get, get on that shit, man. Uh, number four. <laughs> uh, this is. A, I might be cheating with this one because there's uh, three movies. I love them all. The Hellraiser trilogy. That counts. Have you oh, seen- sorry. I fucking skipped ahead. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, because that was your three. Your four was, yeah. My four well, is audition. Well, it's okay. Come God on, damn man. it. You're lucky you're 150th and me and Kyle are in good moods or else we'd uh, run you out on a rail. So, Matty, that counts because we, we, did, we didn't actually mention this at the beginning, but mm-hmm. we're not talking about your favorite 10 films. It's edition. So, like, if it's yeah. a box set, you can pick. I mean, yeah. I hope someone's not just going to pick 10 because you're going to get 10 box sets. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this came out as a scarlet box. It's it awesome. It is gorgeous. The box is actually like the, uh, what's it called, the bank configuration? That actually the box they open up. Oh, yeah. It's fucking dope, man. And there are so many different documentaries. I wrote them all down, but... I, who really wants to hear them all? But yeah, it's gorgeous. Transfer's great. Cool bunch of docs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that one like has hours yep. and hours and hours of extras because there's it's originally... Like Leviathan, the story of hell on each dock. There's yeah, like, a, so like that, an hour and a half dock on each disc. It, it's got so much. It's kind of like uh, the torture thing in Wu-Tang. <laughs> yeah. Keep feeding yeah. you and feeding yeah. you and feeding you. And you just got to watch these yeah, documentaries. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that documentary actually originally came out in the UK as a separate release. So yeah. they, they, I think it's like cut down for this one, but I think they cut down some of the stuff that was repeated. A bit boring. So this is like probably the best way to actually watch the doc from what I've heard. But yeah, like each movie has like an hour and a half. It's insane. And then yeah. there's like hours after, and it has like all these um, original Clive Barker shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, and there's the, also like the uh, like uh, scenes from like the uh, lost VHS scenes that yeah. they actually put in the VHS movie. That one uh, was an honorable mention. It was yeah. it was tough. No to honorable me- mentions. No, exactly. That's actually what I wanted to uh, state yeah. before this. There is no goddamn honorable <laughs> mentions. There was tough cuts. You had to make them. Well, I'm just saying that's why I'm, I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. I, I'm not going to talk. From now on. Before Adam raises hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've just been kind of cheating. King Ralph is looking that. down at you from the corner. We have a big giant King Ralph poster over there that Maddie. Who doesn't have an arrow release yet? But maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> could be Did coming. Did you guys think? Okay, this might be completely off topic. Do you think that King Ralph could have happened at the funeral that happened this week? Because <laughs> like everyone was there, right? And that's how it happened in King Ralph. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even remember that movie. Um, yeah. I just—it's John Goodman with a hamburger and a king's. Uh, what the we're fuck? doing all. Why are we talking about early, King Ralph? <laughs> early John Goodman movie uh, series. Well, next we do year? need to do a John Goodman month. Yeah. Okay, that guy's fucking the man. He makes every movie better, even movies that aren't good. Like he Ralph. makes it better. <laughs> There's a bunch early '90s that would be like, like the the Babe, which. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I think that would be real rough. I'm not, I'm more talking. Yeah, I think I like like he made Red State. He made fucking Inside Lou and David. Like those. Or decent movies, but yeah. yeah, he's he's the best part of all those movies. Yeah. I don't anyway, know about Inside Lou and Davis. I love him in that, but like, yeah. oh, you don't like that movie? No, I love that movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, but I I wouldn't put him like. Yeah, he. That's yeah. what I said. He might not. That was already a great movie, but I do think yeah. his scene is. He's is he's great. he's good in that one. Anyways, yeah, we're not talking <laughs> about that. Maybe later. Maybe uh, wait, later. Wait, wait a second. Let's <laughs> hold on a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, let's do an hour on John Goodman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. Well, we don't have many more. You know, movies John to cover. Goodman leads into Roseanne, and yeah. I can talk yeah. Roseanne TV series. All forever, right, let's so. cut it off then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're gonna hear about that enough in like in, in October. God. Anyways, number four. Shawscope Volume One. I actually oh, just yeah. picked this up. Still going, oh, yeah. still going through it. But from what I've seen, it's already this high on my list. Uh, Shaw Brothers. If you haven't seen it, they made a bunch of kung, kung fu, fu movies in the, I guess, seventies. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. mostly seventies. 
And a lot of it's great. Unfortunately, in, at least in North America, it's, it's kind of been ignored. There was a couple releases like early in that were not kind of, kind of mediocre releases, not the best video, not a lot of extras. And then they just disappeared. I don't, I don't know what happened, if it was hard to get the rights. But Arrow has jumped in. They've apparently got the rights to like 30 of these movies because they've already announced a volume two, which is even better. If volume two is released, this, that might be number one on my list because I've seen a lot of films in that, that, uh, that set and it's fucking great. But this one, you get 12... Fucking movies. Oh, that's insane. King Boxer. Boxer, I'm not going to name them all. Yeah. You get 12 of them. They're great. They're great. A lot of Kung Fu ones. There's some like kind of modern action ones. You were talking about Kung some. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in, mm. in this. I Yeah, I think there's a lot of these would, would be your thing. And you even get it even has the mighty Peking Man. I hope I'm saying that right. Which was like. They're, they're them trying to capitalize on Kong, so it's like a giant oh, gorilla awesome. movie. So you you get a bit of everything. In volume two, you're going to get one of their horror films, which looks absolutely fucking insane. If you get a chance, watch the trailer for it. But uh, on top of that, you get hours of extras. Two uh, you get two CDs of like music on there, a whole big booklet of essays and everything. Uh, yeah, this is uh, an insane set, and it's pretty reasonably priced. I think like two hundred bucks, something like that. No, I think it's like one twenty. Oh, awesome. I think even right now, this week, it's on sale for like eighty bucks oh, American wow, for twelve movies. It, it's worth it. It's a, it's a, a uh, yeah, just a great fucking set. It's probably gonna. I think did it come out this year? If it came out this year, and I had to pick best releases of the year, this it's would it. would be up there because uh, yeah, a lot lot of fun stuff on there. Uh, Adam, number uh, three. You already did? I oh, already yeah. did. So my four was Audition. My three was okay. Gosford Park. Uh, my number three was Deep Red that we've talked nice. about. Yeah, it looks so much better. Like So this. much looks, better. Yeah, movies, it adds another layer to this it's, film. It's, it's yeah. crazy that we all became huge Argento fans mm. on subpar yeah. uh, viewing experiences. Yeah, like the Suspirias that we used to watch. They're still good. I mean, obviously yeah. now yeah. it's funny because we're, we're we're not talking about Synapse, unfortunately. This yeah, episode that would have been like, um, but yeah. that would have been the well. The problem with Synapse, they do great releases, but they only do because it's like one one man operation or some two man operation. They only put out like three releases a year. Yeah. Those releases are going to be great, but yeah. it would have been hard to do. Like they've you know they've only released so many releases, yeah. but yeah, their Suspiria is great. But uh, yeah, anyways, yeah. Deep Red is fucking Deep Red, insane. Yeah. Uh, my number three, uh, did you, I don't know if you talked about it, Adam did, uh, from 1985, Reanimator. Uh, I did say I wanted to bring up something extra because, uh, well, one, I wanted to mention that, like, this did have a release from before from Image. Looks like shit. This fucking release destroys that. Uh, on top of it, if you can get the, the one thing I hate, I, I kind of dislike, they usually don't do this. They usually try to include the main extras in the in the regular standard release, the limited release is usually like sometimes of a disc of like a third cut that you don't really need. This is the one exception, and I hope that you know they'll re-release on 4K because if you missed out on the limited edition, it's out of print now, kind of expensive, but you miss that extra disc that has um, something called the in- integral cut, which is I guess they did a TV cut that has all these extra scenes. Um, and what it does is it com- instead of having the TV cut that you know has the the gore edited out and the swearing, mm-hmm. it combines just the extra scenes with the the ultimate unrated cut of the movie. And I watched this for the first time I think last year for our hundredth episode. I was really fascinated, but I don't know if it's better. It might be like I kind of mm-hmm. liked those extra scenes. I thought they added some something extra to the movie. It, so it's worth if you can find the limited edition. It's it's. A lot extra, unfortunately. I wish they would re-release it so everyone can watch it, but it's great. But yeah, you do get hours of extras, including a fucking feature-length doc on all Lovecraftian uh, cinema, so like all the different adaptations. So that is almost worth it for the price uh, of admission alone. And again, all the other 
stuff you expect from their limitations. But yeah, hopefully they'll get a re-release because I know I'm sure they will. I mean, this is a big film, yeah. And then everyone will get a chance to see that uh, cut because it, it's definitely fascinating for sure. Uh, my number two is the apartment. Uh, okay. from 1960s Billy Wilder's apartment this is the only fully restored version of of the film the MGM one I believe still Kino just put it out on 4k but oh, still 4K? but th- this yeah. is much better for extras I I, yeah. I, st- I have this version as well um, I just remember the MGM one had fl- uh, yeah, which yeah. I was the first one I saw was still like pretty flex and yeah. specs yeah. Uh, and this one is a marked uh, markedly in- improved uh, by that. I I didn't know about the Kinos uh, version. It just came out, I think, yeah. in the past. But yeah, this is loaded yeah. with. And again, it's, it's 4K. Feature. If you're not into 4K, a lot of people aren't. It's not always a huge difference. I mean, Maddie and I are the plebs. We don't have. We don't have. If you're Blu-ray, if you're just Blu-ray, I would probably go with the Arrow release because it's probably going to look equally as good as the, the their Blu-ray version, and you're getting all the, the better extra features, in my opinion. So yeah, I don't have 4K because I don't have 4K sitting around. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Uh, number two, Demons. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is fucking such a sweet release. Fantastic cover. Load with extras. Uh, Bava's doing the uh, commentary. There is a full-length Italian cut and the American cut. And there is hours of interviews. So, yeah. And it looks gorgeous, man. And again, not to uh, yeah. push 4K too much because I don't want to do that. I don't think it's yeah. necessary. But if you do have 4K, the one good advantage is all the releases are region-free, so you can actually yeah. get... That's that's a UK yeah. region B-lock, the Blu-ray, but if you have 4K, you can get their version, and it's region-free mm-hmm. uh, if you don't want Synapse's version. I think they both have extra yeah. stuff, so... Um, yeah. Uh, my number two... Elvira, Mistress of the Dark from 1988. This was I knew this was going to be in there. This was like my most anticipated Blu-ray. It took so long to finally Mm. come out on Blu-ray. I love this movie. If anyone knows, I I just have an affinity for this film. Uh, I grew up on Elvira. And yeah, this was a film I was trying to think. And I think so... There was going to be a German release. I don't... I try to only stick to like, you know... North American, maybe I'll do UK, but it's got to be English. I don't buy ones where I can't read the cover. I'm weird like that. Mm-hmm. Germany was going to put out a release, and I was so desperate. It was going to be a stock release. I said, fuck it. It was going to be like $60, $70 to get shipped here for one release. I was going to do it. I think I or did. Or 67 Deutschmarks. <laughs> I did it. And then there was like this big issue, and something went wrong, oh. and the, the, they were doing this media book, and it got fucked up. Anyways, needless to say, I think like a year went by and I eventually got my money back and I was pissed. I'm not going to listen. And then Arrow announced, don't worry, we're doing our release. So you got all the cool extras from there, feature length doc um, with, and a commentary with Cassandra Peterson herself. Nice. So happy this one finally came out. I love this movie. And uh, of course, that, that original classic cover art where she's, you know, yeah. like a witch and they're going to they're gonna burn, burn her. her alive. Um, yeah. Awesome. Love this movie, great release. Uh, my number one is 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 one that also has uh, another version, but uh, I just find this one superior, and it kind of brought me into how fucking great this movie is in this Twelve Monkeys. Oh, awesome! Uh, I loved uh, like the no. This, cover. this is the best. This is the best version. Yeah, like they put out a four K, but it's still Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, gr- great and and great extras. Great uh, like. I, I, this is one I actually got the slip cover. Sometimes yeah, you have trouble bit, with those. I, a collector's ad. If you're not a collector, you don't understand. You're like, what the fuck? Who cares about that piece of paper? People oh, will yeah. pay 
Sometimes more of the movie, like sometimes slipcovers are worth 70, 80 bucks and the movie's worth like 20. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And if you get them, yeah. one day you just need to sell it all off. Yeah. The slipcover <laughs> one's going to get you more than what you yeah, paid yeah, for. Yeah. Well, you could just sell the slipcovers and probably come off with a nice little penny there and still keep the movie. You get to watch like 12 Monkeys whenever you want, too, which is slick. So yeah. that's that's uh, my one. It, like, this is again, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's my favorite movie of all of their releases and, and a great release and it's kind of the release. whole package yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. one I, I need to get it uh because i i like the movie i haven't seen the longest time and i've been it, wanting I, to revisit I, it. Uh, I got it after watching brazil you're like i need to watch this next well i yeah. i watched it maybe four or five years ago or no maybe not that mm-hmm. long ago i don't know whenever this kind of came out mm-hmm. it was one of the first things when i got back into it before i went crazy because kyle sent me every single yeah. deal that was on the <laughs> internet uh, and I started buying way too much. But I started buying things, you know, monthly. There'd be something that would come in. This was one of the first ones. And uh, I've, it's one of these movies I probably hadn't seen since the, the early 2000s. And mm. was like, oh, fuck, yeah, a lot of these movies I need to go back and look at yeah. again. And I kind of went down a, a rabbit hole there. I just want to say there's no such thing as too much. Unless you are literally losing your house, then maybe. But even then, are, are, are <laughs> build you, a house with your Blu-rays. Yeah, 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 exactly. I did, I, sorry, I, I got Becky on the, yeah. On the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, why are you crying, Becky? Oh, no, you're losing your house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my number one <laughs> is they're doing a 4K of Candyman. This one is gorgeous. Comes with like the uh, poster. Comes with the uh, lobby cards. It comes with this uh, uh, documentary. It's full length on the cinema of Clive Barker and another full length on uh, Urban Legends. So yeah. it must be a great release because Maddie doesn't like this movie. Yeah. What, uh, Candyman? <laughs> no, 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 no. Ew. I, I'm diabetic. <laughs> so the, again, another cool thing about yeah. the 4K because um, free. Yeah, and Shell Factory released it here, but they both have extra features. Kyle so. is yeah, talking with a banana in his hand right now. He was just talking before we went on how it he needs to like be jiggly. healthier, <laughs> yeah. and now he's like pulling out bananas. Bananas in the are healthy, aren't they? Or no, <laughs> they're yeah. healthy. Yeah. Okay. I thought that's why you're doing it. Oh, I got to no. be healthy. Got to eat my banana <laughs> halfway through the. <laughs> um, he's eating like egg whites too. As he's going. <laughs> I spend all my money on Blu-ray, so I'm just eating Mr. Noodles uh, yeah. and like fucking yeah. sugar. Max, <laughs> sugar, sugar Max. <laughs> that should be. A I thing. don't know what that is, but I kind of want one. <laughs> Big Macs aren't even cheap anymore, man. Know. Big Macs not even for poor people anymore, is it? <laughs> Anyways, um, number one for me, I think all both of you guys had it. I believe yeah. American Werewolf in London. Nice, yeah. Um, again, like you guys mentioned, I got the limited edition. It's the ultimate release. It's 4K. It looks fucking amazing. Way better than it's ever looked. Hours of extras, new and old. Uh, as Maddie mentioned, you get like a feature-length documentary on the league legacy of the Universal Werewolf. There's also another... So that's the one that was on the old Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arrow also delivers a completely new um, retrospective that is also an hour and 40 minutes long. For you, So just those two docs yeah. alone, you're getting three hours of extras. You're not even talking about... You get John Landis's beard. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Every three months, he shaves yeah. his beard off. He's been doing it. It, it. comes in the package. And, and, and uh, if you were the first hundred, you got one of his shaved off beards. And you can com- you can like make that a werewolf out of that. If you yeah. combine them all, we could get... Uh, yeah, know. like Jason Schwartzman in Slackers. <laughs> uh, a movie that I never want to watch again. <laughs> no, oh, I thought you were talking about Slacker, which is a different movie, right? Well, that's Rich yeah. Linklater. Yeah. That definitely I would watch again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's... Is that it then? That's our, yeah, yeah, our no, top no, no, 10 no. for Arrow? 
Burrow? Are we doing Criterion next? Criterion yeah, next. Yeah, we're going to move on to Criterion. Uh, uh, fasten your seatbelts, motherfuckers! A bit more uh, classy. Uh... Well, see, you can go classy. Yeah, yeah. I did not. <laughs> I mean, we, we can't forget that they did release Armageddon and The yeah. Rock on oh. Blu-ray. Or, sorry, on, on their well, series. they released nothing but the finest of films, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we should. What just... in the name of Zeus's butthole were they thinking? <laughs> well, I guess again before we before we get into it, let's just talk yeah. Criterion, what it means to you. I mean, I think again they're kind of the ones that started this whole boutique mm-hmm. thing, right? I think they were boutique. They were the first company that like Laser studios discs. was actually mm-hmm. letting them get the rights to their films, and they were putting out extras and all this stuff that was unheard of at the time. Yeah, with Laserdisc. Um, I, I, I'll say the one thing I don't like about Criterion. Is their price, especially in Canada? Ooh, yeah, we don't is. get those sweet barns and yeah. noble sales. So, like for us, a sale is thirty or forty dollars. I wish they're cheaper, and I wish they had an original cover. Their cover art is cool. They definitely do interesting things. Yeah, I wish on the flip side they had, but yeah, they, they're still they're the ones that started it all. And again, like mm-hmm. you usually are for the most part going to get great video, audio, and a, usually cool, interesting yeah. extras. I think they're the ones that like all the directors and actors like respect, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they do videos of Criterion Closet and it's all well, these people they, they going They also are responsible and, and, and I guess this is, uh, they're, they're, it is not just like art films and, and, uh, and kind of like, you know, yeah. more, just uh, like they're obscure, but they they shouldn't have been obscure kind of things that mm-hmm. were maybe going to be lost because at that point from around the world too. Like they're the ones that the find world. all those pictures from around the world, uh, and, and, and now they're just part of canon. Yeah. Uh, so uh, can we? I'll I'll just start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we'll, we'll say this is probably out of all the students. I believe this is your boy. This is it's your, your boy or girl. Your baby. Yeah, this would be my like. M- m- if we go through. All of they would have more of my favorite films than probably yeah. any anything. I, I bet if we went through some of the major studios, maybe there would be some competition. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for the yeah the the, the boutique studios, but, but probably sure. even for this, the just the wide variety yeah. of what they 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 you have. Start it off. So I'll start it off like, uh, and, and a lot of this is going to be also just referential for myself this time. So my first pick is. Le Samurai from 19, I think, 67. This is uh, Jean-Pierre Melville, who's kind of like, if if Neil Young is the godfather of grunge, Jean-Pierre Melville is the godfather of French New Wave. Oh, awesome. Uh, like, he's much older than uh, Jean-Luc Godard and, and Francis Truffaut and, 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 and Rivette and all of those guys. So he, but he was the first one that did independent cinema in France, low budgets, and this is kind of like it's a con- a contract killer that is it also has all these like samurai instincts. It's a fucking amazing movie. It's like an all-time favorite movie and I never would have seen this movie. I probably watched it I don't know, close to 20 years ago now because mm-hmm. of it was on Criterion and I could get it from the library or maybe 15 years ago or Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one cool thing about Criterion. They usually have a deal with your local library, so you can find a lot of. They have there. everything, yeah. every Criterion release, and this is what kind of went. I went down a rabbit hole, maybe you know, from the two thousand and four to two thousand and ten, where I just was like, "Wow, well, the, the, this one's on Criterion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just get like watch ten of these movies from the library, and I'll watch a f- mm-hmm. few of them, and I'm still missing some of them that I haven't seen. But like Melville became. One of my favorite directors, he did Army of Shadows, Le Cirque Rouge, Bob Le Flambeau, Moby Dick, uh, Le Doulas, Un Flick, 
Uh, yeah, Moby Dick. I don't think he did Moby Dick. And there's a couple. There's only he did only made a couple more movies. Like his his scope is not that large because he died in '73. So sixty he dies like six years later. Um, yeah, th- this is one I've I've been wanting to see. I I, I, I could see both I, of I you only, guys. I own a couple of those well. other movies you talked about. I don't know if I think I've only watched the Bob LaFleur, which I think I enjoyed. Yeah, it's like uh, this the yeah, Bob yeah. the Gambler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and going back to something you mentioned there. Again, the one thing I love about studios, and I don't think you necessarily get from streaming, I know they have like recommendations after you, but it, mm-hmm. they're always bullshit. Yeah. It's usually criterion. It's like you like, you find, you'll buy, and you're like, I like all these films. You can get to a point where you're just going to trust that company. Like if they're yeah. releasing it, you know it's probably worth a watch. And for the most part, sure, you might hit a stinker here and there, but for the most part, you're going to find that you're going to yeah, discover like, a lot of stuff yeah. that you probably wouldn't have, right? That's, like, that's, that's, that's usually how I it. feel with yeah. them is, is, is you're, you're going down these rabbit holes. Yeah. And, and right now, they're being even more adventurous with other parts of the world that I, uh, you know, they've they've definitely partnered with Scorsese on a few of these, where they're looking into Africa and looking at these these countries that just had no major releases, like that would come here. Yeah, uh, and they're the so I I'm always excited. There's new areas to explore that I've never explored, and they're still doing that. Yeah, and and they're they acknowledge their their kind of like blind spots. Yeah. I think a lot of companies are like, well, that's, yeah, well, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'm not going to love every single one of their movies, but I'm I'm usually glad they're releasing them. And they didn't have the competition they had. They do originally. feel like they're important films, right? Like everyone seems like a, a cultural reference. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, yeah, and I think that they have like one of the most loyal fan bases. Where again, like sometimes you'll hear Kino or, or another company like, ah, oh, we'd love to release that, but there's just not enough money, or we can't do a yeah. big 4K for yeah. that because Criterion has that fan base where they can do these films that maybe aren't as big, but they can do the 4K, they can do the extra They big announce extra there's because six movies or seven movies or whatever they're going to do in a month, and half of them I've yeah. never heard of before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you might in two years because yeah. they yeah. released yeah, them. Yeah, that makes sense, right? So more people can actually scope them out. Uh, my number 10 is... Um, uh, the Repo Man. <laughs> nice. That's nice. a great release. Yeah, and again, speaking of uh, Godfathers of Grunge, this is kind of like the uh, started like a punk movement that happened in LA. Fucking cool cover. Have you guys seen this cover? Yeah, oh yeah. It is gorgeous. And it has interviews with Iggy Pop and uh, Harry Dean Stanton, which is kind of why you want nice. to check this out. Yeah, fucking cool shit. Uh, yeah, it's funny because we are talking, but if anyone knows me, I- I'd like to dip into the art hells, but it's not yeah. always so. Even though we're talking about Criterion, I might managed to put together easily, again, 10 films that maybe aren't necessarily the art house, but uh, I'm going to start off with uh, a, a set, six-movie set, Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, fucking A, man. Um, have, you, have you guys seen these films? Yeah, I've seen the uh, first two or three. And well, I have You've probably seen Shogun Assassin, yeah. right? Which is like part one and two combined. Yeah. That's how I knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, they took that film. They, it's like 10 minutes of the first film, and then it's basically a second film, and they added like a, the synth score. Yeah. Really fun. But this is the original ones. I've been going through them. Uh, and uh, yeah, th- these films are incredible. If you if you enjoy just like revenge, blood splatter, these are the type of films where someone gets slashed and blood just squirts out in fountains. Um, and what's cool about this set is uh, it's pretty reasonably priced. You're getting six films, and it's like it's like 50 or 60 bucks. And you think, well, that's going to be a shitty release, but no, like it's got fucking great art. It's got like hours of extra mm. still, um, including like an hour doc on it. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a great bang for your buck. And like, I, again, I'm still going through it right now. 
But from the couple I've seen, like they're all pretty solid films. Uh, so you, you can't really go wrong if you enjoy just like cool villains and and cool revenge and like care that you know this guy's the guy with the patch and this guy's got that chain. He swings with a yeah. chain and like a blade on the end. It's <laughs> it's just as fun going from town to town. Did you say the carriage with the knives that came out of it? Uh, like that, the push chair that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the 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 yeah, because it's him and his son, yeah. and uh, the um, the cart has like all these gadgets on it. But um, yeah, it's it, it's super fun, and um, yeah, it, it's kind of um, he's kind of like a Sergio Leone, like Clint Eastwood, like man with no name. Like he doesn't talk much; he just goes and I, takes. I've out heard people. of these before, but I've I, never yeah, seen them. Yeah, I gotta. This would be something I don't know. Mm-hmm. We should even maybe one day cover because they're they're not that long. They're like an hour yeah. and twenty each or something. I think they filmed like. All like I think they all came out in like two year span or something like seventy two and seventy three years seventy two to seventy four sorry all six films so anyways very cool uh, so uh, my number nine is uh, Preston Surge's Sullivan Travels from nineteen forty one which he also released the Lady Eve I believe in nineteen forty one as well oh. so Preston Sturges is. Uh, now one of my favorite director writers, uh, uh, probably in cinema history. Uh, I think I had seen the Palm Beach story before this this movie, uh, like when I was a kid, but didn't connect. And then I saw Sullivan Travels, and I went, "What the fuck is this? Like this is a this kind of reminds me of screwball comedy, but not really. It's got something else going on." And then I started watching The Lady Eve, and it, uh, and then I rewatched Palm Beach Story, and it was very difficult to see anything else. Uh, for a lot of years, Unfaithfully Yours was also on on Criterion. Now, uh, Christmas July has a great uh, Kino that I, I think you watched last yeah, year. Yeah, a fun one. Uh, which is a lot of fun. Hail the Conquering Hero is amazing. Miracle of Morgan Creek. He's fucking incredible. I, I've got uh, The Great McGinty, which I'm, I'm going to watch uh, this year uh, that I'm excited because there's not many. Because he fucking yeah, made I, I a million see, movies. Yeah. I need to see all these because... I. I think I would, from what, what I've seen in trailers and stuff, there I would enjoy. I think both you guys, yeah. would, like, if Go you like that, uh, screwball, like it's great dialogue and the dialogue's incredible. The, he's a better visualist than he gets credit for. The acting's always really, really good. He's got this repertoire, uh, or, or uh, not repertoire, but he's got this kind of uh, consortium of players that are in all of his movies, and they're always great. Um, Christmas July, which is really good. I watched that for the first time. The as only well. problem with it is it's, it's not really a Christmas movie, but yeah, yeah it's not <laughs> Wait, a Christmas. It's movie. a fun movie. Called Christmas in July. Should uh, be a Christmas movie. It's more about it's like Christmas, and I would say that's the next tier down yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah. So that like, and that's a really great movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Criterion, I feel like again, I I I saw that this is going back many many years ago, uh, and at that time watching. Sturge's movies, you know, we're not close to like. Maybe if you're in New York or LA, they would do a, 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 a like a a week where they show all his movies. Yeah. We don't get any of that no. shit here. No. Um. So for me, it was like, okay, whatever you got, give it to me, baby. And uh, th- those three give me movies, all you got. Well, he throw back. Give there. me all you got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Lady Eve could have been in this place. I think it is is yeah. just as good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and Palm Beach Story is like. Tick below that, and Unfaithfully Yours, like those four Criterion releases are fantastic. And I don't think Unfaithfully Yours has got a Blu-ray yet. I think it's only on DVD. Oh, crazy! Uh, crazy. But it, it's a good-looking DVD. Uh, my number nine is M. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. it looks gorgeous. Uh, it has a great film, actually. It's called Conversations with Fritz Lang. It's a uh, 50 millimeter film from 63 with uh, William Frederickson, who was the Exorcist director. Oh. It's just him interviewing him and just like talking about I films. have not watched that. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking dope. Yeah, Fritz Lang's yeah. an interesting character because he, you know, he makes this he's in Germany. Uh, and then ends up going uh, to America, you know, runs away from the Nazis, comes yeah. to America, basically makes B pictures like noirs mm-hmm. that are now considered great movies. And then all like these new auteurs like Friedkin or like the French New Wave guys, like he's in Godard's Contempt. Yeah. As, a, as playing Fritz Lang, as a director <laughs> trying to make the Odyssey or whatever. And they, awesome. But in, a, in America, he was just kind of seen like, ah, we'll get Fritz Lang to direct this. And he always brought more style. And really, he was doing this shit in Germany already. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, M is like a proto-noir. Yeah, it's, the movie's fucking insane. Like, and it's, insanely it's good. Awesome. Is that that's Peter Laurie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm embarrassed I, I haven't I, seen I, that like, one. Like a, like a, Child murderer. It's, yeah. it's so cool. And uh, there's also a, a doc on the uh, physical history of the actual film from uh, production to distribution to a uh, restoration. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of love uh, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love the restoration fun. shit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't watched any of the special features. I'll have to. Which. Mm-hmm. Tease. I don't know when it's happening, but one day, we've been talking for a long time, <laughs> we're going to do an episode on like the, the greatest extra features. features. Again, it's another thing yeah. that's going to be a, a while in the making. This is, I don't know this is another one. It'll of, be a next year thing for sure at the earliest, but um, uh, yeah, I feel like this is the two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I keep thinking about this and I'm going, fuck, I'm not, oh, no, well, I, I've, I've found a couple, you know, yeah. uh, when I, I was while doing this. this yeah, yeah. So yeah. you, you, this is like, this is right up his alley. Yeah, this it's right kind of a continuation alley. of this, in my opinion, because yeah. this, like, a, some of these releases you're picking because of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be kind. Of, see, that would be kind of fun because you could pick like maybe the movie wasn't great, but the doc really was, or you know. Anyways, uh, my number nine uh, from 1968, uh, Rosemary's Baby. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah, uh, I love this movie. I just such. I love the quiet moments. One mm. of my favorite horror films. Uh, this is a great release. I wish I had a little bit more extras, but you do still get like two-hour documentaries. One of them mm. is maybe less interesting for me. It's on the jazz musician composer. Maybe that would be more your thing. You do get a, one on the making of the film. But uh, yeah, this is still the best uh, release of the film, and I, I think it's uh, just a great, great movie. I was so excited when Criterion brought this one to blue. It looks uh, incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this made my top 10 as well for horror movies. Uh, of the, uh, uh, uh in, our, in our top 100, yeah. Awesome. So this is a fairly recent, uh, release for them, I believe. Uh, this is the Wong Kar Wai, uh, retrospective. This basically goes from, uh, his first picture as tears go by all the way up to, uh, 2046. So it doesn't have the Grand Master, which I have not seen, but it has everything else in there. Uh, I, I watched a bunch of his movies before. I really loved him. The packaging for this one is ridiculous. Yeah, is it gorgeous? It, it, and and I, I almost was just like going to put in these insane packaging ones. And, and Fellini was close because I really love early Fellini. Yeah, isn't that like 30 films? Or how, how big yeah, is that one? It, it's it's got to be close to 30 yeah. films. They've been doing a lot of these like... And I'm the, surprised they haven't done a Kurosawa one because they own most of his films. I know they did a DVD one back in the day and it was like 35 films or so something. So I, I wonder if that's coming. Yeah. Like that that just feels like they only do a few of these every year. I have the Bergman one as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not as 
I, I, I'm a little bit more hit and miss with Bergman where I'm like, oh, fuck, this is great. Oh, this one's a little bit too much about religion. And then, like, I'm not a huge Seventh Seal fan. Yeah. Um, uh, which which I think for a lot of cinephiles is like... A sin. What, what the fuck? But it just doesn't... There's there's just too much uh, of, of the I religion liked, stuff. I kind of like that movie. You're more a fan of Seventh Heaven? Yeah, Seventh <laughs> Heaven yeah. with the, you know, the pedophile yeah. father. Um, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, anyways, so th- this this one though, I, I, I it's not as elaborate as those other packaging. Doesn't have as many films. He doesn't. He hasn't made as many films. Um, uh, but I've, I've been I've been going through the ones that, uh, and there's still a couple left that I haven't seen. And fuck, do they look great? Uh, and and the packaging is, is so fucking good. Uh, this is really you don't get packages like this from almost anywhere else. Like these, some some of these are huge. Yeah. And this is probably one of the, I mean, some of these other companies will release, you know, these exploitation packages and it's like the directors and you're buying it. It's kind of cool to go through it, but it's like a lot of trash. Like I'm assuming this is more hits and misses. Yeah. The, I, I, there's no misses yeah. so far. Uh, and I, I don't think there's going to be like his first picture as tears go by is probably like as close to a miss. And that's like 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. That's still awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, number eight, uh, Days and Confused. Nice. <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah, man. I love this. There's movie. There's a making of a 50 minute doc. Uh, there's a actually a 10 year anniversary. Like uh, well, I guess when they got together at like the Radio Sea Hall, they did a 10 year anniversary on this. Which just is kind 10 of years afterwards. So yeah, right? like early 2000s. Yeah, I guess when it became like I guess a cult figure. And there's a bunch of like behind the scenes featurettes, which is kind of cool because you kind of want to be on that lot when they're filming this film there's a bunch of and i know this is in there but there's a bunch of like oral histories of this that have mm-hmm. floated over the years that are really really interesting it sounds like everyone's having a lot of fun yeah, while yeah like a lot movie. of fun that's what we kind of want to see because i guess if, like hollywood elites when they're at the like the the infancy of their stardom which mm-hmm. is kind of dope yeah. uh cool um i'm gonna my number what is this five <laughs> no eight eight <laughs> i don't know where i got five from uh my number eight is a film we actually just talked about recently on our uh, man love uh, coverage uh, last couple episodes. Uh, Thief, Thief from nineteen eighty one. Yeah, I don't know. Revisiting this film when when we did it for that show, like this jumped a couple spots for me. Yeah. I love it even more. This is a great release. We've been getting a bunch of comments uh, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram about how this is his greatest film. Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely yeah. it's definitely going up for a lot of people. There's it's an like, argument to be made, right? Heat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get it. You kind of get it. it. Doesn't it's not loaded with hours of extras, but what it includes is what you want. You're getting a half an hour with Michael Mann, half an hour with James Con, and uh, and then uh, another thing uh, <laughs> with Jim Belushi. No, uh, t- Tangerine Dream. <laughs> oh, very cool. And then you also get a commentary with Mann and James Con. So maybe not stacked to some of the other uh, titles, but like. That's kind of everything you want. You yeah. know what I mean, it's sometimes that's that's it yeah. as well. Like yeah. sometimes you get these. I, th- there's been a couple releases I won't name, but it's like, and we have ten special features. You're like, they have trailers for six movies that have nothing to do with yeah, this and exactly. are just like made around the same time. Well, they're and, also sometimes it's like it's like the interview with the on location oh, scout. Yeah, like it, it's like 
the the guy that did set dressing for the film, yeah. like you know, and, and occasionally some of that stuff can, is kind of yeah. fun, yeah, because they'll 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 dish or they saw shit that you know, but yeah, most time is not. No. These are people that are not used to being on camera, yeah. not used to discussing things in detail. It does become, and and it's probably maybe I'm going to say a shell factory thing more, but it comes to the point like they just want to have yeah, those what, what, points on the, the back. What the fuck was that we watched recently? We all we, April Fool's Day. Oh yeah, love the movie. The extras kind of sucked in that. I'll admit that one. But yeah, so, but I mean, again, not saying it for all. I'm not knocking them. I I, think, I just started like vacuuming yeah. <laughs> during April Fool's Day. But then they have other releases. They have like fucking four hours of yeah. interviews with everyone, and they're it all d- interesting. Well, it depends so, on how yeah. how focused those. That yeah. one was weird too because they would edit. And they would fade just as someone was starting to talk well, that, about something yeah, interesting. That yeah. one is like I don't know what that was like. They they hired they tried hiring someone different. I, that's definitely by far the worst. Yeah, the way it's edited, they would start talking about something interesting, then they would cut away, then they would have someone talk for twenty minutes about their life that had nothing to do with the film. <laughs> yeah, it was really that was weird. a strange, strange. It package. almost seemed like it was like a. I really hope they redo uh, that uh, one Andy one day. Andy Kaufman joke. Which yeah, that's yeah, pretty good actually. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Adam, you're number seven. My number seven is from 1945, uh, Brief Encounter. This is another one that just like, uh, it's David Lean picture. David Lean is is mostly known now probably for uh, Lawrence of Arabia or Bridge Over the River Kwai. Bridge Over the River Kwai, uh, I, I love and is, is, is definitely a favorite of mine. But this is a different movie. It's basically like, an almost affair that that happens and it doesn't seem like it's going to be like that engrossing but everything is so fucking perfect uh and it really opened me up to uh watching a lot of movies from the 1940s uh and uh it's one of my few that I've given a a perfect rating on on Letterbox I think I've got like oh. four that that have that um and 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 it speaks to me more and more there's there's some level of um, even though these people are doing things that are wrong, uh, you can see w- how they get caught up in the, these moments. Uh, wonderfully acted by Celia Johnson and Trevor Howard. They're not movie stars at all, but they have There's a realness to it. Realness, but it's a. They still feel like movie stars. Like yeah. they, they, they're giving like normal people their movie. All, all of a sudden, I, I have trouble speaking about this one. I think I talked about this on the show years and years ago when I was still um, not allowed to say, and I'm Adam, uh, uh, <laughs> when, when we did the intro. Like when you were an Every outsider. time we did that, we used to like fucking, we had this big room, we'd slap his wrist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if I've been on half of these now. And when do we start getting to call this Adam Bentley Presents Movie City Maniacs? I, that's it's, what I want to know. actually uh, Adam Bentley Presents Movie City Maniacs featuring Matty Bzyko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my number seven. Just like uh, an, another one of these movies yeah. that uh, I, I feel like changed uh, my viewpoint on, on things. Probably this one is definitely uh, 20 plus years ago maybe I saw now. My number seven. You guys coming here? Give me the top hat. I can't talk. <laughs> She'd be dead in the woods like some fucking animal. Miller's Crossing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How great is goddamn movie? I'm glad it's on the Criterion. I'm glad it is in such pristine condition. It's fucking cool. Now, I'm going to say that's a bit of a controversial pick there, man. Why is that? Now, I guess this is one of the, the films that, um, for some reason, the Coen brothers did like all weird little edits. And oh, get some people here. don't like 
the edits so, that they made. Uh, uh, weirdly, I, I all the of their movies now have these weird edits. Yeah. Like Blood Simple, you, no one can see. There was never no, yeah, exactly, a yeah. release yeah. of the original version. So unless you saw the movie in 1984, which no one saw, but there are a few critics that like are all are so pissed off, and they often take out like little jokes that they feel like don't hit the right beats or something. Oh, or like maybe they're offensive. I don't think it's a not. That's definitely not them. It's it's definitely a pacing thing where they feel Mm -hmm. like they fucked up uh, the the pacing of their movies slightly, and they change it. I also think they should leave their fucking movies alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miller's Crossing, I, I, I saw this version um, after uh, David Laurie, who re- released our records mm-hmm. in England and was raving about, remember he had that poster? Yeah, of yeah, yeah, Cross- yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen the movie yet at that point. Yeah, I don't uh, think I have either. And I came home and wa- wa- we watched you- a lot of stuff while we were there. Yeah. I don't think we watched that one, though. No. Um, and I came home and I watched it. And, uh, or maybe we did watch it. It's a blur. <laughs> a little bit of a drinking too much, you know, hanging out too late. Uh, it still has. I mean, again, you can get the regular release for ten bucks. That's my problem with this one. But I think this mm-hmm. does still have some cool extras. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like a uh, conversation with the Coen Brothers about yeah. noir and the hard-boiled crime fiction. Yeah, like anything that you yeah. get the Coen Brothers talking about shit mm-hmm. is Especially rare. Noir and like hard-boiled crime fiction. Yeah, like these guys have encyclopedia knowledge. Yeah. Uh, Kyle's going he's, going to town uh, on his yeah, banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is really just bad banana timing. Yeah, I know that was bad timing. I was hoping you guys were going to talk. This is your crossing. banana republic, man. So get, <laughs> get it together. Nice. Okay, my number seven uh, from 1983, a little movie called The Big Chill. Oh, oh okay. I love the, this movie. I love these type of movies where you have. I don't think I've seen The Big Chill. Oh, uh, if you enjoy like these movies where it's like mm. long time. Friends coming back together, you know, years later, they're all grown up and adults. And that's it is. They, they got a, a little cottage to them hanging I out and going through. I hated St. Elmo's Fire. Well, I didn't hate St. Elmo's Fire, but, like, I was so... But that's that's yeah. not... Yeah, I, I like parts of that because of this, but that mm. is more, like, they're still in there. This is them, like, coming back yeah. after, you know, they're adults now. Some of them have kids. They all have their own different This has got lives. the great soundtrack. Oh, it's great flat li- Yeah, it's one flat of the best liners, soundtrack. what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, great cast like Glenn Close, Jeff Goldblum, oh, Berenger, wow. William this one Hurt, I've always, Kevin Klein. Uh, I think we talked about it. I was always worried, like, does it get is going to be too sappy for me mm-hmm. at this point? But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I love these again. Even it too. I know everyone hates it, not the newest one, but the '90s one. Yeah. I always like those yeah. parts where it's them getting together in the restaurant. Yeah, and like, yeah they're riding the bicycle the camaraderie. together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess it just makes me mm-hmm. hope that, you know, in 10 years One we day get we'll be friends and, again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I may be talking an, about another movie that's kind of like this oh, that I also like. It, it Chapter 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is on my uh, rewatch. I, I'll probably, mm. probably in a 2023 rewatch because it, it's been a, a bajillion years since I've seen mm. it. I just always... Uh, Things that lean on nostalgia these days kind of like yeah, hurdle. I, yeah, I don't know if it would work for you, but I, I totally, it hits me on the and the feels. But also, The Natural, which is just yeah. pure nostalgia. Uh, That's baseball, nostalgia. though. You're biased towards I, baseball. The, the, <laughs> the nostalgia machine of baseball seems to be able to turn me, but maybe, uh, yeah. you know, maybe. Maybe, maybe the, the Big Chill will help. Like the Big Chill, the soundtracks can always keep oh, me into amazing, it. Oh, it's amazing, yeah. What um, an amazing soundtrack. And, we, and my parents played that soundtrack 
uh, basically for a good 10 years. The shitty thing is the soundtrack, at least the original release, was like missing a lot of the great songs. I think they eventually did like a two-disc extended and had all the the songs. I think they had the two-CD version of it. Because I remember like after I watched this, actually... I still buy CDs occasionally, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to buy this. I'm like, wait a second, that's missing the song. This song I really liked in this one, and then I found that yeah, there's like, anyways, because it would be in the five disc player, on, yeah. and 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 uh, and th- these two, I think it was that Elvis's there. Christmas and something else. <laughs> uh, there would be some goddamn Christmas, I'm sure, for for a couple months there. But the, these just because there's all these different artists, yeah. Would stay in the player yeah. fairly regularly. It's one of those ones where like every song on it's great, and I, yeah, I actually when I watched this, I came away with learning of a couple new songs or bands. But yeah, the Blu-ray is great. You get an hour documentary, a reunion where again it's the actors kind of doing a reunion, which is kind of cool. And then there's another reunion at a Q and A session that's like an hour length as well, and a bunch of the actors get together. Just like Kevin and... Klein doing fart noises for like <laughs> it, it, it's crazy <laughs> though. Do we got Mr. Fish order? Yeah, <laughs> it's actually as, just him talking uh, yeah, about uh, consenting. Adults and how important <laughs> just keep bringing it back that to was, that. Yeah, exactly. You're sleeping on con- consenting adults. Yeah. Is consenting adults? That's that's a release from another one of these. That is Kino. That could make yeah. a Kino. <laughs> Fuck. I think I, I think it made my short list of like a hundred films or something. <laughs> I had a hundred. Hundred is okay. Uh, number six for me is the um, Three Colors trilogy. Ooh. This is blue, white, and red. Mm. Red ended up, I think, being my number one discovery of 2020, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah. One of those years. We do our best discoveries in January mm. of, of the previous year every year, so you got that to look forward to fairly soon. Um, and all of these are fantastic films. Blue uh, is is on, on the level, I would say, uh, of red. And I've thought about white, a, a lot since and it's a little bit more uh basically they're barely interconnected the ideas of blue white or red mm-hmm. are just jumping off points and then they tie it together at the end there is a tie-in mm-hmm. uh, of this and white seemed a little bit more kind of goofy or something but i think about white all the fucking time these are movies that have stuck with me uh it, it also comes in this beautiful package um uh Christoph uh, Kilowski is the director who also did the Decalogue. They had the big Decalogue set. I've not, Isn't that like a, a ten-hour movie or something? So or? it's it's it, it was originally shown on TV in one-hour parts, but he had uh, it, it's 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 taking um, is it parts of the the Bible, um, the Ten Commandments. That's what it is. Okay. And he's taking the Ten Commandments, and he makes each episode about the Ten Commandments, and and it was always considered for cinema, and then it, you know to get funding and stuff. Uh, uh, that I haven't watched, and I've been dying to jump into that. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen this trilogy, and it, it might not be my thing. Probably won't be, but I do. I am curious to see it, check like, it just because I've heard so much talk about it. Yeah, like it's. I don't know. It crawled into my fucking skin. Like, but it's not going to be your, there's no genre points no. or there's no mm. form of references. Like these are their own thing. Okay. Yeah. Is there any murder? Uh, there's no murder. There's some beatings. Okay. Rapes. None. No rapes. Jesus. Why right. do you got to bring up rapes, man? We, uh, I'm so just good. saying that there is like a, uh, a point for genre. Film. We got to go that? back. We got the, yeah. the go back and wipe that yeah, down yeah, to zero yeah, days yeah, yeah, without yeah, yeah, yeah. rape talk. Uh, and then, podcast uh but yeah that the just an unbelievable acting front uh all, all around red which uh 
uh, stars uh, Irene Jacob, but also Jean-Louis Trigon, who um, made a ton of like big movies over the years, some some spaghetti westerns as well. And he just passed this year is in red. But yeah, you kind of got to watch them all. I think that's drawback for some because they don't like them all the, as much. And, and I don't like them mm-hmm. all as much. It's like definitely red, blue, and white for me. Um, and red's the last one, so. Cool. Cool. Uh, uh, number six, I had such a hard time putting this on the list because it is a DVD, but it's one of the ones that I've watched ad nauseum when I was younger, Chasing Amy. It was originally okay. a laser disc that when I first, one of the first DVDs I actually picked up. Mm-hmm. So I watched all the special features constantly and they're all amazing. Like yeah. I can see why Kevin Smith now has a podcast because you could listen to him and talk for the I, um, commentary. I, I wonder forever. if I'm. Uh, I've been thinking about uh, rewatching the, the View Askew World mm. again, and uh, we started with. I we watched Mallrats, and I instantly. It'd be went, hard. I went. Yeah, I think Mallrats is definitely more of a younger, but I I watched mm. Clerks recently. I, I think still Chasing Amy still holds up as a good movie. Yeah. like it is. Fantastic. Chasing Amy used to be my favorite yeah. of of the the first five mm. or whatever. Uh, I just haven't seen them in forever, and and I've only seen Mallrats probably in the last uh, Red State, I guess. I, which I like. Red I State. like Red State. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't they, seen Tusk. I haven't. I, Tusk I've, is. It's not good, but it's it's worth a watch because it's so fucking yeah. weird. Apparently, they might do a sequel to that. I heard that's uh, happening. Um, but like, Clerks Two is you terrible. Don't need to check out. See, I've been wanting to revisit Clerks and Clerks Two. The Clerks, I think, still holds up. So Clerks, I, I, I now that the new movies, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm being curious. Like, mm-hmm. Mallrats was was like, oh, we'll watch Mallrats, and maybe we'll start just watching all of these. Yeah, because I, I don't Dog, have, I, I didn't have Dogma would hold up pretty well. Um, Parts of it, yeah, yeah. I think it's like I think it's the whole Jay, like James and Bob Strikes Back. I don't think would hold up. Yeah, like I think that kind of immature humor doesn't work for me as much. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Clerks, it's more of like it's immature, but it's more of like dialogue. And I think it's yeah. kind of I don't I don't know if the ner- like the stuff about Star Wars and shit like that would would I don't know I, yeah. I still think that's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. conversation to have now. Um, like I, I liked how he, he now that the that the nerds have won. Yeah. Uh, the war is over, Adam. Like, the nerves have won. <laughs> uh, it, 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 was that a good thing? Like, you yeah. know. Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm probably going to do this yeah, over the next yeah. year because of the new, new clerks. But he's like, a, what? A, my point was, where he always holds up is he's so interesting as a speaker. Yeah. I kind of hate him on late night talk shows because it's too short for him. Yeah. I, again, I think the the uh, pot's really uh, his. Podcasts have really like taken a dive. I I find because there's so many, many now, of them. And I think he's kind of just I don't say smoke himself silly, but it's just hard to keep uh, focus. But right, sometimes it works. Anyways, I him, used to like the evening with even Ben yeah. Affleck is so charming. Like in these, yeah. like everyone in the actual commentary, Scott Mosier, like Ben Affleck. Like, this is why I like I, this. I think I've release. seen uh, yeah. seen that uh, that uh, extra. Years ago, I like I loved this movie years yeah. ago. Now I kind of wonder, like, I think have you, have you watched Chasing Amy recently? It's been a while. It's been yeah. a minute. So, but we'll these extras, see. yeah, yeah. I think Kevin Smith. Those are the few. I've only listened to so many commentaries mm. in my life, and just he's one I don't of them, right? Time, and a couple this of them kind of honed him for like, like Mallrats. Yeah, commentary is one of the best, even if you don't like the movie, because yeah. it's them just like making fun of Ben Affleck the whole yeah. time. <laughs> Clerks has uh, Jason Mewes coming drunk. Passes yeah. out and then wakes up like the last ten minutes, yeah. 
like all those commentaries are, are a blast, uh, the Kevin Smith ones, at least for those early couple of films. Mm-hmm. I will say you can get that exact release, I guess, on a Blu-ray that someone else put out, but it does have the same extras. Oh, okay. I, I think you're missing like the cool comic booklet and stuff. So the, the Criterion is still kind of cool to have. Yeah, I, I, a lot of these are held up in in kind of Miramax jail right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I feel like this just finally got, like they just re-released the same release because it was out of print for well, a while. But like, uh, supposedly that's yeah. just like... Well, I know that's what Dogma is still out of print. And five million bucks he yeah. tried to get Kevin Smith to buy Dogma for. Yeah. And Dogma is not worth five million dollars. Dogma... Is is not a movie that made money. Oh, that's crazy. None of his movies made money. Well, they all like. Well, they all. They, I think yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They broke even. I don't but think like, they lost. I, well, I, I I remember him talking about like he was about to make Zach and Miri, which I actually I yeah. have a soft spot for Zach and Miri uh, make a porno, and and he was talking about how he's like Seth Rogen. I got this guy. He's he just, hot. Yeah. Everything <laughs> he touches fucking makes so much money, and I've got him right at the peak. I made thirty three million, and he made the exact same amount well, of money he always makes. I think that's what he said. Like that, the cop out. He's good at doing movies for cheap, and he'll may end up making a profit. Like all his other movies made profits. Maybe not Mallrats, but Clerks made a profit. Clerks two, well, like, Clerks of course, Clerks yeah. two did. Like all these ones made profits. It's then when he started doing stuff like that, where it's now you're spending thirty million instead of three million. It's harder to make a profit. So now when you bring in thirty million. But your movie cost thirty million, and then the yeah. marketing was more. That's why he kind of went back to this thing where he's doing these little films, and he's making a profit on these because he's making them for a million bucks. He's touring them himself, so he's selling out all of his shows and getting that extra money for the screening of the movie. So he's, you know, all these little movies have made made money from this way. And no one will will actually boo these movies. <laughs> no one's gonna boo yoga hoses. I, yeah. <laughs> Oof. I might watch Yoga Hoses oh for, for Do uh, it, man. I dare you to. I triple dog dare you to. <laughs> I, I, like, I thought about, okay, if I'm going to do this Kevin Smith run, I'm going to do them all. And that holiday section oh, oh, is yeah. it, by far the worst. And that's not a good movie other than the Father's one Day. section. Yoga yeah. Hoses, yeah, is, it might be his worst. Yeah. I, I, but then I, Cop, Cop Out is pretty fucking bad. I've I, never seen Cop Out. And I didn't even like the Jan Sun uh, Bob Tracy remake. Tracy Morgan one. saves that. Like even if no, it was, it's still bad. I, no, 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 no. Save is not the right word. It's like it's palatable. Right, it's pablum. It's you. you anyway, can, let's do another. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. a Kevin yeah, Smith yeah, okay, another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. we've to get, but yeah, an interesting like yeah. uh, like how that's been kind of caught in this mm-hmm. limbo world where it's not getting like Kevin it, Smith would talk for days yeah. and do all the special features mm-hmm. if somebody would. Well, it does kind of throw, go fit into this episode because, again, he's one of those guys as well that started doing these big... Yeah. He was one of the first directors. It's like, well, I want to work on this DVD and I want to load it up with as much mm-hmm. extra features as and I can. This one shows Easter eggs like, and, There's even, like, I guess back when they used to have uh, lasers, they had, like, the uh, bars, the color bars to adjust your TV and shit like that. They have that, which is them just, like, busting each other's balls over top of the color bars. Right. It's cool, man. Uh, so my number six, I don't think you can talk Criterion without bringing up Wes Anderson. Uh, they've put out pretty much all of his films on Blu-ray, except for maybe the newest one yet. Which I'm, I'm curious sure where you're going to go, because it might be the same one I have for number five. I, 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 I go to the one that no one else, but this is just my, probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie, and that's The Life Aquatic with Steve oh, yeah. okay. Zizou. I also think this one probably has the best extra Amazing features. extras, yeah. Like, it has like an hour making of, it has... The, the Moonrise has uh, a lot of great stuff, uh, too. stuff, as I recall as well. You even get the um, the um, uh, Portuguese David Bowie, 
Uh, wait, or is he a Brazilian? Brazilian. He sings more in Portuguese. Yeah. He's Brazilian. You Su- get the whole Su- George. The whole con, like the whole ten song concert or whatever is um, performances of him doing the David Bowie. It's just yeah, tons of extras. But yeah, this is probably my favorite uh, Wes Anderson movie. I know it's not everyone's, but I, I don't it's, know. It's up there for yeah. me. I'm it's a big Bill fa- Murray guy. Yeah. I think this is like him. He's headlining this. Thing. I, this I, is his film. I still we we talked about this. I think it's. It's probably Grand Budapest and Rushmore, and then this. Yeah, this jumped up ahead of Tenenbaums. When I talk about rewatches, the only thing I haven't rewatched is Isle of Dogs, which was near the bottom for yeah. me. Um, the exact opposite happened to me. Tenenbaums jumped ahead last time I watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I, I love Ten Tenenbaums. So the only reason I have no Wes Anderson, I'll, wow. I'll, uh, and the reason is. Mm. They didn't introduce me to any of these movies. I I don't know if I've yeah. ever seen uh, a Wes Anderson movie. I actually I know I haven't. I've never seen a Wes Anderson movie first through Criterion. The the thing is too with Criterion, other than Life Aquatic, I think Rushmore, Tenenbaums, and um, Tenenbaums. Yeah, all the other ones have Blu-ray releases. So if you just want to watch the film, you don't care what extras. And and a few of them I got. Like yeah, like uh, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think because I wanted to show Moonrise Kingdom for a Bill Murray night, and it wasn't on Blu-ray yet. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just buying this." It was like ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to be a big fan to drop the thirty, forty bucks. Two months later, and I am a big fan of his. They showed it, and and I've kept getting into this cycle because then I wanted to show. Grand Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> but then sometimes like Grand Budapest, Budapest I think took a couple years because sometimes yes. it was like a year later and they're like, okay, I'm going to wait. And then that one was like a couple years and that's a really good one. And Well, he really, and he he, he participates with them and yeah. I think there's got to be a deal uh, with Fox Searchlight or or Yeah, I think that's the thing. They're out. like, well, we're putting out a thing but we'll eventually give you and they probably, yeah, say, allow when they tell them. Wes Anderson is one of my favorite um uh, directors of all time he's definitely like probably one of the reasons why i'm watching a bunch of these movies but criterion has nothing to do with that for me all right uh, okay adam you're number, number five. five uh something that i would have never watched and it, it probably if i knew much uh about it uh ahead of time and maybe rewired my brain a bit is from 1964, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. So this is a Jack Demi movie. He's kind of part of the French New Age, but not really. Like, he's much more indebted to Hollywood and playing by the standard yeah. whatever yeah. Hollywood tropes are. And it's uh, Catherine uh, Deneuve is the lead. I don't need to get into the movie, but why this is... They, I knew nothing about this movie other than Criterion put it out, Mm-hmm. I saw it in somebody talking about it, and then I bring it home, and it's f- front to... This is like poison for you guys. Front to back, a musical. Huh. But it's fucking amazing. And it made me think... At that point, if someone is like, oh, it's a musical, they sing the whole time, I just would not have watched this movie. But because I didn't know anything about it, and they didn't talk about that aspect, they just talked about how it looked... I just checked it out and fell in love with it. Uh, they speak, sing all their lines. So it's, but it it's also has. Are this, you coming for dinner? Yes, I am. <laughs> Are you going to bring pizza? It's mostly yes, that. It's mostly about bringing pizza. Uh, Michael. Uh, it's Italian new wave. <laughs> Michelle Legrand does the 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 uh, 
all the the music and the theme and, and his music's amazing. He did a bunch of Godard stuff and and uh, also uh, Barda, who I've talked about recently. Unreal. I don't know if you guys would ever love it. I saw it in the theater. Ryan Ferguson uh, brought it. For the uh, film fest? Uh, it was like a, a, when they were doing the monthly series at, mm-hmm. the, at Landmark Cinema. And I watched it on the big screen, and it cemented as like, ah, this is one of my all-time favorite films of all time. But I wouldn't have gone to that again, even though yeah. our friend was putting it on, unless. So th- this does have significance. It's got a lot, a lot of, the, the, the version that Criterion has is the one that everybody uses. It's, it's fully restored. Mm. It's, it's incredible looking. It's one of the best looking pictures of all time as well. Oh, awesome. Nice. So I might have to watch a musical, is what you're saying. I, I, I be, I, you might get into it because it, it mm-hmm. eventually because it's, it's front to back music, front to back. Like there's nothing that's not. I think you kind of get hypnotized that it's. I'd have to get dialogue. through the thir- 15 minutes and like, okay, now I'm in. Then you, yeah, like at first you're gonna be like, what? And I think I did that the first yeah. time I was watching. I was like, when are they gonna stop singing? Are you turning this off? Yes, I am. Uh, probably also helps us in French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, 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 I just assume that's how they talk over there. <laughs> uh, we're number five. Uh, we just talked about uh, this director, Wes Anderson, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. yeah, I love this movie. This is how I kind of fell in love with this movie, just by watching it. Yeah. The, the special features on this are unreal. I've yeah. had this DVD since they put it out, mm-hmm. and... Uh, uh, like just you, you find out how meticulous he actually is. It is a different level of thinking for sure. All, all the yeah. releases have that weird cover art too, where I guess it's, it's his brother. I think has the, that draw it, that drawing style. Oh yeah, which is it's kind of cool, it, you know, to have it all. Mm-hmm. Um, my number uh, five is a pretty big title. Um, recently, they just put it out on 4K, but the Blu-ray is great too. Uh, of 1968, Night of the Living Dead. Oh yeah, that's my number four. Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is. Yeah, I, I own this one. Didn't make my list, but I, it's it's great. Small, a small complaint, and what I mm-hmm. wish Criterion did, at Shout Factory does, is they try to compile every single extra into one release. As you talked about, maybe they get rid of the the re- repetition, the fat, mm-hmm. and they get the main ones. But it, as someone as me, I'm a completist. So I have to keep every release if it has different <laughs> yeah. extras. So some movies I have like three or four copies of. I love when a company like Shell Factory does put every single release and I can get rid of all those releases. I can't do that with Night, Night Living Dead. I think I have a couple releases mm-hmm. of the film. All How many with do you different have? Int- I don't even know. How many uh, Army of Darkness do you have? Well, see, no. Shell Factory did oh, that. They that's compiled right. yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. A three to set. Anyways, we're not talking about that. I just want to bring that up. But this movie, this does mm-hmm. still have a lot of awesome extras. It's a stacked release. You get the famous Anubis, uh, Night of the Anubis cut, which is like the early mm-hmm. um, cut that was like lost for, which I think the only difference is, is like a, there's a title card says Night of the Anubis instead of Night of the Living Dead, I believe. And then there's like one extra shot of a, a zombie uh, day for night shot or something. I think that's the only difference, but it's still just kind of cool after all these years that they found it. I think that just was found like in the past, you know, five years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're getting commentaries, just. There's like 20 different docs on here. Do you, it's loaded. Do you guys all have? Uh, do you have this as the number one? Uh, lib- like uh, the Roman, uh, Romero. No, I'm, I'm done for me. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go back and forth. Though. I really well. do like Night um, as well. It depends what mood I'm in. Like this, is, I find Night because it's got that black and white. It's a great Halloween. Movie. I find this one I watched too much as a, like a child, whereas like Dawn still seems a bit more new. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, anyways, that's my number five. Yeah. Uh, my number five is the uh, Jacques Tati set that they that has everything that he's ever done. Um, is number four or five? For number four. Sorry, my number four is is the uh, Jacques Tati set, and uh, this this includes uh, Playtime, which is the first movie is hit his I saw, which basically this like flipped the switch in my head he's basically like a silent film character like harold lloyd or charlie chaplin or buster keaton but he's 1940s to 70s france where there's sound and he's fucking around with sound as well it's really fucking wild what he did and playtime is maybe the pinnacle of him doing so much that it's an overload like the first time i watched it i was like what is this there's basically no narrative and there's every inch of the screen seems like something is going on in tiny ways that I feel like I'm I'm having to pay attention to. I've heard that seeing playtime on the big screen can actually be almost anxiety inducing, even though it's like a comedy, hmm. like uh, like a light comedy, because he's got all these small visual gags that he's building up. They, he made Tativille or Tati Town, I think it's Tativille, where basically it was a whole studio that was built on him building these elaborate sets. And he always plays against old France and modern France and, and how technology is changing things. Um, Mon Oncle, which I hadn't seen until a few weeks ago, was probably ends up being lower on my list that does that. But uh, Monsieur Hulot's Holiday, he's always Monsieur Hulot. That's his like character, like the tramp mm-hmm. uh, chaplain. Uh, unbelievable. Um, Joy de Fete, which is his like first one, is 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 crazy, crazy good. His shorts are kind of really interesting, and they're included in this as well. Um, also, uh, he's including that Sparks documentary that you guys oh, talked cool. about hmm. um, that I, I finally watched. Like, they almost made a movie with him, but his health was failing by this mm-hmm. point, and it okay. never went off the ground. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, my number four was uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, my number four, we talked about it on our best of 1985. It was actually my number one movie of 1985, Ooh. and that is Breakfast Club. Oh, right. Um, uh. Now again, this is one of those films where there's already yeah. a, a decent Blu-ray. It's like ten bucks, but the big thing about this is they finally finally found. I guess everyone's been wanting to see these for the longest time. The hour of deleted scenes, um, so that's kind of the big draw here. Um, you also do get another like hour documentary, um, and then there's yeah, there's tons of other interviews and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's all about those deleted scenes. Kind of cool to finally get to see them. And yeah, this is probably the best the film uh looks so if you want to own this film grab this edition um so my number uh three Three. is 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 almost going to be like a comprehensive uh uh, in some ways it's david lynch's mulholland drive oh nice um which has unbelievable packaging you know there's the new 4k as well Mm -hmm. uh that's come out uh definitely has some some good special f- features and, and a great looking film. And really like Lynch is somebody that they've just supported for so long where everyone goes, Oh, it's David Lynch. Well, he's still, he's basically making outsider art within Hollywood and has become, um, you know, a guy that's been able to make movies for so long, but there's lots of gaps where he isn't because, uh, you know, what he's doing is, um, Basically, you know, this was this was maybe his most celebrated release. One of them, total commercial nothing, mm-hmm. but now is made like probably if if all these releases and everything. This goes back in the physical media. People that support physical media 
this mo- this movie's made a lot of money because of this, and it's be- and also because mm. of Criterion uh, putting it out, and uh, it- it's an uh, also just an unbelievable picture. I've, I've been thinking about like it's it would be the most fucked up neo noir pick for our our <laughs> noir member. I've actually haven't really seen anything from David Lynch either, oh. so we could do a David Lynch month. I'm okay I've, with I've, that. I've, yeah, the yeah, only yeah, one yeah, I've yeah. seen is Eraserhead, which I didn't yeah. love, but I I think I might more. Enjoy like yeah, this like, or Blue Velvet. Like or, I looked at uh, or Elephant um, Man, Blue Velvet. Yeah, Blue Velvet. Uh, like they're all on yeah, Criterion yeah. too. And and I just went, man, Lost what, what support yeah. uh, that they've they had? Out, so yeah, yeah I maybe that's gonna be my pick for next year. Yeah, actually, that that's a, the bit of a controversy there because I guess Kino got Lost Highway, and David Lynch was pissed that Criterion, Criterion didn't, didn't get, get it because he loves Criterion. And like he, they had all these extras planned, and then he, I guess he has to sign off, and he refused to. And didn't they were like you know we'll pay you come do whatever you want and you you know you can form you know do whatever you want to make the picture look yours uh, give it your your uh, signature the and he he wouldn't and, and I like, think it's they like, should have went to Criterion yeah, and Cri- <laughs> so they have really, they just released it now I and guess. really like I, I kind of get that probably without Criterion he knows he's not where he's at yeah. like they've they've supported him so much over the years and there wasn't those outlets before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my number three might be a bit more of a uh, the last waltz. Oh yeah, I love. I think it's one of the if the best concert films ever made. It is fantastic. It's got to be it up there, even great. with all the myth making and stuff. Yeah. I I, I you still know, love like, it. You did, like the uh, the uh, Robbie Porn or uh, what have you? Yeah. Like, whatever. I loved watching this movie. So it's, do I. It sounds great. It's one of the things you can put on and put you in a good mood. It looks fantastic. It's a great release. It has like. Um, some docs on it and actually like yeah I'm trying to think scenes. like is, is, and it's, it's the first one that was treated as cinema right like there's mm-hmm. a bunch of and they're somewhat interesting yeah. you know I, I was reading I, about there's this new David Bowie documentary that I want to go see and talking about like the Spider-Man uh, uh, Ziggy Stardust mm-hmm. sp- uh, Spiders from Mars like a concert like, and uh, there's a concert th- version of that i remember seeing that and being like ah that's kind of shitty yeah like it just looks like everything looked like vh1 whatever in hmm. the 70s and this one looks gorgeous man like just got a 4k release yeah. too, which is crazy yeah i remember i think it was like we were at a party or something yeah. and and dan or someone put this on and and this is before i was really got into classic music like mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm i like classical music no classic yeah, like yeah, 70s, yeah, yeah, 60s yeah, yeah. whatever it is yeah, 70s yeah. You know, before that, I was yeah. probably just into emo or whatever, green, yeah. day, whatever that shit was. I remember this one, like, I didn't have clue who a lot of these people are. And I was just like, this is fucking great. Like, mm-hmm. I loved all of it. I remember, like, checking it out afterwards. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's a crazy great. introduction. I, I, I'm i trying to think, like, it's maybe Stop Making Sense is, like, my go-to ideal now. But I didn't see that. I, I saw this way earlier. Mm-hmm. And and really, Scorsese planned every shot. He knew where he mm-hmm. was going to go. Even, like, behind the scenes, when he's, like, talking about all the camera angles and shit like that, it's... Yeah, the docs on how yeah. they made this are amazing. Yeah. Uh, my number three from 1993, uh, Maddie's already talked about it, Dazed and Confused. Nice. Uh, one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. And again, had like a $10 release, but the extras kind of sucked. This is the one you want. It has hours of interviews, a making of doc, uh, half an hour deleted scenes, which, you know, sometimes deleted scenes are shit, but sometimes like, it's like no, he actually had a great movie. He just had to cut up. Yeah, these cool the, scenes there are say. a lot of cool scenes, uh, especially for this type of film where it's just kind of a hangout, and it's like just the magic is like just throw these actors and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a it's solid release, and uh, yeah. 
My number two is do the right thing. So, uh, Kyle, do the right thing and watch this movie. <laughs> I actually had this in that my list. That was almost my number 10. I actually bumped this like for a few like things, yeah. Uh, I I I I, uh, I gave this to Kyle as a Christmas present. Uh, I you I have two criterions yeah. you gave me that I don't want. What was the other one? I don't even know. It's um, it's one I had never heard of. Um, who's the director? Is it a Sodenberg movie? Oh no, it could be a Sodenberg. No. I want to buy you that. I don't know. <laughs> Ocean <it> Thirteen. <laughs> I don't know. It is. It's a movie I've never heard of until you handed. It's got to be a reason. But you know, there's some director. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'll try this. to get through them by the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, do, so, yeah, do the right thing. Classic yeah. movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. And also, this box set is just yeah. fucking perfect. It's stacked. Yeah, stacked release. Okay, my number two is House from 77, or Houseu from 77. You've got to yeah. get all the houses in. Yeah, tonight. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I got this one. This is, a great, this is a great movie. Uh, yeah, it's got, it has, I forget the name of the director, but it has a great, like, a documentary going from, like, commercials to making this movie. Yeah, yeah. Cool thing. And it looks gorgeous. Yeah, this, yeah. this I think I, I saw the DVD version they had of this and originally. Not the greatest. I find with the Blu-ray kind of Yeah, it, really it was stepped steps up. Because uh, 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 the colors and everything. Mm. Yeah, that's a great weird ass movie. I, I might actually watch that this show. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it in maybe, years. Oh we'll uh, yeah, it together. Maybe, yeah, maybe my top hundred. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. Actually, so my number two from 1981. Uh, they just actually released on 4K. Blowout, Brian De Palma. Oh yeah, nice. I fucking love this movie. Probably my favorite. Brian De Palma, and I, I really like Brian mm-hmm. De Palma. This movie, every time I watch it, gets better and better. I think this might also be my favorite. Brian Again, De Palma. it has those moments I love. Those quiet moments where it's just him like. Um, cutting the the film and trying to like put together the scene or sorry yeah. the the paper the the sound the, the scenes from the uh, paper he's cutting together with the sound to try to make yeah, the yeah. movie. I love all that shit. Just John Travolta in there. Give me like a half an hour. John Travolta cutting the movie. Something about those yeah. quiet things. I love uh, th- this movie is great. And again, it's uh, it's a solid release. Uh, looks looks good and it has. Um, I think it has like a a, a great uh, doc on there as well. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of uh, bunch of extras in an hour doc on there on all on Brian De Palma's experimental kind of techniques and stuff that he uses. So, uh, oh, actually, it has a no, oh. no, no, uh, no bomb back interview with Brian De Palma as well, which is kind of oh, cool. Oh, it's kind of dope. He just actually. interviews him about his Checked career, about films, and whatnot. I, I always love that where you get yeah. like a director act- that's just like a big fan of them. Like there's one who that's knows like, a, like craft. Yeah, like it's Nolan. I think there's one yeah. where is it Nolan interviewing Tarantino or the other way around yeah. or like. Del Toro and Noah. I always love yeah, the stuff you get two directors. That are and just really, kind of, those two directors couldn't be further apart in a pro. Yeah. yeah, but they're like peers, though, yeah. in the same way. Uh, so that would be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, my number one is uh, a little bit of a sentimental pick. Uh, Jean-Luc Godard, uh, 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 Pere, uh, I'm going to Pero LeFou. Le, Le uh, it could have been Breathless. I, I rewatched Breathless. Breathless is fucking amazing. It could have been Viva Save uh, It could have been Contempt. It could have been Band Numerous. Apart. It could have been A Woman is Woman. It could have been Le Petit Sultat. Like, they put out so many of his fucking movies and really uh, a, uh, one of my favorite directors um, in the 60s, I, like... I even watched stuff. I watched one movie after that. Now, eh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, like yeah. how uh, we feel, but he I watched, what was it? Same, same, no, uh, Hail same Mary. Mary, Hail Mary. Yeah, it, he basically gave it up. He just got yeah. bored mm-hmm. because he was rewriting cinema with every single fucking movie yeah. he made. 
Hmm. Um, any like Breathless is is famous because it's taking apart. Um, you know, some of the gangster American movies uh, uh, that, that it's playing off of, um, but it's something completely different at the same time. This one, uh, uh, Perot Le Fou, which I think made my biggest discovery, it was the one that was like, oh, I'm, I remember I loved this guy. Why didn't I keep going? Yeah. With his, like, I'd watched a bunch and then just stopped watching. This has everything, and it's, Tons of ideas. It looks fucking amazing. He's basically writing the night before and then putting it on there. You still feel the, like on screen the next day. You mm-hmm. still feel the energy. Uh, Jean-Paul B- uh, Belmondo, who also, he died last year too. Uh, wow. He's like, uh, turns into an action star uh, in in the 70s and 80s in France. Hmm. Um, but he's he's in this, in this kind of tough guy attitude. But there, it's like an action movie. It's a relationship drama. It's a parody of all these different things. Who knows what the fuck it, it is most of the time. And all his movies are better when you watch them again. This one is also stacked with uh, you know, great extra features. Um, number one to, to one of the greatest that like, rewrote cinema. Awesome. R.I.P., man. Um, my number one... <laughs> 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 yeah, I, say, I don't know how to like, go from this. <laughs> it's great, great shallow, se- yeah, didn't se- it? <laughs> great shadow. <Yeah. laughs> he poured. He poured one out. No one saw that yeah. while he was doing R. P. <laughs> yeah. Man hmm. just poured it all over. Uh, the carpet. Uh, anyways, uh, my number three is the uh, one. My number one is the Trilogia del Guillermo del Toro. It has a uh, Chronos. Chronos, Pants Labyrinth, and Devil Backbone. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to put all three of my top ten anyways. I'm glad there was like a nice little uh Those are all, all great releases. And all together in this trilogy, they look so nice. They really did the art so well on these guys. It looks so dope, man. Yeah. Uh, my number one may surprise people that I'm into Terrence Malick, and that is uh, The Thin Red Line from oh, 1998. Nice. Nice. This is probably my favorite war film. I love the poetic nature of it and Blending that with the violence, uh, just a beautiful film, and again, like one of the best looking films in my opinion. Uh, Criterion's done a lot of great releases with his stuff. Uh, Tree of Life, Tree of Life uh, mm. package is amazing. Yeah, I need to. I, I like Tree of Life, and I want. I haven't had a chance to. I own it. I haven't checked out, but I guess they. The, he had an original three-hour cut of that movie, so it's like an hour longer, and they have that on there. So I'm kind of excited to view that one. So, and more Sean Penn stuff, I believe. Yeah, I, I think in that one, right? Is, I, I'm not too sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wish, actually thought you were making a joke there. I'm no, like, no, I, 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 I've had that to rewatch too, uh, but I've heard that it, it expands yeah. on. Yeah, that element of the movie. I do wish we got like the three-hour because I think Thin Red Line. Again, I don't know. Like Tree of Life, I think that was actually his original cut. I think Thin Red Line, this is his cut. Yes, he just had longer cuts, like he always does, and he cuts it down. I almost well, wish that's so. why you have these famous actors. Yeah. You're like, why are they even in this movie? Well, they had yeah. giant yeah. sections. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There's actors. He's, he doesn't care. Like you could be the biggest actor. He'll if cut, he needs yeah. to cut you, he'll cut you. You do get like I think there's like 15 minutes of uh, they say L takes, but I think they're kind of deleted scenes in here. But there's still a lot of cool extras on there with the cat. They go through like cast. Music, editing, all that kind of stuff. They break it down. They're all gr- um, like the Days of Heaven release, the B- Badlands yeah, release. They're yeah. all like they've really like. And I almost thought about and even a Malik new, a new, um, what is it, New World as well. They did a big release that where I think you get the the two different cuts for that one too. Yeah, I don't. Again, Criterion Blu-ray, 
look amazing um and all his films like perfectly fit that right like they're some of the best looking films again i hope we start seeing some of these on on 4k to look even better so they pop even more but uh yeah uh, amazing film wow we didn't have that many uh duplicates yeah well uh, criterion is such a mat like they've been going the longest and yeah i think Um, keo's gonna be another one oh yeah have nothing yeah kino well yeah i guess let's move on to kino let's do it yeah so Kino, I think like some of these other companies, they're all about the extras, the big extravagant additions. Kino doesn't really do that, but where I think they're unique is they put out like fucking 20 movies a month. Yeah. You're getting tons of variety. You're finding stuff out that you never would have watched. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe not as stacked releases, but they release so many cool gems. I, I, that's why I'm a bit, and I love Kino has the sales, man. <laughs> I would be shocked Drop a if any of us have like the same, yeah, in our top ten. Yeah, so yeah, the, like it's an insane catalog. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 this was probably the maybe, hardest one to maybe do. Maybe this and Shout Factory yeah. were the hardest to. Yeah, because I could have chosen. I did nothing my, to shout. I my, did all scream. By the way, guys. Yeah, my top ten. Yeah, for this, you could probably switch <laughs> around with another top ten, and I'd still yeah. be happy with it. So, yeah, I think we'll, should we just jump in? Let's it get or? busy. Um. Uh, so I, my, uh, number 10, I'm going to go with, uh, they, they've got some of these like really great classic releases as well and, and great transfers. I'm going to go with the, the, the disc set they have, uh, Buster Keaton's Steamboat Bill Jr. Uh, and also college, two great Buster Keaton releases, especially Steamboat Bill Jr., which I, I absolutely love. Uh, and it's it's interesting that they can get this away from some of these bigger companies, mm-hmm. and then they, they do such a great job because they're they're true like filmophiles, yeah, cinema buffs. So that's yeah, they're, they're they're kind of their name is getting up there. Like they've been putting out a lot of big 4K releases, and it's stuff mm-hmm. that Criterion had. Like they've been kind of taking away from Criterion. Yeah, they, and they've released a bunch of those Buster Keaton releases. So if you're a fan, yeah, that, that is a thing about Kino too. I'll give them credit. Like they go back to the silent era. And then, but then they have a movie that just came out last year. They do 50s sci fi, they do 80s all over the place drama, noir. Noir, they've released like what 15 box sets. That's insane. Uh, Anyways, Maddie. Uh, Speaking of classy, arty movies, uh, from uh, 1993, My Boyfriend's Back. (laughs) I love this film. I'm glad someone actually gave it a Blu ray release because I don't think he even got a DVD. So it's kind of nice to actually get. It might have, but it wasn't a great one. And then actually Mm -hmm. another company put out it, but it was a shitty Mm Blu-ray. So this is the one you want to get. Oh, yeah, this is like gorgeous. It got some several uh, interviews and some uh, cool art. An interview with Harry uh, Manfredini, which is kind of nice. Yeah, Yeah. I I picked this up because this is one that always, like, I always saw the trailer. And I think I saw it, but have never fully seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to watch this this October. I, I, I agree. I love the cover art on this one. Uh, my number 10, um, if you know me, I've become quite the Norris fan. Uh, from 1981, An Eye for an Eye. Uh, I watched this a year or two ago. I th- did it make my top 10? I'm not sure if it made my top 10 hidden gems. But uh, just kind of a, a really fun, almost like Norris action mixed with some James Bond elements in there. Christopher Lee's like the evil businessman. Nice. You have that... Um, uh, I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I'll say Asian because I don't know if he's ch- Chinese. But he's a, he was a he's always a the, you know what I'm talking about, the big muscular oh, the guy from bad Bloodsport. Guy. No, it's not him. But he was in like all those. There was like three yeah. of those big guys, and they were always yeah. a villain in like, these action movies. Anyways, he's in it. Um, 
it's just such it's a it's a fun movie. And Kino has kind of done like they've released a bunch of Norris. They got a bunch more coming out for if you're a Bronson fan. They've released uh, all his movies. They kind of get these like action guys and they go through like they'll release their whole catalog, which I think is kind of cool. Um. Adam, number nine. So I'm, I'm going to talk about somebody that I talk about all the time, but uh, I'm going to talk about Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Say Jesus. <laughs> yeah. uh, they've actually put out a lot of these lesser known yeah, early, ones, yeah. early mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcocks that are kind of in these limbo places. I'm going to use Lifeboat as an example, which has a very good DVD release, but not a good blu-ray release and then then they come along and Mm -hmm. and 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 put out a a great blu-ray but they've also got all the silent pictures that have been kind of ignored they were kind of like shitty public domain yeah before that and they've restored them and they've done a great job and and being a huge albert uh, alfred hitchcock fan even though like lifeboat is probably in my top 25 i want all these other movies i want lifeboat looking great and no one seems interested yeah uh, so my number nine, Lifeboat. Nice. That that, uh, that may be coming up. Big fan of Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock. <laughs> that's one I've been yeah. almost cho- will, uh, wanting to choose every time. And yeah, the same with Criterion. There's yeah. a bunch of great yeah. Criterion releases, but even if you didn't have those, you'd be able to watch the, uh, the those movies on other versions, and they'd be pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, uh, Eastern Promises. It's getting a nice 4K. It looks fantastic. There's a cool featurette featuring Cronenberg. Uh, Three featurettes. Nice. Bella. Yeah, that's a guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I picked that up. It's a, yeah. I think Eastern Promises is massively underrated. I, yeah, 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 it's, it's actually one of my favorite Cronenberg. Like, uh, yeah. I agree. It's, 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 I think it might be better than History and Violence, but like, I was just going to say, I think yeah. it is, and, and most people would not agree, mm-hmm. but. Um, I'd have to watch them again. I used to feel uh, uh, Eastern Promises for sure. Yeah. And then I watched History of Violence. That's still fucking great, right? And I went. Oh yeah, this is so fucking good, and it. it I think like, you got to go back and forth, right? Like, he he was those those two pitchers back to back are mm, yeah. are, are killing it. Uh, my number nine from nineteen thirty nine, the Bob Hope horror movie, Cat the Cat and the Canary. Nice. Uh, this uh, this and they released the Ghost Breakers, I believe, mm. is the other one. Yep, not quite as good, but still worth a watch. But this movie, like, just fantastic. I'm gonna re- rewatch this. Kind of uh, made me want to check out more Bob Hope movies. It's Bob Hope in a in a Paula kind of Goddard in a haunted house, right? And yeah, I I feel like a, kind of like a murder mystery. And from seeing some of the Bob Hope, I think this is I can I'll 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 go out on a limb. This is going to be the best Bob Hope you're yeah, going to yeah. watch. Yeah, he's not a very good actor. Like <laughs> it, this, just like kind of fits him like a glove and everybody around him is very good and Paula Goddard I think actually does a lot more heavy lifting than you realize because she uh, she has to do uh, uh, he always is just doing his shtick she actually has to do interact well, but I really what, like what, his shtick yeah <laughs> is he Paul Luke Goddard Paulette Good, uh, Goddard okay, another Goddard because I'm like wait Paul Luke Goddard John I, Luke's brother I, I am like what is going is Chaplin's on ex, here? ex-wife okay yes 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 yes, yes. Uh, I was so goddamn confused right there <laughs> uh, my number uh, num- number eight right we're on number eight yep, already yep. Uh, nothing sacred this is another one of these movies it's it's a screwball comedy starring Carol Lombard and uh, Frederick March from 1937. Not something that you go, oh wow, like this is something they're gonna put out. It's it's an old Hollywood movie, but no one else really cares. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like the studio, it's a Selznick picture. Selznick 
pitchers don't fucking exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of in this limbo world. And they put together this really great um, uh, restoration of it, and it looks awesome. Oh, and it's hilarious. The movie is fucking hilarious. Cool. Uh, my number eight is a uh, neo-noir Brick. You guys have oh, seen this, fuck, right? I love Brick. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, They just announced that. I was saying 4K, 4K yeah. yeah. I was pretty excited about that. So, Yeah, th- this movie almost like changed my way. Because th- I was knee-deep in noir at this yeah. time, and this came out. I went, why the fuck isn't this happening? <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. awesome. Uh, my number eight from 1964, The Ghost of Sierra de Cobra. Oh, I got this on my uh, uh, on one of their sales. I'm going to watch this during October. Yeah, and I'll, I'm going to be talking about more. But one, they're, Kino's probably the company that's releasing the most TV films. They're getting anything they can. I mean, unfortunately, some of these don't have either good prints or the, the rights are all mangled yeah. up or whatever. But uh, they've been releasing what they can. And uh, again, not stocked release as far as extras, but they always give you a couple things, but they always look great. And uh, this film, I just had a blast with. I guess this was originally a pilot called The Haunted. It didn't work out. So they're like, well, let's just extend it, make it a movie. It's great. It's it's totally uh, a lost gem. And again, I th- well, it pretty much was lost until this point. Like it, came out. I don't think it had a VHS or DVD. They kind of found and released it. And, and again, that's what they're kind of great for, making, letting you find and discover these kind of gems yeah it's uh it's it's like we we're racing through this because they don't have the special features but what they do have are are the movies and the movies look good yeah and and yeah sorry i was gonna say they also released dark intruder which is another one Uh, i think was like a tv mm -hmm. pilot or something and who slew auntie rue is that another one yeah there's tons like i I have a whole selection of tv films and like i i don't know if have you listened to the show i'm a sucker for like those 60s 70s 80s tv movies back when like you know there's there's a certain charm they're like my comfort food Mm. uh but yeah the the netflix straight to netflix films of that era right (laughs) but they get lost (laughs) we're we're gonna be old men and we're gonna be listening to whatever a podcast is that time and someone's gonna be like uh my comfort food is you know going back to 2019 (laughs) making of a murderer uh my number seven is a classic um, uh, noir, Scarlet Street. Fritz Lang, who Ooh, we talked yeah. about uh, earlier. Th- this, I think, is his top noir uh, mm. film, in my my opinion. Um, there's one other that you might want to argue with that. But uh, uh, And if you want to say M is an actual noir instead of a proto-noir. Uh, but <laughs> you're splitting hairs. Here. I'm I'm really splitting hairs. It's a fucking amazing movie. Yeah. Edward G. Robertson, who's probably my man, uh, my favorite lead role. Because uh, I wouldn't say Double Indemnity. He's mm-hmm. the lead. The lead. Um, yeah, he's he's the fucking greatest. Mm-hmm. The guy that should not be a movie star. It's crazy. Like he's so good at everything he is in. Danny DeVito probably needs to be paying this guy some yeah. some, some money. Uh, and Joan Bennett is the other lead, who's a, a great actress from that time. Mm-hmm. Great movie. I love it. My number seven, um, Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. The movie looks great. As needs to be seen on Blu-ray. Fucking gorgeous. There is a, a commentary. I didn't even know this was on Kino. Yeah, the. Uh, not 4K, yeah. I think it. Godfrey and Kaufman just came out. Did I just fuck up? No, I think it just came out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like yeah. they have. 
like yeah. a thousand, like so many yeah, titles. Yeah, yeah. I don't there's know. There's a commentary yeah, by uh, Gondry and Kaufman. It just came out in July. 4K release, actually. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of interviews with uh, Carrie and Gondry and uh, Inside the Mind featurette featuring Gondry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. A bunch of cool, interesting docs, too. Nice. Uh, my number seven, I talked about this earlier when I was Favorite talking about the mine, Big yeah. Chill. Mm. Yeah, that Eternal Sunshine is great. Uh, that there'd be another one like that, and that's this film. Uh, this is a double feature, actually. They put out Crossing the Bridge and Indian Summer. Oh, yeah, dude. This is like, no one's Indian talking about Summer, this. Uh, people know about this. Crossing the Bridge is one of them like hidden gems. Well, that you, I, I think both of them are. Did they like, get DVD releases or no? I don't I think they did, but like no yeah. one cared about this release. You could get it for like 10 bucks, mm-hmm. like. No, it would just, I don't think it sold that well for them. I saw it everywhere. Uh, cheap. I think because uh, Indian Summer might have had a shitty, like, Mill Creek, th- one of those $3 yeah. releases. But this is the best way to watch both of them. And both of them are great. Indian Summer is, again, mm-hmm. uh, like an all star cast. You got Bill Paxton in there, Alan Arkin, Kevin Polak, Sam Raimi's in there, Elizabeth Perkins, mm-hmm. Diane Lane. Again, one of those films where a bunch of kids that were friends and going to camp or getting back. together and, and camping and, and, you know, all this stuff. And then Crossing the Bridge is another fun one where these teens, you know, they sort of last time together and they're going to cross over to Canada to smuggle some, some weed and, like, I all the seen hijinks. Oh, no? I actually loved both mm. of them. And, uh, again, like, you was can find this the guy for... Was like, cut off his toe? But he's like, yeah, I just kick the shit out of him instead. Don't cut off his toe. Was that um, Crossing the Bridge? I forget, but... Yeah, anyways, I think this might even be out of print, and you can still get it dirt cheap. Like, yeah. no one, I think, yeah, in our local Sunrise, I think it was like 15 bucks yeah. or something at one time. Uh, it, worth it for me. Uh, one of those, one of the few double features where both movies are great, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the theme here. I'm going to go, they've, they've all, this is another company that's releasing a lot of Jean-Luc Godard, mm-hmm. not Pollock. Pollock, Pollock Godard. Uh, Pollock Godard's uh, brother, Jean-Luc, who's, who's known for making a few films. Uh, they've been releasing a lot of his outlier pieces, a bunch of which I, I've purchased and, and I haven't seen yet. Uh, Alphaville, which was uh, his only sci-fi movie, which is like... Him making a sci-fi movie is not a sci-fi movie. Like, <laughs> he's who, insane. Like- it, he's shooting in Paris... But it makes it seem like it's still a sci-fi movie of a place like Alphaville that doesn't exist where this computer basically – and it's basically saying algorithms at that point are yeah. are deciding everything. Uh, it, it stars um, uh, Eddie Constantine who always played the – Lemmy Caution. So it's like a B-movie guy that's doing B-movie roles as Lemmy Caution, tons of them. All of these like – He's a you know private dick and he yeah. or whatever he works for this this I don't I don't know if he works for the French government yeah. or whatever but there's a bunch of these roles he hires this guy who's already made probably like ten of these movies <laughs> no one thinks he's a great actor and he's like I'm gonna put you in one of my films and you're gonna be the lead and you're gonna play Lemmy Caution as well <laughs> in a John Luc Godard movie and it also stars his wife at the time Anna Karenina who's who's always amazing. It's such a weird fucking movie, so good. But I, I, I just another like that guy's filmography is so vast that mm, that gets, two companies are taking different areas of it, and it's still not even coming up with most of what he, he released. That's cool. Uh, my number six. Speaking of uh, double features, uh, the abominable Doctor Fives and nice. Doctor Fives rides again. Nice. Yeah, what a cool double feature, man. Yeah, the, I mean, these these had other releases, but it was kind of mm. cool to have them together yeah. uh, for once. Cool slipcover there. Uh, my number six, Revenge of the Ninja from nice. 1983. 
this is the kind of movie that like I always heard it. I never really saw these growing up, and th- mm-hmm. I watched this film, and this is the one that got me to ninjas. They, they released this and Enter the Ninja, which is the first one. This is the Show Kazugi sequel. Just insane. I think we covered it on our yeah, old podcast. Did. It's just like it's fun. Bad but good, but like not like bad and it's bad. So like the actions and everything are well done, but it's just so silly and insane. Like there's this final battle and there's like all of a sudden he pops out, but then he's actually just a mannequin. <laughs> and there's all these crazy gadgets out of nowhere and everything. Like it's just if you want to be entertained, this is like the perfect pizza yeah. beer movie. Um, again, both of them are great, but uh, I'm going with uh, Revenge and Ninja if I got to pick one. Nice. Uh, cool. I'm going to pick uh, one of their sets. This is the Maya Darren set. Uh, this is She's basically an experimental filmmaker in the 1940s making movies in her home that are kind of like, they're not really horror-based, but they're like mystery and weird kind of fantasy-based. Like the one, they all have these eyes that are kind of like, Almost like the fat phantasm oh, yeah. ball, but like that's the just their eyes, and that's what they're seeing out of. That's actually kind of cool. They're right? really like hypnotizing. Messages of the afternoon is the I've I've only watched a few of them now, but Messages of the afternoon is the one that like, what am I watching here? Like, how do they fucking make this 1940s on their own? Like, film stock would have been insane. Mm-hmm. And then they're doing all this inventive stuff that the people in Hollywood couldn't figure out at that time. They're making it work. Bonkers. Hmm. Um, That's cool. Very, very interesting. So I, I, I. This is one I'm about. I'm a couple into it now, or, or more than a couple, a few, few uh, short films into it now, and I, I really uh, can't wait to watch all of them. Awesome. Uh, my number five. Uh, there's a 4K of uh, Silence of the Lambs coming out, which I'm pretty uh, a, yeah, stoked. A, yeah. yeah, got seven featurettes. Like, yeah, fucking cool shit. Another controversial release. Oh, get out of here. Where I guess, like, the first 10 minutes, they fucked up the HDR. So, like, uh. so some people argue the Criterion is actually the better release. Ooh. I think the 4K looks the best overall, mm. but the te- I will say like the, the, the Criterion version looks really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know if they had the same extras or not, but because um, I know I know the the Criterion one was considered a big step yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, I have the Criterion. The Criterion does look fantastic. I actually haven't got that 4K because of that. And yeah. like usually, I mean, mistakes happen with all these companies, and usually they fix it. This is one where they did not fix it, so it still gets brought up as a negative uh, against them. Uh. But. Um, from what I heard, it wasn't there. Like that's what MGM gave him. Some of these, like when you oh, work with these big studios, sometimes you just yeah. gotta get take what, you what get. they give you. And they probably didn't fix it because they probably didn't have an option to fix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they they've said they've turned down you know certain films because you know they gave them like a full screen transfer only or the 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 print was crap or whatever. This is a case where I guess maybe they didn't catch it and after the fact they didn't. Which sucks because these companies, like, it must suck. You're not a huge company. And when you make a mistake, That's, you uh, got to pay to send all the fix to this, but then send them all out to the thousands of fans. Yeah. You're paying shipping and everything. You're probably taking a loss on that yeah. release at that point. Mm. I, I mean, Shelf Factory, unfortunately, yeah. is famous, but they usually fix a lot of them. But they've had, you know. Several times. Sometimes these QC is, is not the greatest. Um, anyways, my number five uh, from 1962 yeah, 1962, uh, Tales of Terror. Oh, this nice. is one of my favorite anthologies starring Vincent Price. They've actually put out a lot of the, Price. The first one is, the first in this anthology, th- this is the aging one, right? 
No, 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 that's Twice 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 Tales Tales is great too. I could have picked either one. I think they're both great. I think they both have their strengths. I always get these. The first one is Morello, which I actually don't like in this one. This is the one based on Edgar Allan Poe, but it does have um, the black cat with uh, Peter Lurie, which is Mm -hmm. fucking great. And uh, the facts in the case of M. Valdemar, which is also really good. Um, Yeah, this is just, uh, again, I love Vincent Price, one of my favorite actors. And... uh, yeah, but but yeah. yeah, get both of those. Anthologies, too. I think a... this one, unfortunately, is out of print. The other one was... Twice Told Tales yeah. is out Twice of print. Twice Told Tales is, but I heard they might be doing a re-release. But then sometimes they say that, you get all excited, it doesn't happen. But uh, hopefully someone, they re-release both of them, because these are both great uh, great movies. Awesome. Uh, my number four is last year, Maribad. Uh This is the Alan Renee basically, mind fuck, where you're in this luxury hotel and people are basically... Uh, recounting memories and losing memories, and then it all comes back together again. I saw this as the Kino released the first time. Mm-hmm. Seems like uh, I, I believe Alan Renee, and this has released stuff on Criterion before uh, Night and Fog, potentially, maybe Hiroshima Monomore. Uh, but this gets released through Kino, and I feel like this is probably like a, a big moment for Kino where. They're like, oh, we can we can take whatever we want as well, and yeah. that's why you're mm-hmm. seeing them become a bigger and bigger player. Um, yeah, they've got big like Clint Eastwood. Re- like they just released the whole Man with No Name trilogy on 4K. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge release. Yeah, that MGM was like, we're not going to release that on 4K. It's like one of our biggest fucking series. You well, take well, a bunch of other yeah. Science of yeah. Lambs is another yeah. huge yeah. one, and yeah, yeah, like the, uh, the the major companies and and hopefully we know they don't all become Disney and just hold their fucking yeah. shit. But they are uninterested. Yeah, exactly. And I, I almost yeah. like on one hand it ends up costing us more. You're not finding these in five dollar bargain bins. On the other hand, you're getting care. Like they're gonna go back more. Yeah, care. If there's mm-hmm. if they if the the previous transfer had bad color, they're gonna fix it. If they're going to look for those extras, those deleted scenes. They're going to fix that edit that was screwed up on that one version. Like, they're going to do all this stuff, whereas the other stu- the studios really wouldn't, right? You're going to get that original mm-hmm. art or whatever. Like the, the, the studios have dumped, and I. this is where I worry, like, what happens when guys like Scorsese die? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's some kind of accountability that happens with some of these elder cinephile statesmen mm-hmm. that are like, Oh, you're going to do this? Well, I'm going to drag you through the fucking press for months about yeah. how you ruined my favorite movie or ru- or you're not taking care of shit. Yeah. And he did this for years, and there's lots of different directors or producers. They're all getting old. And the younger guys... Well, we still have, like, Nolan's, who's not that old, I guess. But and Nolan's not been a, a major proponent yeah. of saving this shit. Now, if he does, that would be great. Yeah. But he, he hasn't... He isn't taking large swaths out of his year to make sure he's restoring pictures. Yeah. yeah. How Scorsese has any fucking energy. Especially, it's going to be insane, right? Especially since he's not doing as much cocaine as he was during the last <laughs> yeah. waltz. Is is bonkers. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, so that's... Uh, my number my four, four is a Night Stalker. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm I almost put yeah, this on. This, like not nice an honorable Blu-ray. mention. Just almost put it on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my number four from 1978, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Nice. That's my number three. Oh, nice. This is yeah. one of my favorite horror films. Um, and you like this one better than... The original, yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. 
No, just you like, think inv- oh, invasion. Oh, the, the, the shell factory. The scream. Yeah. So yeah. Factory. I mean, you're getting 4K, so it looks a little mm. bit better. Um, it has. All, I think it has all the extras, but one. But but then it re, it also grabs a couple of the extras that were exclusive to the Arrow release. So, in my opinion, this is the ultimate version of the movie. It looks the best it's ever going to look, probably, mm-hmm. um, and it has the most complete. I think the only thing it loses from the Shell Factory was like an unrelated episode of some other show or something that they threw on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and again, you get that original cover art, slip cover, fucking a, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so my number three is uh, the Ida Lupino uh, box set. And this includes things like the Bigamist, which is great, uh, the Hitchhiker, and then also I'm, I'm kind of running through Never Fear. It, just kind of like some uh, an example of like, wow, she's as good at making noir pictures, and they all feel a little bit different, but mm. she doesn't get to make them because she's a woman, basically. And yeah. she's also an amazing actress. She's amazing with Bogart and High Sierra. She's amazing in The Bigamist. Uh, while the city sleeps, she's great. Um, but I love these kind of like big kind of, we're going to put a bunch of these in here, and it's going to look great on your shelf. And, yeah. Uh, but also... Like a conversation piece. You might get a few... I, I might talk about another one of these, but I've got a bunch of these. Mm. And they've got the Carol Lombard ones. They've got the Barbara Stanwyck ones. It is unfortunate because uh, Kino, who spends a lot of time on Blu-ray.com, and they answer all the questions, and a lot of the announcements, <laughs> uh, pre-announcements come on there. But I guess they were saying a lot of these um, director or actor spotlight. Uh, collections didn't really sell that well so they're not doing too many uh, unfortunately it, again like you look at the price initially yeah. and you go mm-hmm. like yep. I got the Car- last Carol Lombard one for nothing because yeah. I think mm-hmm. they're just getting rid of them and hey these like offshoot Car- the, volume 2 of Carol Lombard probably yeah. not as, yeah. uh, that, uh, that essential um, but per price it's so good yeah like you get I think even in Canada, it's like maybe forty bucks for three of them. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you can get it in the thirty dollar range. So. I, I I I got that last Carol Lombard set on the sale, and I I believe it was fifteen bucks. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah you uh, yeah. There's yeah. there's some great. Again, all the noir sets are pretty awesome. Yeah. Even though it might not be the A movies, there's yeah, going to be still. one or two, and you're going to again, you're just going to find out about uh, you know some gems. And in these them. movies yeah. are getting restored. Yeah, exactly. They all look great. It's very rare. Like Kino doesn't have for how many movies they put out. It's very rare that they have a movie that, that looks like shit. I mean, I'm sure there's one here and, and they're there, getting but, way yeah. worse transfers than mm-hmm. a, a lot of these other companies because Criterion. Um, for their A-list noir stuff, it's all A-list. Yeah. Like, they're not diving into the deep end there. They're diving in the deep end into some area that no one's ever heard of before. And again, Criterion, all these companies are releasing four movies a month, maybe five movies a month. This company puts out, like, that a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. They're, they're it, it's them. insane what they put out. Uh, my number three is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, so. Okay. Uh, my number three, another uh, TV film they put out, one of my favorite anthologies, one of my favorite TV movies, Trilogy of Terror. Motherfucker, that's uh, my number one. And this, <laughs> this like, again, this looks so fucking good, that Zuni doll story. Yeah. And, hey, and it's actually got decent extras. I think they're older extras because obviously Matheson and Karen Black have passed away, um, but you still get some cool interviews with them. They do get the previous extras from before. Again, I'm just so happy that we're getting these TV films 
on Blu-ray that I never thought would happen. Like this one took a while, and they released the sequel, which isn't half bad as well. It's like uh, I think it's an early '90s one, not as good. But still, the fact that it's on Blu-ray in this awesome release, and that actually, I think they said like they lost money in that because that was one where they actually had to like redo it all and rescan the whole thing from scratch and put it together. Um, and it probably wasn't worth it because the trilogy of Terror yeah. Two, no one cares about as much as about that. But the fact that they did it is is kind of yeah. awesome. Um, so my number two, this is going to be uh, we you kind of mentioned it, but it's the Leone uh, Western oh, nice. set. Nice, yeah. Um, you know, we talked about, uh, and I don't even think I, I thought about how, like, I have this, how extensive it is. Yeah. Um, you, you know, it really, it's got all of them in there and, and they're all great transfers and... And it's got all the previous extras that's got, it's cool. loaded. It's really good. That's uh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> I picked this for no other reason that I really love this movie. I fell in love with it. The Dead Pit. <laughs> Fucking love this movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about it in like a Shocktoberfest where a guy goes into a insane asylum and uh, right. Yeah, I think that that's like a Code Red release, but then again, yeah. Kino also takes they, they work with Code Red yeah. and Scorpion and some of their movies like Code Red doesn't get the same audience, so Code Red will distribute it for them, which mm. is kind of cool, and it gets it out there to this whole bigger audience. Mm-hmm. They've done that with a lot of their stuff, which is kind of cool. Uh, my number two, uh, you talked about earlier. The Night Stalker, um, probably maybe my favorite TV film. One, it's definitely up there. Up there. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, again, this film has never looked better. I can't yeah. believe we're getting it looking this good. They also put out the sequel, The Night Strangler. They got slipcovers, and they put out the fucking series, which looks amazing. Like mm. the whole thing, and uh, the series is still available. These just went out of print, or they're going mm. out of print soon because yeah, they're Fox, who yeah. now Disney owns. Yeah. Get on these people. These are not going to get another release, most likely, and they're going to skyrocket in the hundreds. I guarantee. Mm. So if you can find it still at a reasonable price right now, I, I would get on. These movies are incredible, and uh, again, we're never going to see them looking better. And there's there's you know. A couple interviews and stuff on there, so yeah, it's fucking dope. Uh, my number one is a, a movie I talked about on our discoveries, I think, in 2020. Um, and I had kind of low, and I almost didn't have my list at that time. And since then, it's I just keep thinking about this fucking movie. It's a heart in winter, uh, from 1992. This is basically like I don't even know how to explain it. It almost seems like a love triangle movie, but it's not that at all because the main guy that would be part of the love triangle is so uninterested in the love mm-hmm. triangle. He's just like, he's not manipulating them either. It's just like an exercise for him to see how he's going to feel. Um, and and this movie is so, un like, no one knows this fucking movie. It's criminal that no one knows mm. this movie. How I fucking watch this movie makes no sense to me. It just happened one night? It was on Canopy. Oh. And it's their transfer. It's a Kino transfer oh, nice. on Canopy. Yeah, a lot of Kino ends up on Canopy. A lot yeah. of Kino. That's the other reason why I love Kino. Is they also have a free streaming libraries. service as well, their own streaming. That it doesn't. It's not huge, but, yeah. you know, it has a, you know, a chunk of their titles on there, which is kind of cool. That is cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just go back to this movie all the time, and I think about it. the leads are great. Um, I, I don't know if you guys would like it. I I don't I don't know yeah. if I would like it. I love this movie now. I'm probably gonna watch it again uh, very shortly. Very shortly because there's been such an impact it had, and I I feel like this is a lost 
jam of the last like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like you go on Letterboxd, there's only been like 5,000 people that have That's seen crazy. this movie. That's crazy. Oh, wow. That's fucked. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's watch it. Well, we'll do a, uh, a watch it. Pizza uh, beers night <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah, like yeah, some yeah, French yeah, art yeah, film, exactly. guys. That's how we do, actually. We need to we'll, one day. We'll do this. Then we'll do Killer Clowns Matter Space. We need space, to curate. Curate? Is a, um, curate. Curate. And we all pick one movie. Yeah. And we do like once in a, every three months or something, yeah. a triple feature. We'll have to start at some kind of reasonable time. But it could be anything. So After it could be like all our merch sales. A fucking shitty yeah. ninja yeah. movie and art film and uh, whatever else. Like, yeah. That'd be a great. What we should do, though, is like uh, take all our merch money, like everybody. Yeah. Uh, keep keep buying those patches. Keep buying our stickers. <laughs> keep buying our t shirts. We'll get a big projector in here. Yeah. We'll use this wall and we'll just like yeah. have a party. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. A three person party. Well, invite, you could invite like friends and stuff over. Yeah. But we don't have any friends. So this <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can even record. We, we can record a commentary. Your which big chill thing is just terrible. Like, yeah. Very difficult to happen. We'll record, a, we'll record us doing a commentary, but we'll edit it down to like an hour of, the be- of us, you know, after mm-hmm. these. Four and a half to six hours, or whatever it could be, I guess. Kyle's Anyways. gonna have to go back yeah, to the yeah, editing yeah, studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, my number one was Trilogy of Terror. Yeah, this movie looks fucking great. I love this. There was a doc on uh, the Richard Matheson called The uh, Terror Scribe, and there is uh, Three Colors of Black, which is a featurette on Karen Black. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. interesting. Uh, my number one for 1976, another Karen Black movie. Uh, this made my top 100, one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, Burnt Offerings. Oh, nice. This was one I was so excited for it to finally hit Blu-ray. The DVD didn't look great, but this one, for the most part, looks fantastic. Again, not a lot of extras, but there's definitely, there's a couple of interviews and all that kind of stuff on there. Uh, I'm just happy to have it on Blu-ray and... uh, The Oliver Reed... it's Oliver Reed. Yeah, yeah, Oliver Reed. It, it, extra in this one is kind of weird, where they're just putting the microphone up to his grave, and then it's silence for <laughs> oh, a few I thought minutes. you're being serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I would watch this. The actually. frantic, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like Kyle, just be like, yeah. do I need to check in my notes? Yeah, no, I, I was actually looking up <laughs> as you speak the back yeah. of the cover yeah. to read. Well, I know he. There's, I have some horror films where he does do interviews, and he has, he is kind of an interesting character. Mm-hmm. So, well, he, he's so drunk. Yeah. You think our shows occasionally get drunk? Yeah. <laughs> Oliver Reed at, at like two o'clock on a on a Thursday is way <laughs> more advanced than we could ever be. Get out of here! Um, <laughs> I mean, who's that? Uh, oh, the Musketeer had it. His him. stories are crazy. Yeah. Does he have actually? I I, don't, I can't tell if you like being like a uh, facetious or not. Oh like, no, uh, he's 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 nuts. He looks like he'd be a nut bar, but like I kind of want to still and, hang uh, out with him. Him and Orson Welles. I'd like to see those yeah. two guys. Well, and, Getting drunk and just well, it's it's him and uh, uh, Bob. Uh, what's from Unforgiven? Uh, H- Richard Harris. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, they used to be drinking buddies and went would like hmm. just went crazy. There's tons of stories about those two dudes. Yeah, because all the reads one of the fellows that like he is in everything, mm-hmm. yeah. but he's not like a heralded movie star. But he has been. Yeah, he's too like, drunk. Yeah, maybe. There's there's a bunch of stories about him being drunk the whole movie. And then basically they get through the fucking movie and 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 they just have to put up with it and they look what's on screen and they go that's pretty fucking good <laughs> <laughs> like they, like he's just yeah, would well, you say action he's on on point but, well, but yeah. it, it was a nightmare in every other aspect like where is fucking Oliver <laughs> Reed like but the, and and burn offerings is an insane performance mm-hmm. by Oliver Reed as everyone's kind of becoming strange and possessed by yeah this he's house. really great in this. 
Um, anyways, I guess with that, we should move on to number four label. Shout Scream! About. Shout oh. slash Scream Factory. Um, for me, I know Criterion is the one, but this is kind of the one that got me hooked. Hooked, got me into buying a shitload of Blu-rays, because this is the one, they opened up with like, what I was it? it was Mill Creek. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. They, I'm trying to think of what their original releases was. Was it like Halloween two, three, and they live, or something? And then like mm. soon after, like either way, their first four Did releases. We just lose all our Mill Creek fans. I'm, I'm really <laughs> sorry to cut you off, but like Mill we, Creek we, is, uh, yeah, they don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Mill Creek puts out like fucking shit. <laughs> but they have those great sets, those TV sets. Uh, yeah, but they're usually shit quality. They take, like, they're the ones that, like, take a, a thing that someone else released on 20 disc. They put on 10 disc, compress it to shit. Anyways, let's 99 out of our 100 listeners are Mill Creek fans, and we just fucked that up. <laughs> it's okay. Anyways, <laughs> this is the studio that got me hooked. This is the studio that was starting to release films that I love and with extras. Movies I always wanted to see, those deleted scenes, those alternate cuts. Uh, Halloween 2, I think, included the... Um, the alternate TV cut and mm-hmm. shit that you always heard about. This was a studio that was finally like releasing genre movies for me and going after those things that I always heard about that were rumors. They they came out with these cool slip covers, but also had the original cover art, which was huge. The double cover. This is the studio, yeah, that just it's got me sexy as and, hell. And reasonable prices. They never got yeah. again. Like I love Criterion, but I mm. wish they were a little bit cheaper. This company. Mm-hmm was putting out you're getting two discs a tv cut hours of extras and it's 25 bucks mm-hmm. um anyways um yeah let, let's uh let's jump into it uh, do you guys have anything else to no I, you uh, summed it up and i think well. again shell factory released they started out releasing a lot of like great tv releases freaks and geeks they're the ones that put yeah. out that yearbook set um uh, home videos so they did? I, that freaks yeah, and geeks yeah. is 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 just my one through ten the best yeah, 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 yeah. I can't argue with that. <laughs> and they, tons of extras. And then they've, they, they have Shout Select now. So mm-hmm. they're not just horror. They've kind of got into everything. Uh, there's, they've done noirs, art. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's get into We're it. We're going to talk about yeah. it. What's yeah. What's your guys? Number 10. Okay. So I will do... Uh, I guess I'm, I, I keep going first. Usually we kind of swap around. No, nah, we're just going to make you go first yeah. the whole time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to pick the Vincent Price uh, collection. This nice. is the one with the Haunted Palace, oh, nice. Hidden Pendulum, uh, Masquerade Death, Witchfinder General, uh, Abdominal Dr. Uh, Vibes. Uh, yeah, Vincent Price is yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, great movies, too. They were the first one to put these out on mm-hmm. all on Blu-ray, right? So. And, uh, yeah. Kino's I, been re-releasing them, but um, I, I will say I... I still prefer these releases the most because is those some some of the Kino releases may have an extra new commentary or whatever. Mm. These are the only the Scream Factory releases. Unfortunately, um, they're all they're they're out of print. Volume one and two. Mm-hmm. I know they re-released Volume one, but they had to re- remove these extras. But if you can find the original releases, it has the the Vincent Price introductions. I guess when they aired on TV in the eighties, he did some introductions mm. and outros for the yeah. films. And they're on there, and to me, that's the best extra. Like that's how I want to watch it with yeah, him yeah. Like, introducing the film. It's so cool. It's um, like watching an episode of Hilarious House Friends. Then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, number ten for me is uh, the Burning. This movie is fucking amazing. I like the actual cover too. It has a cool slip cover with the actual. Uh, who's that? Uh, 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 Christ, who's the guy Crop- from Cropsey? Cropsey, yeah, yeah, coming in. 
And yeah, they, they've done like kind of collector's editions mm-hmm. of all the biggest slashers out there. Um, my number 10, I'm going to start with a wild card, a weird pick. Uh, again, I had like 100 that could have filled in this slot. I'm going to go with Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood. Oh, from wow, yeah. 2015, or from 1996, sorry. Your Dennis Miller is showing. Yeah. I, this is a film <laughs> like, I'm going to like promote until I can. I that's know, just how we felt, man. <laughs> no one cares about this. They pretty much released a collector's edition of Demon Knight, and they probably got this as like an extra. Yeah, bonus. So they did a collector's edition of this too, just so you could have matching slip covers and whatnot. But in Demon Knight's good. This is the film that, I don't know, I just have a blast with this mm-hmm. film. I've seen many times. The best part is you get it like an hour, sorry, it's not an hour, I think it's like 35-minute documentary. They dish the dirt, man. They talk shit about Dennis Miller. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's just it's just fun. And like, there's, I don't think I've actually, if, if I've seen this, it's pretty passively. Yeah, I don't, no one seems to like it. Mm-hmm. I just have a fucking blast. I think like the comedy works. Like I think Dennis Miller is actually kind of funny. Like I like Dick Leeds mm-hmm. and I think he's great in this where he is kind of a dickish lead, but I think he says some funny stuff. I don't know. And Corey Feldman, but all the drama on set, they talk about it all on here and Stallone's wife at the time or girlfriend and the drama there and like, it's one of the better that's documentaries. All, is that the girl with the third nipple? Where Corey Feldman's like, I've always wanted a girl with a little something extra. <laughs> uh, maybe. I'm not too sure. But anyways, uh, it's a, yeah. That doc alone puts it up there. But I, I think it's just a, a, such a fun uh, release that no one yeah. else seems to like, apparently. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with uh, a movie that I, I want to get a wider release. And that this is maybe why I, I'm I'm talking about this. But this is their Fargo release, which okay. feels like... Getting a 4K yeah. this year by the end of the year. Is it from them? Yeah, from them. Yeah. Okay, nice. so this is this is yeah. this is all wrapping Yay, up. Yay, Adam yeah. did it. <laughs> Good work, uh, buddy. Because I just thought about the other day. I was like, "Fuck!" Like this is the best version of this, but it feels like it, it was very limited. Well, I think they put it out, and it was kind of like like it already had a good Blu-ray release. That was a problem. So they put out, and they they added like a featurette that was like removed. The Charlie Rose maybe interview that was removed from the last Blu-ray. Yeah. For whatever reason, but most people are like, it's a little bit better video. Yeah, like and you the, get the extra, but there's a lot of people didn't feel like rebuying it again. Yeah, I think that was the problem. No one wanted to rebuy it again, even though I've, I've, like from everything I've read, it, no it one, was the best release of the, it. Overall. The best release and the best uh, video of it. Yeah. And and a lot of people had problems with the DVD upgrade. And there was. Well, yeah, there's two previous Blu ray, and I think they both have their issues. So. This is the best. Hopefully, the 4K will be the overall best. And uh, so I, I just was—it was wishful thinking. I didn't know about the other yeah. release. Well, there you go. And there we go. <laughs> That's the number nine. Fargo. You did it. I'm number nine is uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, The Blob. That's why I had to put it on here. Even the cover looks fucking great, man. It's like a cool like action poster. That may be the most stacked release too. I it's think it insane. has like four so hours. So many interviews. Of extra, they have they interview yeah. fucking. Everyone in this. I say, yeah, uh, Shawnee Smith and Bill yeah. Mosley do an interview on this, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it, it, Bill Mosley, an old uh, guest star yeah, of yeah. Yeah. the podcast. Because that uh, the Blob actually had a Twilight Time, one of those limited release, but a mm-hmm. lot of people missed out on it. And then Screen Factory thankfully made up for it by making up. Yeah, doing the released. ultimate release. Speaking, of, that kind of leads into my number nine. Like I could have chose Black Christmas, My Bloody Valentine. Trick or Treat, Krampus, The Blob. All these movies, again, what Scream Factor I think is great about 
is when they release Picking a film. Picking my favorite movies to do. Well, they're going to, yeah, they're going to do your favorite movies, but they're going to do the ultimate. They're going to grab yeah. the extra from every single release and mm-hmm. they're going to put it all in one. You can, usually when Screen Factory is releasing it for the most part, unless there's some weird copyright issue, you can get rid of every edition you've owned. And with that, I'm going to choose Army of Darkness. Oh, nice. Yeah. They released a three disc set. It has all the different cuts. Um, Tons of extras. It's just like the ultimate release. And now it's on 4K. I will say, I feel like they're a little lazy with their 4K releases because for the most part, they're just, I guess their Blu-rays were already ultimate. Yeah. They're just kind of taking their Blu-rays, adding the same extra features, throwing it in 4K. In this case, only the theatrical theatrical cut is in 4K. Uh, I heard maybe they couldn't find the the, mm. the um, f- uh, film or whatever for the, the director's cut. But uh, still... The fact that we have this ultimate set with every cut, every extra, all in one eh? package, and I love uh, the, the movie. You do? No, I. Okay. <laughs> he hates it. Uh, so my number uh, eight is the Trick or Treat. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, I get that's my number seven. Yeah. Another one where they took <laughs> the release, added all the extra features, but then yeah. even added even more extra mm-hmm. features yeah. to it. Uh yeah I I and and usually like you get this one for a decent price mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's fucking dope um uh, I had such a hard time uh figuring out which John Carpenter movies like I was only gonna pick one uh, it I should was, be mentioned that they've yeah. released almost yeah. his entire catalog it's they were all fucking amazing my number eight is Prince of Darkness yeah. it is so good looking yeah again. The, cover the slip cover man like that's why you love it stack stack release uh sympathy for the devil is an interview with carpenter yeah fucking there's cool a really shit. fun uh feature yeah. on that too where they go to the original um mm. church where it was oh. uh yeah it was filmed, shot. and then they i think they like i guess they do screenings there or maybe they did a one-time thing yeah. there but uh kind of yeah um um hollowed what's it called sean clark's hollow grounds yeah like, hollow grounds is a i don't think he that. does it anymore but definitely their first couple years he did the, i, I love mm-hmm. that word they go to all the original locations Actually, he was good with the yeah, most of the screen yeah. factories has this song. yeah, yeah. It, 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 this is something like um you know it's it's great that we're all getting to see more stuff and we're getting better versions of stuff than ever mm-hmm. before we talk about like physical media like mm-hmm. dying but when have we ever had better restorations? That's just it, right? Um, because now they're digging in the corners, they're trying to find all these things that are, are fun. Well, and plus, are we ever going to get, like, I know streaming, some of them have extra features and stuff. I don't think you're going to ever get the same love and care who, in those extra who, features. Like, other than the Netflix garbage features that they'll put out for Stranger yeah, Things yeah. or whatever on there. And they're, yeah, they're very, like, just promo All Criterion's you know. stuff. Like which they post when they when it's on there, yeah. it, it's for the most part what you get on the yeah the new disc. Who else is doing any of that? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, are they would they, would they do it if it was just streaming? I wonder. Like, is there enough money? Like for the disc, it's kind of like totally. they want to they want to fill that disc because that helps sell it. You know what I mean? If you have a bare bones disc, it's probably harder to sell than if you have hours of extra features. And, but bare bones disc is where we're going. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we love Kino. Because they're saving a bunch of movies that might get fucked. Yeah, Kino has no money to to dig up the the guy. Like you, you I think the problem with Kino yeah. is they do a lot of older releases, and most of those people are gone. So you can do like a commentary with some new yes. podcast. Yeah, or and like the or, importance or, of this film. Or, or or but like the old DVDs would have got like the expert on Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. He would have been there, and then Herbert Coleman. You know the yeah. the the old and you're right. Yeah. Herbert Coleman's dead. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the uh, lead. <laughs> You're right. Mm. Herbert Coleman's dead. <laughs> That's what he's always talking about. <laughs> yeah. Is is fucking Herbert Coleman is dead? Stop talking about him. It's, it's always like, like a question in his mind. Herbert Coleman, by the way, is he's like oh. the the second uh, assistant director on all his mm-hmm. Hitchcock movies, and he was ancient in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. They would get him on these things, and he was very interesting. Those guys are all gone. Yeah, the leads are all gone, and now we're losing the leads from the sixties and seventies, right? Yeah, yeah, and like even like anybody who's ever worked on these films are probably, or their recollection is fucked, yeah. or, or whatever. So I I get that, but then you talk about those features where they're going to these locations and reliving mm-hmm. them. Locations or they, still they also, exist. They, they get like you know people too that analyze that are fans. Yes. Like there's there's some interesting stuff in there, even if it doesn't always. When it sometimes that. goes too fandy, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just yeah. fucking yeah. turn it off. I agree, it doesn't always work, but some of it does. The guys that are like they used to just get university scholars, mm-hmm. and they would bring them on the DVDs. And, this, and some of that shit would be dry, though. You know what I mean? Like, some of it's really informative, but... Well, but a lot of those guys, then they were cutting them, like, they got him, and then they cut it with this other, yeah. like, person yeah, that worked Ed- on it. Edgar Wright or like, something like that. We talked about Yeah, uh, Edgar Wright, or, exactly. Like, or Scorsese. Yeah, and they, they yeah. have these great overviews. So you get these kind of... Uh, those are the ones I really like. When you get the mm-hmm. kind of really deep analytical shit where someone knows everything about it factually, and then you got Edgar Wright who's just like... Yeah, I fucking love this. Like, I watched exactly. it the first 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 time yeah. ever, and yeah, it made me do this. Or Scorsese, who's a little bit in between. Like Scorsese in a different world would have been a film professor. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it my number eight? Yes, uh, my number eight from nineteen eighty nine. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, collector's edition of a little film that just seems to grow on me more and more every time I watch it. The Burbs. Nice. Oh uh, yes, Joe Dante's Fuck. Burbs. Uh, great. This just has again tons. It has uh, a feature length documentary, over an hour uh, documentary on the whole making. You get an alternate ending. You even get a, a work print that has like all the alternate and deleted scenes, which is kind of cool. Um, there's an interview, another forty minute of interviews of Joe Dante and a bunch of other people commentary. It's a it's a stacked release. And again, I just love this movie. I I, I think the Arrow release, which is Region B locked, might have a bit of a better transfer unfortunately but again they're both worth owning because they both have different extras and hopefully this will get a 4k uh release yeah this is one i uh and it can i be found was for cheap. i don't have this one on i have the dvd still oh and, yeah you gotta get that uh but I'm, i've been kind of waiting for yeah if there's gonna be another one because uh, I, I think i got this collector's edition it was like seven 18 bucks or something at sunrise or some i talked yeah. about this being my uh this is my favorite Dante and my favorite Hanks. I said, oh. yeah. uh, and you love Road to Perdition. Uh, I do actually love Road, oh, yeah. Road, to, Perdition. Road to Perdition too. <laughs> is this supposed to be a joke? Not, is that a bad no, movie? It just seems like a weird Tom Hanks movie to bring up. I couldn't think of a, like I. I actually couldn't think of a bad Tom that Hanks be, movie. That might be my top five. Oh, that's yeah. the thing with Tom Hanks. Yeah. His batting average in terms of yeah. success is high. Like. Do uh, that thing you do? Sure, I'll watch yeah. that thing you do. Uh, Forrest Gump? Sure, whatever. But I, I love those movies. How many Tom Hanks movies do you love? This is uh, uh, Forrest Gump. I think is amazing. So I, I'm going to yeah. say Perdition. League the of Burbs. Their Own is so good. Big yeah, is fucking amazing. He's amazing in League of Their Own, which I Joe just versus re-watched. the volcano. <laughs> oh okay, yeah, okay. I, I I've been meaning to rewatch yeah, that too. one. Uh, I I think I like the ones like the Road to Perdition stuff that like I would take that over the Philadelphia's and the Forrest Gumps mm-hmm. myself. But anyway. Um, both, uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Forrest Gump, uh, which I saw it, excellent just before New Year's of two thousand three to four. 
I'm waiting for a party to start. Clean up my whole house. This the, this house I had in, in, in the West End of Hamilton to have a big party. And I I no one I I I I'm way ahead of schedule. So I turn on TMN, which for some fucking reason we had. Uh, so TMN comes on, Force Gump comes on. I was like, I'm gonna start drinking. Yeah. I'm gonna watch Force Gump. And I just start getting fucking hammered <laughs> watching Forrest Gump, and it is so goddamn good. And then people start coming in about halfway through it. And they sit down. Everyone sits down, because there's only a few people there. Oh. I sit down, let's watch Forrest Gump. Everybody is having the time of their life, and by the t- time it ends, there's like 15 of us watching Forrest Gump. I would have left that party right away. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Forrest Gump is not a it's serious movie. It's not a party movie. movie. Yeah. I hate Forrest Gump because it's one of those films I saw. It was one of those ones where TBS played it yeah. like 10 yeah. times a day. If you went to school and there was a day where the teacher was hungover and they didn't want to teach, they threw oh, on Forrest Gump. Oh, I never Gump. had that. I hate this movie because it was like so overplayed for like that five year span uh, so that I don't I, ever want to see Forrest Gump again. <laughs> I I honestly like had at this point, and this is going back again. We're almost going back twenty years, and I'm thinking Forrest Gump. Fuck Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump comes on. I'm like, well, fuck. It's on TMN. All, and then I realize I'm done. I'm set up. Yeah. So I just. Popping a beer. What the fuck are we talking about Tom Hanks yeah, and yeah, Forrest yeah. Gump? Focus, guys. Focus. <laughs> I don't know. We are already like three hours into this. <laughs> number seven, <All> right. Adam. <laughs> no, no. He just is number eight, oh, right? Okay. No, that was... No, you're on number seven? He's on seven. I just did uh, eight, okay. which was the Burbs. Uh, so I'm going to go with Dead Ringers. The, oh, nice. Cronenberg? Mm-hmm. The Cronenberg number uh, a movie that I was exposed to and saw this cut of uh, this year. It, it is, Or not this yeah. year. Two years ago. Uh, unbelievable film. Looks great. Um, and kind of cool because they include, I guess, it's like contra, not contra, I don't know if the controversial is the right word for this one, but like, I guess Criterion had a framing and then there's another framing. And it's like no one knows which is the, so they included both on here. So mm-hmm. whichever you prefer, I guess. I think this is the one. Yeah. That's the way to go, eh? I remember that was a trick or treat that we talked about. What's great about this, there's the Tales of Folklore and Fright, which is a creating of Doc on um, Trick or Treat, but there's also the uh, Trick or Treat, The Lords and Legends of Halloween, which is a uh, Doc on the actual Halloween holiday itself, which is kind of dope. The original shorts on there, too, which is really yeah. great. I was going to say, uh, there's a Monster Mash, the graphic novel from the actual original oh, nice. story, which is kind of dope. Uh, my number seven, uh, again, is something that I think Scream Factory is one of the first that did this and, and people kind of just expected it, even though it's not always realistic at times, but, um, exorcist three from 1990. Uh, so nice. they, uh, Nightbreed, not my favorite film. It's a decent film, mm-hmm. but that was a huge deal. Cause they actually went, found ah, all the footage, the original, like, yeah, cut. they went back and actually edited. Like that was probably their most expensive mm. thing. Edited it all back together. And, it's like like a four hour movie at this point, and right? And created the director's ah. cut. No one else, like no other studio, mm. would ever do this. Like finding, they actually had to find like the print hidden somewhere and put it together as if they were doing it from scratch. That was this insane th- undertaking. They did a big. Mm. It was the first time I think they did a limited release, three disc, and all this shit. I'm not talking about that though, but I wanted to bring that because Exorcist Three is another film that for the longest time there was this. There's rumors of this this director's cut, and um, it was completely different. And then the producers took it over and had to make it more mainstream. And never thought we in in my life I would ever see it. And it, apparently it was all destroyed. And but you'd see a screenshot here and there. Well, Scream Factory put it together best they could. It's not the best quality. A lot of VHS. Mm-hmm. 
uh, is filling it in there. And overall, when I saw it, it's not great. Like the theatrical yeah. cut is probably better. Yeah. But I love that we finally got to see it. And there's some things that I do like better about the director's cut. It's such an interesting. We finally got to see it. Like this, uh, you get lots more Dur- uh, Brad Dourif in this, who is nice. fantastic. So good. He's so good in this. Um, and yeah, you get to see a lot more because in this one, I think it was mostly him. It wasn't constantly morphing to the other guy. Yeah. He was actually doing most of the dialogue. Um, so just the fact that they went found found this footage that everyone thought was long gone and lost and destroyed and put it together. And then you get tons of other extras too, like, yeah, amazing. And the film, even if they didn't have that, just the film on Blu-ray, it's an amazing film, amazing release. So nice. that's uh, my number seven. I like it. Uh, my number six is Adaptation. Ooh, okay. This is the uh, Kaufman? Kaufman movie. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nick Nicholas Cage this co-starring is... <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a you know, I I almost had uh, Malkovich in on my uh, yeah. Criterion as well, and this is one that uh, again, this version seems to be yeah. uh, the, uh, a cut above everything else, and uh, again, like think about adaptation getting a wide release and these are movies that like very popular but they're not gonna have champions at any fucking studio Mm, so having like shout or you know come in is the only way it's gonna kind of get preserved yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I own both of those and have not seen. Like I've I, never I th- seen either of them. No, and I, I've owned Malkovich for like since it came on Blu-ray like ten years ago or years ago, whatever it is. So I should want yeah, to watch should. those. Do you have? <laughs> yeah. and it's the Criterion yeah, version. The criterion, yeah, the Criterion. Yeah, I mean, we played a Kaufman episode too, right? Like yeah. that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, have you seen any Kaufman? Um, yeah, like he did Internal Sunshine, right? Yeah, that was Gondry. Oh, Gondry. But um, he wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd have to. I don't know. He also yeah, yeah, yeah. just wrote Adaptation. Oh, I thought he directed it. No, that's Spike Jones. Oh, Spike oh I didn't know that. Yeah. And same with Malkovich. Oh, I thought he directed them both. No, he only directed... The animation one? Uh, well, I, I've and seen I'm thinking Mal- of... And uh, the one... Did, did Dan Harmon wrote that. Or did he have something to do with it? Am I wrong with that? I don't think so. Maybe his studio produced it? Maybe his studio yeah. produced it. And then... Uh, oh, why am I blanking on... Apparently the, he's only directed one movie, I think. Huh. Apparently no. he's directed Synodoc New York, and then he wrote Eternal Sunshine. Synecdoche New York, and then okay. and then uh, I'm thinking of ending things. No, that's uh, Spike Jones. No, oh. uh, it's Charlie Kaufman. I'm okay, thinking yeah, of ending right. things. Okay, and then uh, Anna uh, Melissa. Oh, okay. okay, that was the uh, animation. The animation one yeah. he directed as well. So, uh, yeah, I've only cool. seen Eternal Sunshine, and I've seen I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, cool. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, my number oh, six. Oh, oh the, the, you've never seen uh, uh, Confession of a Dangerous Mind. No, I, Ooh, I, I think well, I That's with that our boy, too. too. Uh, I think I've yeah. seen I've seen parts of that, I think, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, my number it seems six. like a Kyle movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, Krampus. I guess getting a 4K, load with extras. Yeah. Yeah, it comes with the, yeah. Again, another one that's the ultimate kind yeah. of edition. Again, Scream everything. Factory is the best for that. You're yeah. going to get every single thing everything. included in one package. Uh, speaking of that, um, this is a kind of the Halloween complete collection. They mm. they were Box they worked together with three different studios and some cuz a lot of them have like we're not you're not allowed to include this on that box set. 
they somehow were able to get all the three studios to work together and get, because these films are owned by three different studios, all the Halloween films together. We've never seen that in a big box set with all with original artwork, all the extras from before, all the different cuts, even Halloween, you had the two different color versions, mm-hmm. everything, the TV cut. Everything. The ultimate set. Um, and then on top of it, now they've released them on 4K and there's even new extras. So, you yeah. know, Halloween 3 now. Um, but this, is uh, I guess, a box set is like the. Uh, 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 the holy grail of a collector like that is impossible to find if you don't yeah again it's it's maybe got a little easier because of the 4k but i think even that set has some extras that they weren't able to transfer Mm -hmm. they'll they'll do it with the new three i was wondering that like they're like the three i don't have like they're gonna have like a maybe a a 15 disc box set probably like like, they'll probably do it like after like in a a year or two but um yeah anyways kind of cool that that, yeah, that's still like such a nice yeah. set to and have looks, on the shelf. Every yeah. even like the black cases are amazing. Because that's the yeah. thing; like it's so silly, but studios yeah. like never main the the main studios never put the original cover art, mm-hmm. and that's like I love all that. Like all these are classic, memorable cover art, yeah. and it's silly that it takes even a boutique label one, like this two to, to and release three it. are like oh, yeah. uh, picture esque like. Yeah. Take out any painting in any museum and put the three posters of like yeah, Halloween. Oh, yeah. I'm like, fucking a man, that is art, baby. Yeah, I had two and three, and I yeah. think they got ruined. And I might still have two. Mm-hmm. One, I yeah, it's too expensive now. Yeah. <laughs> An original poster. One day, uh, Adam number five. Uh, so number five, UHF. Oh nice. yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, this is you're just, the, you're just doing it because like the movie's coming out, right? Hmm. Uh, no, I, I'm actually like I I'm not that ex- I'm probably gonna watch that movie. <laughs> I, I I still think it's gonna be a like, I feel like someone's pulling a prank on me. It's gonna be bad. Yeah, what it's been, it's supposed to be bad, I guess, right? Like it's, uh, still, it's like a parody. You're, on you're its not life. allowed to make movies that's supposed to be bad. Yeah. You're supposed to try to make a movie that's supposed to be good, and it's bad. Good, like you're not allowed yeah, to try to make a bad movie. Is, yeah, is still, they tried to make a good movie out of yeah. making yeah, satire on all. Anyways, yeah. uh, UHF. I grew up watching this over yeah. and over, over yeah. again. This is actually my introduction to uh, Shout. I, I believe a friend had a, a DVD version of this that I had hmm. in my possession for a very, very long time. Um, You're going to apologize to Steve Jones right now or <laughs> later? <laughs> Uh, I, I believe it was Nicholas Johnson. If, oh. if you're listening to this, Nick, hmm. uh, I, 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 I did I did drop off the movie. Okay. If your parents didn't give it to you, I'm pretty sure I had Steve Jones's box of like home movies for like a good like year before I gave it back to him. Hmm. Um, you're like you know a lot of people don't give them back, but yeah, I I uh, I love this this movie. Yeah. It's it's so great. This does have a cool hour. Um, I think it was when his album number one hits just came out, but it's Weird Al at a, a Comic Con or something talking. Uh, so kind of cool. Uh, kinda I, I've always been disappointed that you never g- got another. Like mm-hmm. you, yeah. he should have done another movie after this. Yeah, it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know he's limited. Like, how much can you do with Weird Al? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, my number five, um, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, they, they just released my favorite movies, and they make the ultimate versions yeah. of my favorite movies, man. And the steel disc set of this, or yeah. the steel case, looks so fucking good, man. And this like, is the first time, too, where yeah. the director's cut footage, like even the previous Blu-ray release, it doesn't look mm-hmm. great. Like Again, it's not perfect, because you can't 
beak yeah. is what's left it, of it. It's kind of like the. Uh, it looks pretty close. Like they've got, they color corrected yeah. and matched it so it it's not, not as like noticeable. Blah, 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 blah. VHS. Where exactly, blah, blah, blah. whereas yeah. all the previous, the DVD on the Blu ray before, it was kind of jarring when it went to like the, the unrated footage. Yeah. That, again, which is, was a big deal. That was lost for like ever. Yeah. That was a dream. When it first came out, I was like, fucking A. Yeah, man. I remember that was like, yeah. we went and we saw were it. so excited. In Toronto at the, yeah. the screening. It was such a big deal. That was huge because mm-hmm. you had heard it Toronto, talked about. Right? Yeah, Toronto. Yeah. Talked about it in magazines for like mm-hmm. 10, 15 years. And then finally they had actually found it. And yeah. Uh, my number five is kind of a, almost a part two of what I just talked about. The Friday 13th collection. Yeah. Not as big of a deal because, like, Halloween, they didn't have to work with three studios. It was one studio. But again, Friday 13th has iconic cl- the cover uh, art. The art on this box set is insane. Yeah, but just finally we got yeah. each. Before, previously to that, you had all these shitty cover arts. They're all awful. You had, like, movies that. One, like, two, eight. Two and movies then on, nine like, till, on, like, uh, the, yeah, sharing discs and stuff. Yeah. So there's compression. Finally, we got each movie on its own disc, original cover art. All the extras from before, tons of new ones. Again, mm-hmm. Halloween is probably more of an accomplishment, but Friday Thirteenth to me is like those are the films I, I'm going to watch those yeah. the sequels more than I probably am some of the Halloween ones. Mm-hmm. So that if I if you know if I'm running out if there's a fire and I'm picking a couple sets to run out with, I'm going to probably grab this one. Yeah. Uh, number four. Number four. Uh, so I'm going to go with The Fog. My number four is The Fog, too! Nice. (laughs) Another one where I have a different version, Mm -hmm. and then while we were doing... Top. Some some list. This is not the the most recent one, and I watched it and went, ah, fuck. Um, And and that DVD is pretty good. Mm. It's so much better. So much better. Yeah, even like picture quality alone. Yeah, I actually just got this in 4K. I haven't watched. Uh, is that it, the one that kind of like the rolled poster and like the? Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. the cool thing that that's the one good thing about 4K. Yeah. Some people like the new cover art. They do it. They're doing for 4K. They're just including the original cover art on the the cover, but you're also getting on the other side an alternate original art. So you're getting like maybe a, a four the, the hand coming the out of the door. Poster. Yeah, so kind of cool. Yeah. If you're a fan of original art. Mm-hmm. Um, Which were not <laughs> boo original art. Give, give us me your copies. Yeah, like give us your <laughs> copy after copy yeah. after reprint after reprint. Sorry, what, did you do your number four? Uh, the fog. Okay, the fog. Such a hard time uh, picking my favorite Carpenter movie, so I, I went with no. the fog. All of them. <laughs> Uh, Adam talked about this, but I'm going to go with Vincent Price Volume One Collection again. Nice. They released three volumes. They were the first ones to get his stuff out on Blu-ray, and they covered most of his career, at least the main ones. Uh, And again, just having those, if you can find the versions with the original introductions and outros, that to me is the perfect Maddie way to watch these films. Maddie had an unbelievable yawn at that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah whatever. Guys, it is so late. <laughs> yeah. this is a late we still have miles to go. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we only got one more studio after this. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going we we're still doing pretty good. <laughs> 33 movies to do. <laughs> okay, let's go. Number three. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I'm going to go um, my boy Herzog, Agar. Uh, the Wrath of God. I haven't seen this, but I've been. It's so been I, on canopy on my list for ages. I'm surprised you didn't just do the yeah. whole box set. They did a whole yeah. box set with all that includes that and like all so, those other movies. Nosferatu, uh, I think, is in there. Yeah, or? like they're. 
so I I just I I have the uh, uh, the DVD version of the box set. Ah. Okay. Um, but I just picked the one movie because mm. I don't yeah. have the other one. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, this is Klaus uh, Kinski, who's his big kind of like collaborator, mm-hmm. all uh, that is worked working with. Uh, Herzog's always like immersing himself in nature, so it's, it it's just batshit. Like some of the footage you get in these movies. Uh, one of my favorite directors uh, in the seventies when he's doing stuff that just doesn't feel like anybody else mm-hmm. uh, really, and this might be the pinnacle of of that. There's always great uh, special. F- he, he's like a king of the special features. Was because he's insane, right? Like mm-hmm. no one wants to work so with him, committed. but everyone wants to work with him. Yes, yeah. Because uh, he's he's just like yeah. uh, this is the truth. We're gonna go follow the truth, and truth is not gonna be nice. No. And he's he's taking advantage of people. He's taking advantage of uh, indigenous people. He's he's done all these horrible things. But also not horrible, like in terms of how he approaches it, because he gives options and uh, and and really s- tries to to view life in such a comp- uh, uh, compensating way f- for everybody. Um, yeah, like the same way the Grizzly Bear has some of the best special mm. features of all time. Uh, yeah, there's there's some great stuff here. Cool. My number three. Is the thing again? Yes. I had a hard time picking yeah. my favorite Carpenter. Again, loaded. My favorite movie, loaded with everything, and yeah, fucking looks great. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm embarrassed to say that I think I forgot that. Like, because I know there's a four case mm-hmm. release. Maybe I was leaving off because of that, but that's a fucking stack. I don't know how I forgot. About. Yeah. And another one, I just embarrassing. I I forgot. Return of the Living Dead. It's not on my list. Yeah. They did like the ultimate release, yeah. and they did a four K. Totally slipped my mind. It just shows you how much good shit they released. Mm-hmm. So those might have been in my top ten. Uh, I fucked up, but that's okay. Um, my number three is Tales from the Crypt slash Vault of uh, Terror Horror. Again, another the great double, double feature. Yeah. Uh, Screen Factory's put out a lot of these. Um, two of my favorite anthology films. Um, the biggest deal, though, is Vault it Vo- of Terror. Vault of Horror. Yeah, like yeah. on the DVD during the the vampire scene. When they're they, they goes to oh the yeah still. they hook them up it goes to a still and I always remember watching them like what the fuck and then I read like no that that's like that's like an edited version so Scream Factory finally put out I got to see the real version it doesn't freeze up when it gets to which the scene which is kind of nice right the vampires like, draining the person with the um the, the pump. blood uh, and you also they also included as an extra the original I guess Vault of Horror was originally going to be called Tales from the Crypt two so you get the original title. That is Tales from oh, the Crypt 2, dope. which is kind of cool. But yeah, just again, you can't go wrong. This was like a $20 release. Mm-hmm. You can still find it dirt cheap, and both movies are great. My number two, The Deer Hunter. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, this is uh, Michael Camino, uh, who we, we, we just were talking about recently with our 85 series because he Deer Year of the Dragon, which weirdly has come up in three different conversations out of here. Huh. Uh, uh, that movie must be having kind of a yeah, renaissance resurgence. at, at yeah, this yeah. point. <clears throat> All, uh, like, uh, in the awesome ways, but not awesome ways. The Deer yeah. Hunter is is his uh, Stone Cold Resistance. Uh, classic, um, which still, like, for a lot of people has, uh, you know, the... the they have issues with the the kind of build up and where they're going, but all that stuff works for me. Well, it's like what four hours? The first hours at a wedding, which makes sense to me because you kind of get the uh, 
camaraderie. I think it's three hours, but yeah, yeah like the the first hour is basically like mm-hmm. fifty minutes of that wedding, and, and uh, but just a great movie. This seems to be the the ultimate cut currently out into the world. I think it's one of the great movies uh, of a guy mm-hmm. that again we we talked about like just had a vision that just he came a little bit too late. He's early seventies, he maybe he's been, Coppola. Yeah. But he's late seventies, and he ba- Heaven's Gate basically like shuts the door on all these guys getting to spend Hollywood yeah. money. Uh, my number two is the uh, Halloween box that we talked about. Yeah, it's such a cool feat of a uh, distribution of a uh, and very boxy. Yeah, boxy is what I like. And again, put it on like a shelf, it looks great on <laughs> yeah. top of like. And a, you'll never see that again, like a, right? Yeah. Like, there's they're never gonna get all those studios mm-hmm. to work together. Yeah, so that would be interesting. So if they do bring in the new version, is this gonna happen again? How, how I, don't, I don't think so. Well, I know like that's why they all the 4K they they did as single releases, ah. and they they haven't redid the uh, the Rob Zombie ones mm-hmm. probably because why bother? But. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, again, I, this should maybe be Return of the Living Dead. I don't know, but um, no, my number two is you guys already talked about the fog. Nice. Um, again, one of my favorite, or is it my favorite horror film? I forget. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> Was it my favorite horror? It might be. It's my up favorite. there. I love this movie. Um, they first put this out on Blu-ray, and you had tons of extras, um, including uh, there's a cool Jamie Lee Curtis one uh, as well, uh, where. He um, interviews her, and she kind of is frank. Like, I don't, not a huge fan of horror films and all this, yeah. but it, it's kind of cool. You get a Dean Cundy one in there, um, and then a, another Hollow Ground where he goes to all locations. But yeah, again, they just put on 4K, the best it's ever going to look. They actually went back to, and the audio, I guess, has never been good. And I guess they found like the original four 4.0 track or something like that. I think. But anyways, they put it together. It's supposed to be the best it's ever mm. sounded. Still not perfect, but I guess like the audio, a lot of it was lost or something. So we, they've never had a good audio. Um, but uh, I guess they improved it for the uh, the 4K. But yeah, it's got not a like hours and hours, but it definitely has like a, an hour or two of extra features. So not um, your favorite of all time. Do you know what your favorite is? Oh, Jaws. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I always forget because it's like sometimes you could say Jaws is not yeah. a horror film. It definitely is a horror film. But. Yeah. Do you know what your number three is? The My thing? number three. Uh, this is no, our, it's not. It's not the thing. Uh, I'm going to say Halloween three. No, that's your number four. This is going to be Black a tough Christmas? one. No, nope, that's your number five. <laughs> uh, very good, good, but this is interesting. Like, I don't think I'd be good at this either. Uh, by the way, I think it's because two. Were, I'm fucking tired. My brain's not thinking. But uh, yeah, like so. Uh, no, this is an out there pick. But so we did our top hundred horror series last mm-hmm. year. If you want to go check that out, uh, so it's Ghostbusters. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah that's that was one a hard that, like, one. Yeah, that's one. Is it a horror film or not? Yeah. I think I had a couple of those choices uh, in there. But very, you were. I don't know if I'd be that yeah, around precise. the mark. Yeah, I think Invasion of the Biosenters maybe so, up in the top ten. What is your number one, I, buddy? I, I, I'm I'm going away from that. So my number one is going to be way out there, just because I think people should see this movie and it's a great movie. And for them putting it out, it's awesome. Holy Motors. Uh, yeah. Uh, nice. uh, from uh, 2012, unlike anything else. This is one of the ones that you found recently? Uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. yeah. Like this I was feel during. Like it was last year, wasn't it? Or I think it was the year before, year before? during, uh, during mm. COVID. Uh, I'd me- been meaning to catch up with this. Uh, uh, it's got, it's just got this incredible uh, performance by Denis, uh, Denis Levant, uh, who ended up, I've watched Beau Travail and a few other things since. 
Um, and this is the version I saw. This is the one that was on, I think they gave to Canopy again. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, a, a beautiful transfer of a, a beautiful, weird fucking out there movie. And that that's what I appreciate with these yeah. labels. Like, give me something. And that's why, like, they became big. Like, all this Carpenter stuff, nobody wanted to put this shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one, Friday the 13th box set. I was talking to Adam, uh, Kyle. Gorgeous. It's a box set. And there's so Very many boxy. movies. Yeah, every... You pull out the disc, it's like, oh, yeah, fucking A, man. Yeah. I love this cover. It yeah. is one of those things where you just pull it and can look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like pull so it out all the time. Happened, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have seen this. It, it, yeah. From a guy that is not uh, now officially... Yeah. Uh, not Friday a, the 13th. You look at it like that is... Very gorgeous. cool. Yeah. When you get all the, even like the different covers, right? Like the, mm-hmm. each one has two different covers mm-hmm. uh, for which kind of cool. Um, and it's films probably, if you're like me, like I'm going to get my money. I've watched those movies over yeah. and over and over again. Uh, probably some of the movies I've seen the most. Anyways, my number one from 1982, Creep Show, the collector's edition. Yeah, nice. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I almost had this Great hard yeah. case in there. You get an original cover. I will say the one negative, it doesn't have the documentary Just Desserts, The Making of Creep Show, which mm-hmm. is one of the better movie documentaries, because Synapse actually put that out as a separate release uh, before like- before actually even Shell Factory got this, um, probably because they didn't think, at the time, Warner Brothers was not dealing deals with any of these and mm-hmm. probably never thought we'd ever get to see a collector's edition. What you do get, though, is hours of other extras. They're all great. They interview everyone you can think of, Tom Savini, Tom Atkins, everyone's in there. There's a cool documentary even on like the Mondo um, who does all those posters. Mondo, oh, cool! Uh, on those, the various posters I've put out. There's a documentary just on like collectibles and stuff like that, which is I always enjoy seeing that. Like these rare mm. figures and shit that they made like three of that people have. Um, there's a there's a documentary on the comic book, kind of stuff like that. That's outside of what you would think of this yeah. film. But I, I love all those kind of things because it's different than just hearing about the making of the film a hundred times. Uh, yeah, it's and, and I think you get a comic book too, don't you, or, or something? Uh, yeah, oh, that's Creep Show too. I'm not saying mix yeah. up. Yeah, I might be getting mixed up with Creep Show too. Yeah, Arrow actually put out Creep Show too, kind of a big collector's edition too, so they go nicely together. But uh, yeah, one one of my favorite horror films, one of my favorite anthologies, and just an overall solid release. I really hope we get this on 4K. And with that. Surprise! Yeah, we're going to talk about our fifth studio is we each, instead of agreeing on one, we each kind of picked, mm-hmm. chose one that is kind of special. Again, Do you guys want to go in alphabetical order still? We can do it however you guys want. I think it lines up perfectly. Actually, yeah. so you would go first. I'd go second. No, <laughs> <laughs> so you're Vindicator. I'm Indicator. I, I, I will uh, just, I, before we get into not, it quick, quickly, yeah. I just want to say again, this could have been like I could have chose Severin, Blue so Underground, many. Synapse, Mondo Macabro, Scorpion, Code Red, yeah. MVD. Eight. There's so many. Vinegar Syndrome, uh, Dark Fur Horror, Dark Forest, Grindhouse. Could have so been anyone. Many. I just spoiled mine, but it doesn't matter. I'm drunk off of like half a beer. <laughs> Let's go get on with it. Um, Your Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. So I'm gonna do Vinegar Syndrome. I'm doing Severin, and I'm gonna do Indicator. Which again, I could have chose any of those because they all have I very love releases from both yeah, of those man. companies as well. And again, could have chose other. I, ones. In all fairness, I did put a few on here for you, buddy. So, so I guess uh, I'm okay. first. Oh, I get to talk about Indicator. 
Yeah, I guess. Is there any reason why you chose them? They're kind of like again the you UK turned me on to them and and and, as and, well. and it was I think it was from one release here that I was like, oh, this is slick, really great looking release, and um, so I'm going to start off with something uh, that they have that I, well, a wish list pick yeah. uh, from 1963, Jason and the Argonauts. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, which I, I, I've always dug this. I've always mm-hmm. liked the the uh, kind of animation they've used with... Uh, Ray Harryhausen? Know, yeah, Ray Harryhausen, which is unbelievable. Uh, my number nine is Experiment in Terror. Oh, so are, are we not going to alternate? Oh, I thought we were just going to go through our list. Let's just go through our yeah, list. Yeah, just let's bang them off, All man. Right. We're, uh, we're getting pretty Because late. it's it's going to be confusing, like what yeah. right. okay, studio is somebody I, So to. I will say, yeah, that uh, they hair, they did like three Harry Hawson sets. They're all great, mm-hmm. and they're all region-free. Unfortunately, the indicator like started out all region-free for like the first year or two. Then, then they, they region-locked a lot of the releases. But now they're... They have a North American division, which is kind of interesting. And, and everything's going to move that way, right? Like now that we're in the 4K yeah, era. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to go 1962, Experiment in Terra. Terror. This is the yeah. Glenn Ford, Lee Remick starring mm. that has that unbelievably tense opening sequence uh, that I love. Uh, my number... Uh, Eight is the lady from Shanghai. Have you guys seen this? I don't the Orson so. picture? No. With, I have it. Haven't watched it yet. Though. Uh, super, super cool. Um, uh, that I, I think both of you will really like. There's a great mirror sequence in that one. Um, Taste of Fear, which is part of the 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 hammer set they have that has the damned in it as oh, well, okay. and a few other pictures. Uh, just like. Ham, it's a it's a really like their big box sets are great like they're yeah, yeah. they're they're maybe Thorough. the most sturdy of yeah. the box sets like when you get one of these box sets and I'll talk about one of them later it's like you could throw that against a wall nothing's <laughs> gonna fucking happen uh Cur- night of the demon or curse of the dragon the jock Tur- no this is my second mm-hmm. turno of uh, uh, the feature this is the one that Kyle lent me uh that kind of was like holy fuck this is a great transfer like how good does yeah, this look that's one of the 59? best uh physical releases in my opinion that is 57 57 yeah uh, number five is the big heat, which we've talked yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. on our Noir November of 2021. Uh, we all no- love this film. Our, yeah, we all loved it. It was a maniac. Uh, it, we will be talking about Noir again this November. My number four, Fat City. Uh, this is the John Huston boxing pick that stars Stacey Keach. Huh. Have you guys seen this? No. <laughs> oh, man. You guys got to awesome. see this. Uh, Jeff Bridges is the young gun that he's huh. kind of training, but Stacey Keach, so he's not. Yeah. Uh, he's also got Susan Tyrell in just a firecracker performance as Stacey Keach's sometimes girlfriend. It's really great. That sounds pretty uh, awesome, actually. And it shows Houston has, like, guts to make something so raw in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, he's making a, a personal picture just like all those other big new new directors are making. Um, and my number three is the Fuller set. This Samuel Fuller set is fucking unbelievable. It's so hardcore in terms of its casing. It's got a lot of great movies like the Crimson Kimono, um, but also... Special features, written articles. It's really great. It looks so good on my shelf. It's one of my favorite things on my shelf. It's a conversation piece. And number two is Modern Romance, Albert Brooks. 
uh, which both of you hate Albert Brooks, so hmm. I'm going to talk about this. Uh, hmm. No, it, it, maybe I, I really like um, Lost in America, but this might be my favorite. It's up there, eh? Albert Brooks still. Uh, the, the the Quaalude seat is something <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, it, it's close between, I, I can't decide, but yeah, probably this is the best one. And uh, my number one is Bunny Lake is Missing. Uh, uh, a huge discovery, all because of Indicator, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who I think gave the rights over to... I, I, anyways, doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, uh, an amazing... Uh, a, a woman re- reports her young daughter is missing, uh, but then everyone says, well, she never ever existed, and she makes the daughter seem... Uh, the, the, uh, sort of the mother seem insane. Otto uh, Preminger directs uh, one of the best movies I've seen off the last few years, but also just an incredible uh, package that it comes in. So those are my picks. Indicator. Indicator. Special. I I pick Severn because it is sleazy. It is awesome. (laughs) It is guns blazing. It is um, tasteless, but yet so delicious. (laughs) Uh, number 10 is a movie I actually finished watching all the extra features is The Sinful Dwarf uh, and it you talked about it on the last episode triple X rated there's one scene it's from the littlest big show in town it's actually like a, a porn with the dwarf and he's actually like yeah insane extra features like <laughs> yeah Anyways, uh, number nine, uh, Tales of the Uncanny, which is a documentary on a anthology movies. And it is kind of cool because they started filming at the height of the pandemic or like the start of the pandemic. So they had all this like uh, footage, but they couldn't finish it. So they got all these excellent directors, people who would never give them the time of day because they were so bored and at home. Right. They did all these Zoom interviews. So it's such an interesting doc. And everyone's yeah, talking about awesome. their favorite segments, talking about their favorite movies. It's interesting. It's fun. It's not like clinical. It's actually like fans talking about their love. love. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, number eight is um, uh, the uh, Euro Crypt of Christopher Lee. It's a nine disc set of all like uh, Christopher Lee's like European movies where he played the uh, Castle of the Living Dead. Uh, the Challenge, a.k.a. Katranas. Yeah, a bunch of cool movies. I think it has like a whole him. actually TV series where you it's like, got it. it yeah. like 10 episode it anthology is the, uh, series. It's a Theater Macabre. Yeah. Like two discs set of his actual TV show. And there's a volume two England. as well, which sounds interesting. Yeah, Insa- insane. Number seven, it is a UK only, but it's Baskin. Have you ever seen the movie Baskin? No. The movie mm. is, it is a Brazilian movie. It is so delicious. Got to check this movie out. It's cool as shit. I'm surprised it hasn't got a better release, but this is it. Like, if you want to check I'm it out. I'm very worried yeah. whenever you say delicious. I know. I love <laughs> saying it. Uh, number six, it was a BBC TV show that didn't get a DVD release. The first Blu-ray release uh, came out. It's Threads. Oh, so yeah. So you just talked about this. Like, this uh, so good. film deserved this um, release. It's popping up everywhere recently. Like, it's now become one of... Uh, uh, about four years ago when they released it, it was everywhere. Like, it was bumping because they're like, oh, we haven't seen this movie in I years. I think AMC is like, it's like their fifth biggest movie right now. Oh, awesome. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, number five, Wild Beasts. Nice. We've checked this out. What's cool about this, there's an interview with the director... There's interviews with the actors. And the director's like, oh, no, 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 animals got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. And there's also an interview with the animal wrangler, yeah. which tells a different story, which is kind of like yeah. what we like about the special features. Number four, again, Grizzly from my boy nice, Kyle yeah. here. Yeah. Well, they also did Day of the Animals as well. They, uh... Yeah, I didn't put that on, but I did put Grizzly because uh, the slipcover and the documentary Jaws with Claws, yeah. which is cool. Um, 
there is this box set called All the Haunts Are Ours, which is all the uh, folklore horror movies that they have. It's a 14 disc. Oh, lecture. yeah. I thought it's, about getting this. It was yeah. like on sale yesterday for $85. Cause it was like, oh, and dent dent. Or I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm buying this for sure. And then sold out right away. By the time I got yeah. to it, it was sold out because 14 discs, like all these movies that has like Vi, like three of these movies were on my top list. And yeah, it has yeah. a documentary, The Woodlands. Um, Darken Days uh, Bewitched. Uh, yeah, what you really like. I really did. He didn't care much for it. No. Yeah. But with all these movies, I think it'd be a good companion piece for all of them. Yeah. I almost cool bought thing. it at the Comic Con on the summer, but again, yeah. it was like, even its sale price was like 200 bucks, which yeah. again, it's not well, a bad deal for exactly. Discs. Yeah. And all these but, discs have like two movies on them. Yeah. And so tons like, of extra features yeah, and it's, shorts it's and everything. Ins- yeah. Yeah. The- uh, it always, uh, this felt like the, where they went. The most in depth of all of yeah. their, uh, I, I think, yeah, a lot of their box sets, though, though they do like it's like 15 mm-hmm. films, like they'll do like an Al Adamson, it's like 50 every film yeah. the guy's done, like they, they're pretty in depth with that. It, kind it, of this stuff. is cool, shit. uh, number two, uh, Santa Sangria is getting oh. a, a 4K release, which looks so fucking yeah, it's gonna be a four been. disc, uh, it's gonna be a 4K. I've transfer. not seen this, you're, you're Rusky, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they did. That and one or one or two of the mountain of uh, Holy Mountain or yeah. something like that. I think. Have you seen this one? No. Oh, yeah. it is gorgeous, man! Like this movie deserves to be a 4K. Like it is. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch brilliant. this. I I I last year uh, tried to fit this in for a top hundred uh, to see. There is fit, but. one scene that is insane where everyone is wearing grays and like a light grays and. It looks like it's shot in black and white, other than like skin tones. You could not tell that it's huh. not black and white. It's mm. it's so dope. Anyways, yeah, for the set, one is like the uh, CD with the uh, soundtrack on it. And number one, The Changeling. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. That would be my yeah. What's that? That's getting a 4K too. You I'm surprised it. you didn't have the Lost Soul doc on there. I thought about putting it on there, yeah, because it was like, yeah, I don't want to do any. Or uh, Burial Ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I thought about it. Uh, I think yeah, that these, might be getting a 4K as well. They have so many cool movies. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, love Severn. Yeah. When I, it's crazy they have Changeling. Yeah. 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 It, it seems like out of left field for them, but yeah. yeah. Well, they do. They, when you think about it, like, even like all the, the woodland. Like, I would mm. say their strangest release is Overboard, starring uh, Kurt Russell and uh, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Mm. <laughs> not, not, oh, I, I got Weird story how they got that one. Confused with the Adam Sandler one. What's that one? <laughs> no, yeah, that's Overboard as well, I think. <laughs> not to be confused. I think they were talking on a, docu- a, a podcast and they're just like, we just. Threw it out there as a joke, and they said yes, and we're like, okay, I we gotta do it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I, I chose uh, Vinegar Syndrome. I think they're a company that I'm not gonna lie; they don't have a lot of four star movies for me. But there's something about them. They're trash. Yeah. I don't always love them, but I never there feel like I wasted my time. So many gems that didn't get a DVD release. One that I'm glad they did was a uh, Pledge Night that yeah. did not get a DVD. Uh, I was, Itching, itching for no Blu-ray, no DVD. Like I had VHS, and that they're, came they're out. probably the only studio where mm. when I watch the films, I don't always love it, but I'm glad I watched yeah. it. It's strange. I'm glad I own it. They really mm. all their movies have great slip covers. I don't know. They they've they're they're a company that somehow releases shit, and everyone is excited to buy it, myself included. It's yeah. like lining up, fighting over this stuff. Uh, starting off number ten, Death Row Game Show from 1987. Yeah. 
this is a crazy movie where like there's a game show and the contestants are you know prisoners that are in life Mm. and if you win you might be able to get some time knocked off or some money for your uh, family before you pass away they knock off a mob boss and uh, he comes knock off a mob boss's mom something like that yeah Yeah. and so he sends an assassin for revenge again not necessarily a great movie it kind of falls apart in the Mm. end but like it's kind of like fun and exciting, yeah. and there's nothing else like this it. This sounds like Running really, Man, yeah. but Running Man, but like I don't know, like it's, it's done with almost, almost more interesting. Yeah, like, in, in, in a certain it's way, it's done in a, like a really low it's budget, tongue in cheek, like winky way. But yeah, it's, again, it's fun man. Not going to be for everyone, but again, why mm. I love this company because I had never heard of this film, never heard of probably most of these films before yeah. they released. Uh, and it has a cool little half an hour doc on there. Uh, number nine, Demon Wind for 1990, kind of a ripoff of mm-hmm. Evil Dead. Uh, but again, just like throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you. Uh, kind of a fun one. Uh, number eight, Sudden Fury from 1975. I've been trying to get you guys to watch this. This is a cool mm-hmm. little Canadian thriller. Uh, kind of Hitchcockian, but obviously on an indie budget. You know, it's not Hitchcock behind mm-hmm. the camera. But cool little movie where this guy gets an argument with his wife. You find out that he's he's trying to get her to invest in one of his schemes, and he's done this before, and it never works out. And she's like, no, I'm not giving you more money. He's not happy about this. There's a car accident, and he decides, I'm not going to try to save her. I'm going to leave her. And a good Samaritan happens to see this and gets involved, and it's this cat and mouse game. Very cool. Again, like there's no extras, but it doesn't matter because you would no one's ever heard of this film before. Yeah. Never had a release, and it's this little gem that everyone that saw it seems to dig it, uh, myself included. Uh, number seven, Amityville: The Curse Collection, eighty nine to ninety six. This is like all the sequels after mm-hmm. the three big budget budget ones. I guess these. And this st- is what you've been video. slowly going through. I right? did. I went through them yeah, all last, last uh, October. Again, they're not great movies, but I was never bored. I enjoyed all four of them, surprisingly. They were mm. like straight to video, and each one focuses on, I guess, like an item that was in that house at the time, like mm. that ends up bought in a yard, so whatever. And each one focuses on The Evil Escapes, It's About Time, New Generation Dollhouse. I think one's on a clock, mm. one's on a dollhouse. forget what the other ones are. But yeah, I was really surprised. And an awesome set where it all comes in, like it looks like the house, and you open up the top, and all the movies are in there. That's kind of dope. Um Number six, House on Tombstone Hill, a.k.a. Yeah. Dead Dudes in the House, 1989. Uh, I think this, is it a trauma movie originally? Super fun movie where mm. it's pretty, it's kind of like X actually, where it's an old uh, old hag woman going around knocking them off in mm. this house. Yeah, I guess you could say X ripped it off maybe, uh, minus the porn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, kind of a silly, fun, uh, just... Uh, Bunch of jerks getting their comeuppance. Yeah, exactly. But I remember being surprised how entertaining that was because mm. a lot of these, like some of those slashers don't hold up those little budget, especially trauma ones. Number five, Spookies, 1986. I, these movies are like the this same is, Yeah, me. this yeah. is a crazy movie where like I guess... I think there's. You guys have been really going on about Spookies. Spookies is awesome, man. Well, you gotta a, check here's it the out. thing: it's a mess of a bad movie. Like it's a movie that they didn't mm. finish and they combined two movies. I think yeah, together that, that doesn't matter. You're but never it's just bored. like each scene is weird movies, farting creatures, mm. um, and th- this is a movie where like they actually went all out. Like when they released this, they released it. At, if you pre-ordered, it, you got three different slip covers for it. All three of them are awesome. They're all that heavy cardstock subcover. Mm-hmm. And then for extras, you got an 104, sorry, 100 minute documentary in the making where they go over like how the producer fucked them over and ruined their film and everything. And then you get another uh, uh, over two hour documentary on uh, <coughs> Vipco, I, I believe it is, 
who was like this uh, VHS company, and they go over the history of that. So worth it just for those documentaries. Yeah. And there's other like tons of other extras. Like I think it has hours and hours of extras for this fucking movie that is like <laughs> no one's heard of until yeah. now. Uh, number four, Game Over, a.k.a. Deadly Games, oh, yeah. a.k.a. Dio Code for Santa Claus from 89. We covered yeah. this, right? This was uh, We did cover this, right? Yeah, last, last, yeah. last Christmas. Last Christmas, and this was a, a pleasant surprise yeah. for yeah. me. I, I really like this movie. It's, uh, what, is it French? Yeah, it's a, 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 like actually French, not yeah. Quebec. Yeah. It's, it's French. And uh, they gave this a 4K release, but it's pretty much like Home Alone, if instead of burglars, free home alone too. Yeah, yeah. It's if Santa Claus. it's Santa Claus and he's a murderous, like there's um, gore and stuff. I in will, it. Uh, y- yeah. Like sometimes you guys present me these movies and I go, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> well, I'll just never. I like whatever. That's something I'll never watch. This has its own charm. I thought the special features on this were yeah excellent. hours as well of, of extra features. So. Uh, number three, actually, another holiday movie, Christmas Evil from 1990. Uh, oh, another yeah. one that I would put in that same cat. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, th- I feel like I'm going to like this more on second viewing. Yeah, yeah this is it um, holds up. It's kind of like a slasher, but unlike Silent the Night, Deadly Night, there's a little more to it. It's more of. It has more in common, I would say, with, with Taxi Driver. Yeah. If Travis Bickle, instead of being a taxi driver, worked at a toy warehouse and dressed as Santa, it kind of has a psychological... And the lead is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So good, right? And again, another cool... Act, like I guess this is one of John Waters' favorite films, so he does a commentary on the the, the disc, and you get a, another fun one where it's like all the comic cards, so you get to see the original... Like oh, when, like when they like uh, yeah, like when they showed the picture to see what people thought of it. The original comic cards and some of them were hilarious. Um, the one negative I will say, I hate the fucking cover for this. Ah, uh, it's just like it's that cartoon. badly drawn, like Santa, and he's yeah. like skin's green or something. Yeah, they did re-release it with a slip cover, which is better. But this art, the art for this film, is the classic one where it's Santa with the axe in front mm-hmm. of the the fireplace. I can't believe that they have not put that on any of the re- either the cover yeah. or the the slip cover when they re-released it. Other than that small thing, though, uh, great film that uh, again is not enough people are talking about. Number two from 1988, crazy that it's got a 4K release, but I'm happy about it. Uh, Dead Heat. Uh, this is the Piscopo. Um, oh yeah, and Treat Williams. Treat I've Williams. talked about this many times. Just such a fun blast of a movie. Mm-hmm. Amazing practical effects. It's got a bunch of extras. Um, again, they, Image, I think, originally put this out with this terrible release, Bare Bones. They, they gave this thing the, the 4K, bunch of extras. Uh, and yeah, I just... Is this I, the first <clears throat> Blu-ray, or you say Image did on Blu-ray? No, Image did a shitty Blu-ray that went out of print uh, quickly. Even, like, the DVD was pretty shit, like... But the DVD was better than the Blu-ray. Like, yeah, at least it had yeah. a bunch of extras. This has all those extras, and I think then plus more. Nice. But yeah, it, this is a movie, kind of like Bordello of Blood, where I, I feel like... Yeah. Like, to me, the Piscopal stuff is actually funny, and I know some people may disagree, but... Uh, and number one, I gotta go... I'm kind of cheating here because I'm choosing two, but really, if I have to choose one, I'm going to go Grave Robbers. I've talked, I've praised both these films yeah. from 1989, and then they also put out Cemetery of Terror from 1985. These are two Mexican films from this director, Ruben Gerano Jr. Never heard of him, never heard of the films. They came out, they had cool art, and I'm like, I'm going to grab these, you know? Yeah. And then I watched them, and like they're both incredible. They both ooze atmosphere. Uh, Grave Robbers, kind of like these uh, kids are going to break into a... Uh, a tomb, and I guess there's supposedly buried treasure there, but they awaken this executioner, and he goes around 
hacking them up with an axe. And then the other Cemetery of Terror is set on Halloween where these teens perform a satanic ritual and awaken a, a recently deceased serial killer. Um, yeah, both just ooze atmosphere. They uh, have a decent amount of extras, gorgeous slip covers, but uh, yeah, just two films that never would have found out or heard of if it wasn't for Vinegar Syndrome, and I think they are uh, both incredible. Awesome. Um, so that is 150, <coughs> 150 movies. <laughs> I am losing my voice at this yeah. point. And everyone's sneezing. This yeah. is a crazy episode. Yeah, this is the longest, I think, recording, right? Yeah. This I feel is long- like it is. Yeah. This is the longest episode we've ever had. All right, guys. Yeah, congratulations we, on 150. Thank you for doing this. With we'd us. love to hear your guys. If you have, what are you? What's your yeah, favorite studio? And, what are your favorite? Yeah, like from we studio? love physical media, and we uh, like. Is there something that's We're out missing. there? Yeah, I, again, like especially when you get into the Vinegar Syndrome Kino. There's, there's so, so many releases. Many. I'm sure we're missing some gems. Let us know. You can find us at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, just search Movie City Maniacs. We have a group page, like page, and on Instagram, we're at Mill Creek. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're in movie scene, Max. And uh yeah, like yeah. uh I uh, I'm uh, we've been doing these polls on stuff we're going to watch and mm-hmm. everyone's going to have to watch these movies. Yeah. Can't wait. I just want to uh is one yeah. spookies or dead dudes in the house. Which I, one are we doing? I'll do that next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. So and I just want to say yeah, this big 150th. Thank you to all these studios for releasing this shit. This is probably why we started the podcast exactly. because we were buying these movies that these movies kind of the blu-rays reinvigorated us to get like to watch as many movies that we do i don't know if i would mm-hmm. if it was just streaming so keep them up we're gonna keep on no, buying them you and, sometimes uh, pop on to x streaming channel and be like this would happen to me during our 85 series and be like i'm done i'll ask yeah. kyle if he owns this movie because i'm not gonna watch it like, yeah. yeah you don't know the quality's gonna be good you don't know where to start mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know there's just something about holding into your hands yeah. and owning it and t- telling people about it the quality is still the big one yeah. and 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 you know if you have this version you, you have sh- it forever it ain't going anywhere these and these companies aren't gonna fuck around with what yeah. is actually there we, we had our, our our friend uh ken who did a bunch of these before and after versions of of Blu-ray and DVD releases mm-hmm. that Netflix would then put up and they would take out big scenes. Yeah, huge scenes. The yeah. worst, I mean, when we were doing our Best of 85, it was like, oh, this has got to be on some streaming service. There were so many classic films not on so there. So many. The worst, too, is like Netflix or some of these companies will like put on Halloween in November. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, yeah. They, or they'll put on like just part three or part, sorry, Four and six or something. That's the other reason. And the, it's frustrating. The, the, the streaming services that you do get, uh, you should think about as well. Like yeah. people that actually have curation. Like I yeah. sent you guys the criterion for mm-hmm. October today. Yeah, They've Looking thought about good. that for a goddamn year. Yeah. For sure. Because to get all those titles that they don't own onto their streaming services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I've been looking for some of those titles for years. years. Yeah. And yeah. you can already tell they're going to be like, Best yeah. versions. These are things that we need to think about because you want to see the shit that's good and that isn't manipulated and isn't compromised. Yeah. And you also, I mean, especially in this age where they're looking at these films a different way and maybe editing films. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you have the Blu-ray, you own that. No one can cut out a scene or whatever. Um, you own it. and uh, They're artifacts, good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, anyways, yeah, this Thank has been fun, so guys. Thank you so much for yeah. 50 episodes. It's and we're awesome. going to be back. Next episode is our Shock Shocktober. Shocktober. Shock is coming. Yeah. Uh, the, which is going to be a huge event every year, a month of nothing. If you feel like, you know what, I listen to your podcast, but I don't want to hear about the crime or the Western. Horror. This is a month, nothing but Halloween and horror. Um, be prepared more, more than you're gonna ever want. <laughs> be prepared. Yeah. And, to see uh, if Kyle can get his revenge on me. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I had this great like extra like, like be prepared to stay scared. <laughs>